Welcome to the Broken Token Podcast. Whitney, I kind of feel like some turkey. Man, I really wish I could do, a, you know, a... Uh, a foley impression impression of a turkey right now i mean in years past i've had like turkey sound effects i mean it's kind of fun but cheesy all at the same time i was really hoping you would just kind of gobble for us but (laughs) no i'm not okay (laughs) i don't want that on permanent record man not to say that anything else i haven't ever said is you know any better, any, any, better wor- any better or worse than a turkey gobble, but no. Well, you're not going to intentionally walk through the turkey gobble foley door, right? That, that is, this much is true, All yes. Right, well, yeah. Here we set in uh, November, coming up on Thanksgiving here in the United States, yes. for episode 109. Yes, 109. It's, uh, I don't know Ooh, how it is where you 109. are. But it's been pretty chilly here. We've been in the oh, in the teens Fahrenheit. It has been, it has been cold. It's been brisk and nippy <laughs> is what it's been brisk and nippy brent that's what we're gonna call it i had to make sure to go get the eggs uh out of my chicken coop every evening i mean sometimes i'll slack and i'll leave them out there for a day or two but uh no 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 can't do that here because they'll freeze <laughs> they'll freeze yep they will yeah. freeze yeah i'm sure you got to stay stay on your game when it comes to all that it's not uh it's, it's somewhat heartbreaking when you go out there and that that, that chicken has put in all that work to lay that egg. And if you've ever heard a chicken, I'm sure you bet you have heard a chicken lay an egg. It can be a little animated. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then only to have only to have it freeze and then is, you lose is the first even, open. Yeah, yeah, is is even worse, man. But uh, winter, you know, it's just that time of year here, man. Winter is on us, and uh, and. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be fun, man. I, every year that ticks by, I I dread winter more and more. I, I just don't like the cold weather. I don't like the snow, and uh, ultimately, I'm living in the exact wrong state for it. So, you know, <laughs> so it's never bothered. Now, the wind is what gets me. The cold uh, weather itself has really never bothered me. Yeah, but if you want to, if you want to make me mad in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. You put me out in the middle of a lot of wind yeah. in the cold weather. Yeah, it just cuts through you like yeah. a knife, oh, doesn't yeah. it? That's yeah. that's the 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 heat I deal with. I get acclimated to it. I'm okay. Oh, heat's cold, fine, man. I'm I'm actually fine with snow. Doesn't bother me, but yeah, that that cold wind, no hard pass. Yeah, heat, heat doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I think a lot of it is just. I don't know. I'm, I, he just doesn't really bother me. It, it, it just doesn't. You know, I'm I'm fine. I, I would take uh, I would take a hundred degree day over uh, over a twenty two degree day with wind. You know, any day of the week, any day of the week. So, well, I'm hoping through this winter I can get a few more projects done, yep. both arcade yeah, and maybe too. some car stuff. Uh, I was fortunate enough to actually get heat in my building. Now, it's not the the building was it's got an insul- it's a pole barn. So, um, I guess that's what most people would call a pole barn. It's a metal building. Yeah. Yeah. It's a metal building. Yeah. Yeah. Metal out building. And the, the roof is insulated and the walls are somewhat insulated. Yeah. And it, it's not spray insulation. The building was built in the, I was going to say late nineties, but I mean, I guess it, it's a rounding error at that point. It was built in 1996. So the technology at the time, I guess the affordable technology at the time was, was foam board insulation. Yeah. So it's cut for all the gaps and all the spaces between all the uh, two by sixes and yeah. two, all that stuff. And, and it's not even on all of them. Yeah. So yeah. there's a few places, mainly fortunately places that are 
protected in another way without getting into the architecture of the way everything's laid out mm-hmm. out there. But the, the majority of the building actually has that foam insulation against the inside of the metal. D- does so. that, does that work well? Because my, the reason I ask is my outbuilding has got the cheapest of the insulation possible, which is essentially the, the foil backed bubble wrap insulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, what has happened over the years is it's gotten brittle and it just flakes apart. And it's, I I just, I cannot stand it. So right now, so you've got my main outbuilding, my my metal outbuilding. Yeah. And then there's an extension built on that, that it's the, other than a little sun fade, because they were built at different times, it basically looks like the same building, but within the extension, the extension is built off of the, the an end wall. Oh, Hartley. <laughs> so Studio Dog Hartley is a little upset about something. Something, yeah. This is the second recording that she has, uh, she's been with me for. Yeah. So she's still kind of trying to find her way and figure out how things work. So yeah. you, you'll probably hear a little Hartley in the background as we go. Yeah, she, she's, she's fine though, man. She's... I think she'll hopefully she'll she'll settle down here in a minute. So I- anyway, the uh, the building is extended, and you know you got two garage doors in the front of what was the original building, and then the extension it's open and it's gravel floor, and that's where I've got uh, my trailers at. Yeah, the roof of that is insulated with that insulation that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and you know we did that because I was told if you don't. In certain times of the year, when you got a lot of moisture, you'll get condensation. It'll uh-huh. basically rain inside the building. Yes, yes. And it at this point, it's probably 12 years old, uh-huh. 10 to 12 years old. Yeah. And it's doing exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's it, brittle and it's it, flecking off. It flecks and, off and it, it, yeah. le- it leaves pieces of itself everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, every time I go up into my building, I run the shop vac because I sweep up what has fallen off of the it's like know, snow it, it's like snow <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so aggravating man. It, yeah yeah I, mine hasn't gotten that bad but i've i don't know maybe next year i'm gonna have to figure out something different to to put up in there but yeah um as, as to the the main building the part that's fully enclosed with a concrete floor yeah it um i mean i feel that it does pretty well i mean like i said the building was never sealed up it wasn't yeah. built to be to have hvac in it yeah. per se yep yep so it, I'm happy if the heat that I've got in it just knocks the chill off and yeah. I can even be out there in a hoodie. Yeah. But man, w- what I've done thus far, I've been out there and it's been in the 40s yeah. or so Fahrenheit. And within about 30 to 40 minutes, I can knock it down to the the low 60s, mid 60s. Yeah. That, no, no problem. That, that's great. Now, is, yeah. it, is it electric or are you? Oh, no, it's it, gas. It's gas. Yeah. Okay. So, got it. Yeah. When, when the building was built back in the 90s, um, there was a line, a plastic gas line put through the yard, trench through the yard out to the building. And when I moved in here, I had it all connected. And I just this summer, well, toward, actually it was this fall, toward the end of the summer, had an opportunity, had some family that does HVAC work. And they, they we all got together up. and we, we got it taken care of. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So, Man. yeah, it's it's gas. Yeah, cool. Anyway, while I'm on the topic of updates, man, I've I've actually had quite a bit go on since the last time we've recorded yeah i mean i was looking at the show notes and and i mean there there's a lot there and I, you know i feel like and i know we'll talk about the music city multicon here in just a bit but man i, I just i feel like there's uh the time has just been compressed but you, you've been a busy guy yeah i've had a lot go on so yeah. I, I know i've been talking a little bit about the rally x that i had that belongs to a good friend of mine 
and I still have it still in the shop. I had to set it aside because of something else I'll talk about here in a few minutes, but it's set aside right now. And, and actually it's one of those cases where, you know, they, you're always told when you're frustrated with something, walk away from it, walk away oh, yeah. from it. Yep. And in being Hartley's taking a tour into the pinball machines. <laughs> so, um, Hartley, it's okay. So anyway, it, I had, it, when I set it aside and I was doing other things, I had, uh, what I think might be a, a minor epiphany. <laughs> So when I get a chance here after Thanksgiving to kind of crack back into things, yeah, I'd like to, I've got some stuff of my own that I want to work on, but I would also kind of like to get that out of my way. So I'm going to, I'm going to take another quick run at it with a few things that have occurred to me since I've not been staring at it. Okay. So, but yeah, I still have it. Did I mention the Captain Fantastic on the last show? You did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the short of it was, is a, a a friend of mine from the car club that I was involved in for years reached out to me, and they were looking to sell a Captain Fantastic that had been in their their possession since the '80s, and we found it a new home, and it's actually gone to the Chattanooga Pinball Museum. So the gentleman that that owns the museum, and I'd have to look in my phone. I apologize, especially if you're listening. I, I your name is slipping my my, my mind right now. Great to work with. He drove up to Chatt- He drove up from Chattanooga to Nashville, and I was in Nashville along with you for the Music City Multicon. So basically, we were able to kind of meet in the middle, and uh, um, he picked it up and took it home. And oh, that's you know, good. so, you know, if you're in the Chattanooga area, he's gonna he's gonna have to shop it, and you know, there, it it's gonna need a little attention because it sat for a while. But it's a pretty darn nice game, and he was super excited to have it. It been uh, requested by patrons of his museum there in Chattanooga, so I'm sure it'll be on the floor if it's not already on the floor uh, here before long. And if you're in Chattanooga, definitely stop in. We'll have a link in the show notes to the uh, Chattanooga Pinball Museum. Hmm, cool. So, Whitney, I know you're going to be running down there for, for Halloween next year, aren't you? You've already planned that out. Maybe we'll run to Chattanooga. I know crazy stuff goes. I'm just throwing stuff at you just to see if you're paying any attention. Oh, yeah. I meant to say even Christmas. I don't even know where Halloween came from. I'm sitting there thinking Chattanooga. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? We'll this go is, to Whitney, this is what happens when I'm drinking coffee at like seven o'clock at night. We're, this, just, it's going to get worse. Just, so. keep, just keep on pounding it, man. Uh, Something that's near and dear to my heart and also a friend of the show, David Corgan, is travel tools. Mm. And I recently got a, and I don't know how to describe this. If you know it, you know it. It's a, it's a round USB light that's mainly used by like streamers in, or if you're doing video calls or whatever, it's probably, it's, 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 it's like one of the halo lights. It's like it's a, a halo do- light. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, exactly. like a donut or a ring light. Yeah. That's yeah. a better way to put it. Yep. And you know, the intention is, is you put it like behind your camera and it just gives you a little light forward. I had picked up a couple of them not to use for streaming or for video. I wanted to kind of give some lighting to a shelf. Mm-hmm. That's another conversation down lower. It didn't work out. And I was about ready to send them back to Amazon. And I thought, I'm going to go and throw throw the, one of them in my travel toolkit. It's USB. It's really lightweight. It's got a big clip on it and a, a gooseneck where you can adjust the light anywhere. And I thought, this is going to be perfect to work on a game with. If I just need general lighting in the back of a game, I want to be in it for a few minutes. I want to be in the head of a pinball for a bit, which happens. Mm-hmm. Instead of just kind of always constantly repositioning my work light, my magnetic light, 
uh, or even like if I got a play field tipped up and I know that I'm going to be rebuilding flippers and it's kind of in a dark space instead of constantly like tripping around my work light, yeah. I'm going to give this thing a swing. It was like, I think it was 12 bucks and pretty darn bright. You know, it's not like, it's not like as bright as the sun, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll give, we'll give it a shot and see, see what it does. Okay. So I threw a link in the show notes if anybody's interested in taking a look at it, but, um, I haven't used it yet. Like I said, I, this was just like within the last week or so. And I, I was on the cusp of sending it back and I thought, Hey, I've got these are inexpensive. Maybe I can, maybe I can fill a, a need with it. And so we'll have to see how it turns out. So I'm looking at this right now and it, it, it doesn't look bad at all. I mean, for $13 it plus it was tax, actually built pretty nicely. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty nice. So how do you, uh, how do you power it? Does, USB. Understand that. But, but does it, I mean, will it run off of a battery pack so, or does it, or does it have to have a charging puck or, or what? Yeah. So what I'd have to do, like if I was going to use it in a pinball. Yeah. I'd have to stick it in the service port mm-hmm. or stick it in a wall or, or, but yeah, it does not come with a little charging cube or anything like that. So okay, you'd have to, it. you'd have to pull one from an old cell phone or, you know, if a lot of us have, I'm sure you do have a thousand of those things sitting around. You got them all over the yeah. place, man. And, yeah. you know, I would think I didn't look at the requirements on it, but I would think I could use something that's from an ancient cell phone because I'm not going to think it's going to need a lot of current Yeah, and just, you know, repurpose something that I've already got, but can't use with a modern device. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got so it. yeah, I mean, I service port out of a, out of a pinball or just plug it into the wall. It's got a pretty long cord on it and it looks like it does. It's got a long neck on it as well. It does. Yeah. It was a little long. It was kind of surprising. I was like, how, you know, it was, it was all kind of coiled up in this, this little box and I thought, well, it's either much smaller than I anticipate anticipated, it coils up pretty tightly, or when I open this box, it's going to explode out like a jack in the box. So, <laughs> yeah. fortunately, it was just coiled up pretty tightly. But got it. Got I don't know. It. We'll get we'll give it a shot, and uh, you know, it, it's it seems like a good idea. Hopefully, it's not going to be more trouble than it's worth. You know, yeah. we're we're at something that ends up being more in the way than it. Yeah, and then yeah. you just toss it off to the side because it's like, well, thirteen dollars. Either either your Amazon return window times out and you can't send it back, or it's like, well, I paid I paid for it, so I feel like I'm implored to use it, and then it just yeah. doesn't work the way you want it to. Well, you know, worst case, what I can do with I got two of them. Worst case, what I can do with it is I can even use it to highlight some stuff down here in the in the game room. Um, there's a few things around here where it, so the thing the deal with it in terms of where I wanted to originally use it, it, it just wasn't bright enough. And honestly, the long neck on it made it a distraction. It was like, Oh look, I want to put two huge, huge antennas on this. Thing. Yeah. Yep. So it just didn't work for what I wanted for those two reasons, what I wanted it for originally. So, um, I can find a use for it without, you know, you, without justifying keeping it. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you almost you ever had something where you tried too hard to find a reason to keep it to justify <laughs> having it or keeping yeah, it yeah. yeah oh yeah so yeah so i'm gonna hold on to it and see how it works out i know i've talked about retro chip tester pros and uh you can get them from 8bit-museum.de spoke a little bit about those and um we've we've gotten our 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 bare PCB. So mm-hmm. I got one, you got one and we got one for, uh, David Corrigan got one correct. as well. Yep. So they're in hand. The PCBs are beautiful. They, they are. They're, they're beautiful. You're right. 
I mean, they're just, they're made so well, it looks like. And so it's going to be a project for next year. Actually, and hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly based on how it's spelled. It's Stefan. He's, he even reached out to me and just to check on things and see, followed up out of the blue, see how things were going. And, um, I just let him know I hadn't had an opportunity to even pull the, the bomb up past just kind of looking at it and to order parts. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be an after the first of the year type thing. Yeah. He, he said, he said, set it aside about two hours to build it, which I thought was reasonable. That was a less than I anticipated. It'll take me longer than that. I, I just, I just go slow. I'm just so intentional with everything that I do. It, it's it's going to take me longer than that. But but you know something, man? I don't really care. It's fine. <laughs> it's no I, big deal. I think what's going to drive me crazy is I'm going to want to like bend all the the like the resistor and all the the small caps and uh, I'm going to want to bend the wires on that so everything for all the rows uh-huh. they're all centered and yeah. that's what's going to drive me nuts <laughs> you know I'm going to have to get one yeah. of those little you've seen the little they look like uh, uh, like triangles but they're kind of elongated an elongated triangle and uh, they've got little grooves cut in them at regular intervals. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can set a component in it and yeah. bend the legs. Yep, yep. I've yeah. seen those, yeah. So, yeah, I've got one of those kicking around. I'm probably going to have to get that out just to kind of satisfy my, my OCD a little bit before I, before I, like, lock everything in with a little solder. But the other thing I did is I took a trip to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So for those not from the area, uh, not from the U.S., um, Basically, the best way to put this is uh, Gatlinburg is the Redneck Riviera. We all love it. We all adore it. Gatlinburg is like the, uh, a southern tourist trap. Yeah. You know, and Gatlinburg is co-located with Pigeon Forge. So basically, to get into Gatlinburg, you have to go through Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge tends to be like for the younger crowd. I don't know, Whitney. Is that fair? Uh, I, yeah, I would I would say so. Hartley's yeah. over there giving Whitney love. Yeah, he's, she's yeah she, she's had her she's had her nose like up in my elbow. So now she's coming over here. Yeah. She's like, oh well, Whit, Whitney had a little something for me. What you got? <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Show me what you got. So yeah, uh, Pigeon Forge is I don't know. Envision about two miles of attractions. Yeah, mini golf, uh, more. Um, go-kart tracks than you can imagine indoor go-kart tracks multi-layer level go-kart tracks uh t-shirt shops uh specialty shops uh it's all designed to take your money man oh yeah that's what it is yeah i didn't see it's like the las vegas strip yeah exactly and they must it must be gone because they used to have uh bungee jumping they had the crane (laughs) base they i mean all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All and it takes is just one or one or two mishaps on the bungee jump and it, it's, it's pulled. It's gone. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, I, don't, I was about to say a family fun center, but that's not, I'm pretty sure that this place is more, uh, um, commercial. It's not like mom and pop, but I, I don't even remember the name of it, Whitney, but the shtick to pull you in, it looks kind of like a mansion. Like an old style Southern mansion, but <laughs> like, it's upside down. Wow. I mean, it's okay. like completely upside down. You uh-huh. walk in at the peak of the roof and it even has like planters like on the side of it that would have, that has big trees in it and yeah. it's all upside down. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And it, the, the, the top of it looks like 
the ground, like yeah. concrete and, and everything. And it's all broken off. Like it, yeah. like it was in an earthquake and flipped the whole it flipped building over. Yeah. And then did you it, go in? I have not been in that. Oh, I've meant okay. to do it the last couple of times I've been up there, but it's, it's, it's like a fun center. It's yeah. games and all that kind of fun stuff. That's what's in there. Okay. That's what, and Oh, in wax museums. That's what Pigeon Forge <laughs> is about. I forget the wax museums, yes. man. Uh, it, you know, you pull in Pigeon Forge and the, the right there, like as you're coming into it, it's a huge wax museum and it's got like a Mount Rushmore and it's got Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Harpo Marx and... Um, Oh, help me. The Western. He did all the Westerns. Oh, John Wayne. John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. John Wayne. And you look at the him. The Duke. The Duke. <laughs> yeah. You look at him and you're like, and these, these things are huge, Whitney, Yeah. Huge. And you're like, man, they all look a little stoned. Yeah. They all look, they all look just, just like, li- like you're just trying to avoid a copyright. Yeah. Issue. Yeah. Just a you little know? dead eye. Huh? Just a little different. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like. Uh, and then behind that building, but attached to it, is a huge tower with a giant King Kong, like reaching out over toward the street. Yeah. It's, oh, that's that wild. part's pretty neat. That, that's pretty wild, man. I, I mean, I've been I've been to a wax museum. I actually have been to two of them, and they're interesting. But I, I just I always get the heebie-jeebies, man. <laughs> I, I just I truly do. It's it's almost like it's, it might as well just be full of clowns, man. Seriously, <laughs> I just. I don't know, man. I, I just don't cotton to that type of stuff. I've been to Madame Tussauds in D.C. and yeah. it was. I mean, it was the the reproductions were good. It was it's, impressive. It's impressive. Yes, yeah. yes. I'll give it that. Now I wasn't it's, in the Gatlinburg one. Yeah, but or yeah. The, the Pigeon Forge. So anyway, where am I going with all this? So you get in, you go through Pigeon Forge, and you you get through all that. Then you start going up the mountain, and then you get into Gatlinburg, and. Whitney, have you, you've been you've been to Gatlinburg, I'm sure. Oh yeah, right? yeah, several times. So Gatlinburg is not the Gatlinburg of my youth. Oh no. no, no. So the Gatlinburg of my youth was for like the older crowd, and it, it the buildings through the center of Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge. You're basically driving everything. Yeah. Okay. You're it's it's a couple miles, and uh, it's a four lane divided highway through the heart of all this yeah. okay and they've even started to build off the main strip there's a place called the island which is like a jimmy buffett thing okay and there's a bunch of stores and an arcade and a hotel and uh, a jimmy buffett restaurant and all that that's off of the main strip so they're starting to tee off the main strip with modern newer construction okay gatlinburg was you walked it you'd park and you could basically walk through all the shops yeah oh yeah and it was it was local stuff. It was all handcrafted stuff generally. Yeah. And it's all really transitioned to 14 t-shirt shops. And <laughs> there's a, mm-hmm. now this was really nice. There's a Ripley's believe it or not up there. Mm-hmm. And there's a Ripley's believe it or not rip. Well, I guess it's branded as Ripley's aquarium. And we actually did that. And that was, that was a ball. I really enjoyed that. Okay. But it started to shift away from Gatlinburg and more toward the Pigeon Forge. It's less more, it's less the adult kind of shopping kind of craft type of a crowd and more toward more like a walking version of Pigeon Forge. Yeah, I get it. So, um, but there is quite a few arcades up there. 
And uh, Whitney, I don't know if you see what's in my show notes. I just put hard no. Yeah, I, I was curious as I was curious as to that because I, I take it I take it they really weren't that enjoyable then, or what? What, what was the deal? I so mean, were they just over overplayed or what? I got to walk into one. And it was what I expected. It was primarily redemption. Okay. Okay. And, and that, that really didn't shock me because that's kind of the way of the world. But of the arcades that were up there, other than that one, and there's one other I want to talk about that I didn't get to go into and I'll, t- I'll say why. They inject some kind, and I don't get this. I don't know if it's, I, I just, I truly don't understand this. Have I crossed the Rubicon of age, Whitney? <laughs> but they inject some sort of cherry or strawberry scent into the air. Oh my gosh. And it, if you ever walked right behind somebody that's like vaping and you walk like through spearmint yes, or yeah, cherry yeah, or something, yeah, you know, yep. You, it, it, hits, it, it hits you at the door like a ball bat. It, so, and let me ask you, I mean, you talk about walking behind somebody who's vaping. When anytime that I've ever done that, it's like the the smell that you, you you get the scent, you get the smell, but then you also get the moisture of it too, and that that just it, because it it it's like a it's like I a know wet what you're smell, talking. yeah, and it it's got like humidity to it, and yep. it's like I don't like that at all, and I, I was curious, was it like that down there? Or now was that it, you say that, it. It kind of was. It had it a was, little bit of moisture to it. It was. It was like when you walked in that door. It. It was almost like as if there there was a little density difference. Uh huh. Yeah. Once you walk. It, and I mean, Whitney, it, it hit you. It just yeah. was like bam. Yeah, bam. It's like I think I need to leave. So the first place we walked through, it was a modern arcade. It had a few video games in it, and it had um, um, a a couple pinball machines there was a mandalorian in there but it was like i looked at my girlfriend i'm like this the smell in here and she was giving me the same look and it was starting to actually make me a little lightheaded give mm. me a little headache yeah and we when we walked out it was all in our clothes so for the rest oh, of the evening my gosh i'm like i smell that arcade and she's like so can i it was in our jackets yeah yeah and it was just as annoying as could be we walked into several arcades th- up and down gatlinburg and there was actually one that we stopped in down in the island, which is that Jimmy Buffett space themed kind of space in uh, Pigeon Forge. And we walked in the door and we looked at each other and literally went, nope, turn around, walked out. <laughs> is that right? Because it was really? just like it. I, I keep saying it. It, it, it was just that, it was that, it was that overpowering. It yeah. was it hit you in the face. Wow. So there was one arcade that we could go into and. It was really open air, even though it was kind of cold. The they had the whole face of the building opened up, and just inside they had a not. And I wish I'd have gotten the name of this. If you go to Gatlinburg, you'll find it because literally all this is in is is in a walk. You okay. you can walk a big circle up one street, cross over once you get. So you won't miss it. You won't is, miss yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, that's what but, you're saying. Um, they had right inside the door an impressive lineup of newer Stearns and JJP games. And a lot of the Stearns were premiums. I mean, these were sitting there right there for play by public. And there was a few pros in there, but I'd say it almost half of them were premium. Oh, wow. Premium that's, games. that's impressive. I, I was and there was a, uh, Willy Wonka sitting there. There was a, <laughs> a really nice, there was an LE cause it was numbered. Yeah. Wizard of Oz sitting there. Wow, man. Up in Gatlinburg, right off, you know, open up the door, walk yeah. in and play it. There it yeah. is. So, so is everything there? I mean, did it have like dollar bill acceptors in them? Is, is that how these you were all them? cards? White. They were all cards. They were all cards. Okay. Got it. So now here's the thing that kind of broke my heart. 
but there is a silver lining because as I was researching for the show notes, I realized that it wasn't closed. Um, I have the address and, oh gosh, I didn't even, I thought I put it in here. I did 205 Historic Nature Trail right there in the heart of Gatlinburg, the next block over from the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. You can see what they call the Space Needle. And I didn't go up in it. It looked like you ride up in it. You probably just look out overlook because you're up in the Smoky Mountains. So you get a higher view of everything. And the Space Needle comes out of, um, I think it was called the Space Needle Arcadia. Uh, didn't walk into it, uh, stepped in it, looked at the guy behind the counter. Beth and I went, nope, turned around and left because it <laughs> smelled like cherry vape. <laughs> wow. But just a couple doors down from that, 205 Historic, tr- historic Nature Trail, again, right there in the heart of Gatlinburg was a place called the Gatlinburg arcade. And that was the sign. uh, That was the sign on the post, the tall post out in front of it. And over the door, it said pinball museum and arcade. And Whitney, this is the place that if it was open, I would have spent the majority of my time in Gatlinburg in. Cause when I look through the door, I could see some, some high end games. I mean, the place was, was blacked out. It was closed. There was no lights on except for a light, like right inside the main door. And, I could, you could tell the building was repurposed. I think Beth recognized it at one point in time. There was a quilt shop in this building, really uniquely shaped building. The building is cool. And it reminded me of old time Gatlinburg because all the old time Gatlinburg buildings had a very unique architecture. It wasn't just like kind of what's there now, which is just, you know, I don't know how to, it's blah, but very unique building, very unique shape, very unique windows. And I could like look in a couple of the windows and see like Konami stickers on the back of games where they were backed up and I could make out a quantum. There was a freaking quantum wow. setting in here. It's okay. That, yeah. And from what That's I could crazy. Oh yeah. 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 From what I could see look, peering through the front, not trying to get arrested, you know, cause I'm crawling around, you know, kind of leaning over bushes, looking into this building. I mean, they had a, there was quite a few high dollar games in there. There was a Beatles pinball. I saw a Star Wars pinball, modern Stern Star Wars with a topper on it. And, um, you know, video games, lines of video games and, you know, a couple Neo Geos. And I really couldn't see much because yeah. there was a light on at the front doors and then all the rest of the building was, was black no light. So mm-hmm. I couldn't really see a lot of what was in there, but Oh gosh, Whitney, I wanted to go in there right inside the door. There was a pile of ratchet straps that made me proud. <laughs> I mean, there was a significant pile did, did, of ratchet did, straps, uh, man. You just want to like reach out and just pick one up. Oh, I think, oh. Then, then what I want to do is I want to curl it up in a little ball. Is yeah. what I, I want to wind that ratchet strap up in, in just like this little spiral ball is what I want to do. That's me. That's my OCD at work right there. So uh, I, I thought maybe they were going out. Love me some ratchet straps. And I thought those ratchet straps, I was like, I, I was looked at Beth and I was trying to, you know, justify it. And I was like, they can't be going out, Beth, because if they were going out, there wouldn't be all these games right here. Yeah. You know, and it looks yeah. like they're bringing stuff in. But yeah. Are, you know, why would you come and throw ratchet straps in the floor, <laughs> floor just to load games up and go? I'd be like, this has got to be. Yeah. There, there's like, there's like three whole scenarios here interplayed together. And yeah. it's like, I want to figure it out. So I looked on, I, I made a couple notes as we were walking through one evening. I didn't, I should have taken a picture of the front of the building, but 
I ended up making a couple notes. We were driving through Gatlinburg, which is always an adventure because it's traffic. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I didn't go down that street again, but I made notes where the street was. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I found it all on Google Maps and found that the I had forgotten exactly what the arcade was called. And it was a little confusing because there was something on the sign and something on the front of the building. Figured all that out. So if you look in the show notes, it's the Gatlinburg Pinball Museum.com. I have a link to that, have a link to their Facebook page, and I'll even have a link to the Google map that'll show you the face of the building. Um, so apparently there was a note on their Facebook page from October 5th that says they're closed for improvements. And then there was a post on March 20th. So that's, we're recording right now on the 21st. So just yesterday, Sunday, they reopened. Oh, you mean November? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, I said March. Yeah. You're right. So October 5th, they, they posted their closing for improvements. Yeah. And uh, November 20th. That's, that's not your fault, man, because the show notes said March 20th and I I, I typed that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I just changed it, but it's all good. So November 20th, that says they're reopened and then looking at a couple posts that's on their show, their show notes, or excuse me, their show notes, their Facebook page. Uh uh, They apparently had even gone to the banning auction, made a comment about that. (laughs) And then there was a snide, which I thought was enjoyable. So they, they paid for their games. No, they're like, Nope, we didn't pay 45. I think they said no we didn't pay however many was it 14,000 or they made a comment apparently a stargate went for something stupid <laughs> or something like that. i can't rem- i'd have to go i'll find it here in a minute but or go to the click their facebook page there's only a couple posts there at the top i'm but, not sure that i believe them brent but maybe not so, i don't know but they uh they said we went to it no we didn't pay such and such for and then they actually had a link to uh, an article out on Wired or whatever that that talked about the the auction and and kind of the exorbitant prices, and then they actually posted a couple pictures where it looked like they have in the interim gotten a couple pins. I think one of them was a 007, and I can't recall what the other one was. But so apparently they're reopened. Okay. And go. Ahead, you, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, read it. Yep. You got it. Oh, hold on. Okay. I, I was I was looking somewhere else in the show notes. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here I've got I've got their I've got their website up. Oh, here I'll just yeah. it's on their Facebook page. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go go for it. See, I'm I'm on their main website. Apologies. We we've got coordination fail here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm shocking here. So yeah, open and it says more games on the way. Um and then from November 5th, we definitely bought a few and can't wait to reopen and share them with you. We kept as many in the United States as possible during the banning auction. So apparently they did buy some at the banning auction. However, we did not purchase a $5,300 Stargate video game ever. <laughs> <laughs> we have been in business since the release of Space Invaders. So that's interesting. What? Uh, we know... The pieces. Hold, hold hold on hold on. So they're saying that they've been operating continuously that's, since seventy that, eight. That's what I read, and I can see that in Gatlinburg. Now, like I said, okay, fair enough. I'm, okay, all right. I doubt, man, dude. That's just a long time for them to weather those that many you know economic headwinds and not close their doors. If you're in Gatlinburg. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say you're not going to have slow times, Yeah, but you're, you're going to have, I mean, you're, you're right there in the middle of everything. You know, people come there as a destination and it's relatively inexpensive 
and it's easy to access. So I, I, if they're going to be in that area, I can see them weathering it. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't going to be lean times. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and I'd like some, I'd like some clarity on this. Like I said, Beth, my girlfriend felt that building used to have a quilt shop in it. That's what she remembered. Okay. So I could see it. I could see them being having been located somewhere else and then moving to other locations as business permitted. So anyway, so yeah, it says, um, however, we did not purchase a $5,300 Stargate video game ever. We have been in business since the release of space invaders. We know, uh, the price, we know the pieces and can locate, I'm having a hard time reading this over my mic, Whitney. We know the pieces we can locate and those we consider rare. Stay tuned. Okay. Sincerely bitter 1660. So that must have been their bitter card there in in oh, banning. So okay, they did go to banning. It. And uh, they've got a couple of pictures of a game, a couple games here. Oh, and this actually might be, now that I look at it, it's an IGN article. I said wired. It's an IGN article. And that might just be the default image from the IGN article and it's an article about the auction. Okay. Got it. And a little bit of history on the person that had all the pieces. So anyway, yeah, so this, this wasn't open and what I'd originally put this in the show notes to kind of appeal to our listeners. If anybody knows what, what happened, what was the story and in creating the show notes and looking a little further to get some details to, tell everybody about it. I think I discovered what happened. They just closed for some sort of renovation. Okay. And it sounds like they're open again, which is great. I kind of, you know, I'm while Gatlinburg isn't the Gatlinburg of my youth, I do anticipate going back because like I said, it's inexpensive, relatively speaking, it's easy to access. It's good for a weekend away. So I see myself there probably in a little warmer weather, but Dollywood is also right there and I could see running, running down into, into Tennessee again and going to Dollywood and spending some time there. So I will definitely stop in at this place, play some games and see what they've got because just what little I could see. It looked it, like quality. Oh yeah. It looked like quality see, stuff. See, th- this is great though. I mean, this is one of those, I guess kind of hidden gems that, that would just never come up had you had you all not taken that trip. And now I, you know I, I'm going to have to put this in my collection of arcades to visit because now I, w- I want to go check it out. I do. Yeah. And Whitney, I, I say this kind of. I don't want it to sound come out in a flippant kind of manner. Yeah. You and I have been to enough shows and had enough access to games and collections. That oh, what you're saying is we don't want to sound bougie is what you're saying, (laughs) right? All right. I don't want to sound bougie. Yeah. There's, there's really nothing. I mean, I, I'll, I'll glance through a show area and there's, there's almost nothing that I'm like, I want to go play that. But you know, I've never played quantum. (laughs) Yeah. So, so let's have a little talk. That makes me want to think what else is in there. Let's have a little talk about this. Okay. Okay. Because, because you have touched on a situation that I find myself struggling with, even when I go to shows. All right. Is how much do I want to play out in the open versus the enjoyment that I, that I get when I play at my house mm-hmm. and, and I'm going <laughs> for Brent and for everybody listening, I enjoy playing in closed collections 20 times more 
yeah. than I ever enjoy playing at at a, at a at a show. I, I don't know, man. It's weird. I, you can I mean, focus. Your attention's not drawn. It's yeah. It's um, got. That's got to be it. I can. I, I can hear. Yep. You can hear. Yeah. In in everything. I just don't enjoy playing games at shows. I'm I just. Gonna, I just don't. I'm gonna. And this this is gonna sound rough for from my perspective, and it's not meant to. Yeah. I I don't think I'm anybody. I'm somebody that sits behind a mic with a good friend of mine. Um, while trying to keep my dog from, <laughs> from disturbing us too much, and and just talking into this, talking into this thing, you and know? hoping a few people listen. Yeah, we're along, just we're just documenting a little bit of life right. is what a, we're doing. Along the way, I've made a lot of great friends. Yeah, and documenting a little bit of life. Yeah, but I have a hard time playing at those shows because I am invariably I'm someone comes up and wants to talk to me. Yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. I am I am. Not that I am not appreciative. I am very appreciative. And so I'll stop playing the game and I'll, yep. I'll talk to that yeah. person. The, the expos and the shows, man, it's just, it's all about the people anyway. Yeah. It's, exactly. all, it's all about the exactly. people. The games create the backdrop, but it's true. It's, it's all about the people. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I if, if they've got a quantum sitting in there, I'm sure... I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this, just having squinted at it and recognizing the cabinet and the art. Yeah. Um. I'm hoping that there's uh, th- there's other games in there yeah. that even even if it's a game I've played, there's good examples of those games, and it would just be an enjoyable situation to sit down, yeah, kind of just as me, yeah, away from a show. That's right. In a in a what looks like a, an environment that's as close to an original arcade from back in the day as I'm going to get. Yep, and just play in in brent i will say this and for and for everybody listening as well if i can get in that type of an environment in that type of setting i could stay there and play all day Mm -hmm. all day yeah and just enjoy the living daylights out of myself because like you say you can hear the games you can focus on the games and it's not it's not just overrun by by the sounds of everything else going on so yeah so yeah, like I said, I started this out. It was going to be a plea to the listeners. You know, do you know what happened? And our listeners amaze us, Whitney. I mean, how many times have we talked about something and the person that made that something, yeah, or somebody that it was intimately involved with the thing that we knew just a little bit about, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a listener," or such and such keyed me in that you all were talking about it, so I thought I'd hit you up. And it just how many times has that happened over the years? It's, Are, ha- it's happened quite a bit. Yes, yeah, it's happened quite a bit. So my hope here was to get some backstory, and I think I got an. I mean. I got what I wanted just in researching who it was to make the appeal. Now I want to go back. <laughs> so, but yeah, if there's anybody out there that's played there at the Gatlinburg pinball museum, tell us what, what you thought, tell us what's there. Yeah. And I would love to hear more. Then about we it. can talk more about it on the show. And hopefully yes. if there's folks that are close by and they go into Gatlinburg, they'll, they'll get, they'll see it. Yeah. You know, it's just off the strip, but not, not too far off the strip. I okay. mean, your eyes are pulled down that road because of the space needle and yeah. it's right there. And it's right there. And you're looking right at it. Well, so I, I'll tell you, we're, we're going to be, um, and this is something I'll, I'll talk about here on the show, uh, you know, it, a little bit further on down the line, but Brent, we are getting very, very close to being empty nesters at our house. Uh-oh. And, um, so we're, we're going to need places to go. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a trip to Gatlinburg could, could work itself out, but, uh, Yeah. 
I'll, I'll put it on the list. Well, like I said, Whitney, it wasn't the Gatlinburg of our youth, but it was still fun. And yeah. I, I tell you what, though, the the old time candy stores that were there where you can watch the taffy being pulled and yeah. that's in the fudge being, you know, they oh, got yeah. the cold stones out, not yeah. the cold stones, the, 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 the cooled refrigerated stainless steel tables yeah. that were the, they'll, they'll pour the fudge out and cool it and then cut, and then cut those it are still that. there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all good. still there. That's good. I'm glad because there's gotta be something left. Yeah. That, that stuff's still left. there. Okay, cool. Uh, game room wise, there has been a massive change. Whitney, look across, please, if you everything, will. Brent, everything is beautiful. It's so clean. Uh, in fact, I brought a ham sandwich with me, and I would even eat it off the ta- off the glass of your CSI, buddy. Oh, you and if no, you, no troubles. And I would let you. <laughs> Just you. Good, good thing because glass cleans up pretty easy, you know. And I don't make a sloppy ham sandwich. My ham sandwiches are very they're very tidy, so it wouldn't be any problem. <laughs> oh my god it, well you know we'd have to take a picture of it but you're more than welcome yeah, i appreciate that man so yeah everything down here is cleaned up i finally um not made time forced myself rather to, to dedicate time to whip the game room into shape oh it's every man dude it, and, it looks good everything feels good and, i mean that's Whitney, awesome everything's running oh it's not great wood. yeah knock on <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna have i'm gonna have some folks over before the end of the year and it it was a hey look make or break we're gonna do it so everything got cleaned everything's been fired up everything's been fixed uh the jurassic park which which died on me not too long ago it had a dead power supply it failed flat out and it's a common thing i'm i meant to try to get into the schematics of the of the data the data east power supplies there's two maybe three i can definitely envision two two different layouts and just depending on the genre of the game, the, the, which flavor of data each, yeah, you know, which block of games yeah, it was which, in, which one it had. Yeah. But if I recall correctly, the, the, while the, the physical layouts are the same, the circuits are pretty darn close. And I'm pretty sure that it's C2 cap C2 on Two, if not, if I'm remembering correctly, if there's three different ones, basically, you know, the Dadies power supplies for their pinballs have a big heat sink on them. Okay. And if memory serves, that's the five volt regulator. And then down at the corner of that, there's a little cap, whatever it is. I think it's a hundred mic and that's cap C2. And that's in the five volt line. If I recall correctly, this is one of those deals, Whitney, where I've done it so many times I can open a game that's yeah. dead. I'm like, I look right at the cap and you can see the crud <laughs> pouring out of it. Yeah. And sure it's like, enough. It's like, you you know it, but you don't even know, need to know the specifics. You yeah. just, you just know what I, to go change. I, I've, I've figured it out once and then I flushed everything from my mind, yeah. except for the mechanical part of look at cap. Yeah. Cap look bad. at that cap. Yeah. And, you know, I've, swap cap. I've had this game for several years, so I know hundred percent. I looked at it when I got it. And what little it gets played in the time I've had it, that cap has failed. And the yeah. the electrolytic literally leaks out of it and it'll do a little damage to the board generally. So you have to clean it up. Yeah. And that's what happened. Hmm. And so it just, it was time to recap the power supply, popped a fuse to fix that. And we're back in business. Hmm. So that's good. Uh, yeah. So if you've got a Data East game, definitely, definitely check, check your caps. And like I said, it's, I'm pretty sure... It's C2, no matter the revision of the supply. And it's right down there at the corner of that big heat sink. And you just look at it, you'll see it starting to puff and then look at 
look at where it sets on the board and you'll see everyone I've ever had that's failed out. It'll start puking stuff out of the bottom. Mm. So, um, pretty sure. Yeah. I think back to the future did the same. Of course, Jurassic park back. I got back to the future like that. It was, it was dead. And then that's what happened in Jurassic park. And I've seen it in several other data East games, but so it's running, uh, my star castle. I think I mentioned it died and I, it was, it wasn't a quick fix. So I opened it up and I just tried to look for a quick fix to make sure there wasn't a cable issue and all that fun stuff. And I, I got, I've got video, I've just got a couple stuck vectors and it looks like it's in constant reset. There's a little led on the board and it's just like fast flashing. Oh, like, I see. So, um, I had another board set and swapped it in it and it's got a problem. <laughs> so the game gets pulled. So I just went ahead and pulled the game yeah. and I had a, I had in mind what I was going to put in its spot. I was going to put one of my show games in there because I got a couple of games I like to take to shows mm-hmm. that are not commonly seen. And what I realized I had when I went down out in the garage to pull that out, and I was like, I've got a really nice PC-10 set in here. I think you made the better choice, honestly. I think I did. Yes. And I need to do a little to it. The monitor, fortunately, is in really good shape. It's really clean and clear. Yeah. Um, does it have a Sanyo in it? It does not. Oh, it doesn't. It has. What, what a, does it have in it? It's got it? a K seven thousand in it. Oh wow. Okay. <clears throat> and I don't know, Whitney. I, you know, other than I don't want to tempt fate. Uh-huh. I should have taken a picture of it because you know the Sanyo's got the onboard audio amp. Yep. For for Nintendo's. Yep. This has an amp and everything off to the side. And none of this stuff looks like it was disturbed. It all looks factory to me. Yeah. It, it, it's not like a cobbled in amp where someone broke apart like a, a piece of PC speakers. I've seen stuff like that happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like a kit or something. Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff looks factory installed. All the harnesses are beautiful. Yeah. Um, even the remote board for the monitor is still zip tied in plus. I mean, it's just. Yeah. So and, and that. And now I don't know a lot about these. You may know more about th- this is a plywood cab. Uh-huh. It's got the offset T molding, uh-huh. which I think is all made in Japan. Uh-huh. As as I understand the history, that's correct. Now, if if I open that up and you look at the the plywood, so you've seen plywood, you've gone to a, a hardware store and you've bought a sheet of plywood. Oh, many times. And there's usually some kind of mark rolled down it, yes. like Bob's plywood and more. Yeah. You know, some yeah. some kind of something painted on it yep. to designate yeah. what it or is stamped or something yeah yeah yep this has the same stuff on the bits you can see and it's in english huh so i would have thought that if you were going to build it in japan the plywood would have not had yeah. english on it i now see now the play choice 10 cabs they they came along a bit later and I wonder if Nintendo of America was building those. And this is a single monitor PC-10 cab, by got the way, for it. listeners. Yeah, okay, got it. Uh, I wonder if Nintendo of America was building those um, out of plywood then, you know, late, later on later on down the line, you know, 85, 86, whatever. Like we, building them stateside? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, that Wells monitor, oh, keep me honest here, I think Wells was producing in the U.S. then. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and then look at the coin doors. It's not got the. No, it, it doesn't. Asahi Seiko. No, no, it does not. It's got not. a standard, like a coin co style door. <laughs> a in co- it. A coin, yeah, a coin co style door. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's perfectly feasible that NOA was either having those built or, or was building those uh, building those themselves at that at that point in time. But but I do I do know back in the back in the whole Donkey Kong Junior. Uh, you know, DK three era and everything like that. I mean, all of those, if they were plywood, they were sourced out of Japan. So, so do you know if the PC tens had, um, the, the, what I, I don't know what, what I'd call it, Whitney, the light fixture, like you would have in a donkey Kong. Uh, where it had the different, I mean, it, it the, the, the hundred volt light fixture. Yes, yes. Yeah. Where it had the, the special, the starter yeah. that was hundred volt, all the that starter that was hundred volt and all of that. Yeah. I, I'm not sure about a PC 10. I don't know. Okay. I, this, I, I really don't. This has a standard, like, I guess what I would t- typically call, um, I, d- I don't want to say American, but yeah. maybe Western, like 15 inch. Yeah. fluorescent fixture in it and with the fs2 starter and it with it still had the actual uh tape on the end of the the tombstones yeah. that the lamp twists into yeah, yeah. so that it wouldn't dr- shake out during shipping it okay. still had the tape on it okay okay so let me ask you this yeah does that fluorescent fixture run off uh run off you know 110 115 120 or i didn't track it all the way back but i'm it looked like a hundred. It looked like any old hundred ten. Any old hundred ten. I put a right out of my stock. I put a standard lamp in it, and yeah. I put a standard FS two starter in it. Uh, okay, okay. And she fired right up. Uh, okay, fair enough. Do you know on the power supply? Uh, does does the power supply? It probably puts out. The, the AC side of the power supply, it probably puts out one ten as well, doesn't it? I'm sure it does. Now it it doesn't have a power supply like, in so keep all right. So I. Fired it up. Yeah, it was working when uh-huh. I put it in the when I put it in the, in the garage. It was working. Yeah, and I saw how beautiful the monitor was, <laughs> and I thought, okay, if if it'll run, yeah, for the time I need it for a few hours, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to go. So yeah. I've done a little burning test with it, and I've been good. So I didn't super dive into it. Okay, I, so, I'm I, I'm betting that it, it now nope. it doesn't it doesn't have a typical power supply section like a Donkey Kong. Okay. It's everything is mounted to the back wall of the cab. Dude, like you open the door and it's right there. Dude, I bet I bet that entire cabinet is 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 110 instead instead of instead of 100 volt. So, um especially considering that monitor. Yeah. But but still. Um yeah, so I don't I don't know about the light fixture on those. I've never had a Play Choice 10. The closest that I've had to a Play Choice 10 is a, is an R-Type. And uh, the R-Type that I used to have has has that cabinet or had that cabinet profile. Okay. Yeah, it, it does. It well, did have the same coin door, the over and over it, under. It, it did. It had the same coin co coin door, but it had a Sanyo monitor in it and uh in and, and it was it was 100 volt. But the but the cabinet profile that that kind of sharp cut cabinet profile it mm-hmm. was exactly the same. In profile wise, it looks like, I guess it looks like an evolution of a Donkey Kong it, cabinet. Y- yes, it does. But but it's very angled. It's very right. angled. Yeah, it looks and it. I, I it's been a while since I've seen a. a dual versus upright uh-huh. but it kind of looks like a half of an up, a ha- a half, half of, of a versus it does it definitely looks like half of a versus yep yes 100 percent. 
because it doesn't have the it doesn't have the 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 flowing lines like a punch out or like a donkey kong or something mm-hmm. like that it's it's got very sharp kind of angled lines yep. to it so still a great looking cabinet i've just i've just never had one well i've got one now i've yeah. had one for a while yep and this this came came from um many moons ago we we talked about it on the show you helped me with the move uh, a local gentleman here he just got to a point in his life where he sold off his entire collection he had him in two storage units and this was this and it was loaded with games and he had some additional carts to go with it heck yeah so that this came from from that from that, that deal. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's that's a good pick, especially for what those carts go for nowadays. I mean, that's a that's a. I'm sure I'm sure you did really well on that, considering the time. So yeah, I've sat on it for a bit, I, and I don't plan on 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 letting loose of it. I yeah. always intended on keeping that this game. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a good cabinet, man. Yep. Yeah. It's it's had a little tomfoolery go on. I mean, <laughs> somebody's been in the control panel. Like yeah. the player two buttons were reversed. But for <laughs> who, the, who does that? I don't. I don't. I, mean, I don't it's know. Just, it's just so dumb. Why? <laughs> Why? What? What? I mean, it didn't look like anything was repaired. I yeah. mean, I just. I don't think the cabinet was converted and converted back because yeah. the side art is the original side art with oh, a little sun fade. It, I don't, it, it looks original. Yes. I don't, but for whatever reason, the A and the B button for player two was backwards, yeah. you know, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So it was, it was relatively easy to get, get it running and, you know, clean it up and get the coin door working. So it was a great substitute. And, and you hit the nail on the head. When I, when I was looking at the games, I could, put down here i was going to put my domino man down here yeah my two tigers down here and then i was i looked at that and i said this will this will get play yes for for the crowd i'm gonna have listen no offense to domino man because it's it's a well-regarded very rare game i get that no sense you know no offense to two tigers either hartley just did i don't know if the our listeners heard that but i don't think hartley was a big fan of it she's like I i guess not she she gave us the growl but but the play choice 10 will be, uh, it will be enjoyed. Yes. And, and I, Domino Man is a collector's game, not really a player's game. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. So I did put it on coin play. Mm-hmm. So um, there will be a sense of urgency for people wanting to play games and have it continue. <laughs> to f- now yeah. it is, it is right next to the free play change machine. Yeah. But there will be that sense of urgency with that timer in with your face timer. counting down. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. What, what cards do you have in it right now? Uh, I do don't have, remember. Do you have 10? Oh, yeah, there's 10 in oh, it. Oh, there's 10 in yeah, it. Okay. That's cool. There's uh Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, I think there's I'm a 1942. Play, I'm going to play that. Super Mario Brothers 3. I'm playing um, that. Oh my gosh. I I don't remember. Yeah, okay. Well, if it's got Super Mario Brothers 3 in it, I'm on it. Yep. I love that game. That game is brilliant, man. It's so good. I've not really and this won't be a surprise to you. I've not really played it and I, I thought about pulling it and then I thought, "Oh man." But then it'll, I it'll look I, good on that monitor. I know that that is a really loved it's game by a, Nintendo it's a people. Very loved so game. I, I, yes. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good call there. I, good I call. put Contra in there, which <laughs> Oh yeah. That's like the the consummate NES yeah. game. Oh yeah. Um Mike Tyson's Punch-Out's in there. Okay. 1943's in there. Yeah. Um and do, do you have Top you Gun in there so I can try to land but crash? You know, crash. I don't, but oh, I've okay. got a versus version of that. If you want to play Top <laughs> oh, Gun, no, I got it I'm good. Versus. I've got it for my red tent, and uh, I mean, it, it's as impossible there as it is <laughs> anywhere <laughs> else. Yeah, it's just nuts. Yeah. 
So going through the rest of the games real quick. My time pilot, she let me down, Whitney. No ah, sound. I hate to hear that, man. No sound. Yeah. And again, there was no quick fix there, but I I forgot all about this. I opened up the back of the game and I had another board. <laughs> so I just swapped the boards yeah, out. Santa and came early. It's running fine. Oh, and go. then I'll just address that here when things kind of calm down. I'll put it on the bench and address it. Um, Defender, dead battery. Ooh. Expected that because I, I converted the, the triple, the three double A's. Yeah. The triple double A's. Yeah. There you go. Yeah to a coin cell long ago uh-huh. and they just i mean over, over time over time yeah. I, mean, I get three years out of them yeah, four years out of them bad. so i can't complain no. you know and then it's had this nagging problem where the controls just quit working and that's not important is it whitney do you need the controls for for defender completely <laughs> the, the controls are completely overrated yeah totally yeah. irrelevant you yeah. don't need those you don't need those I, the williams hardware <laughs> is just if you've ever worked on Williams hardware, yeah. they've got a separate board. That's the control interface instead of building the control interface into a main PCB. So there's a ribbon cable off to this little board that has, um, a 6821. If I'm remembering my part numbers, right, which is a peripheral adapter interface into the processor. And then the, the connectors that run off to the control panel. Why they did it that way, I don't know. Uh, because, and uh, who knows, man, dude? It was 1982. It, it, I, there was maybe there was a little extracurricular activity going on who that knows. made him. Now, dude, listen. Yeah, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of dude going on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, every time it happens, I'll reach in there and I'll reseat the the three cables and I'll go on with life. And I just said, all right, I'm tired of this. I just, I did them one at a time, isolated it, changed the, changed out the connector and, you know, hopefully we're golden now. So oh, man, that's I resolved. Hope so. I hope so. So, so you play tested it and everything was cool. Right? And I, yep. And I've fired it up even again today just to Good. make sure that I didn't have a, you know, once it cooled off and then heated up again, yep. I, I've already resoldered the widget board. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a header. It's definitely in the, it's in those old IDC connectors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I so want to get a defender up and running at my house. I, gosh. I, oh, I'm terrible at it. And I set it up for five ships. Oh man. But, but, oh. but dude, I mean, I just, I just put a dude out there. <laughs> I didn't even realize I did it. We were talking about it. Dude. But, dude. but seriously, That's though. Let's see. Is, so, the, is there... Uh, hold on. I'm going to lose my place in my own notes, but I'm scrolling okay. up here to, to show titles, and I'm just going to type dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to be a good one right there. Because I already know what the, I already know what the, the image banner is going to be, so it, this is sorted. Uh, but... I mean, Defender is one of those games that is so genius and so confounding, yet so brilliant and, oh, so, absolutely. and so satisfying. And so bring me back for more. And bring me back for more. It, I mean, it's like Robotron. I mean, you just cannot duplicate that entire experience in any way, shape, or no. form. And many have I, tried and many, many have, have tried and many have failed and and yet a defender and a robotron are they're just they're staples man i i mean i, I really want to get one running for my house really do. well i've got a robotron but it's further down in the list yeah um, i need to do some work on my whole, whole other story well. and i won't get into it because my like i said it's been a busy month there's a lot of stuff to talk about but I, i'm still on the goal of cleaning out and 
um, getting stuff out of the way and mm-hmm. and getting more back to my games your, your and games. having fun with it. Yeah, so. yep. Me too, man. Me too. Winter puts a kibosh on that to some degree. Uh, at least it does for me. But uh, I, I am I am committed committed to the downsize. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. I finally got the Star Wars Episode uh, One pin lightsaber straightened out, and I, I mentioned in a prior show I had a spare. What? what that's a mouthful, or you just don't no, care? No, I was reading ahead in the show notes, and something made me laugh. Oh, okay, anyway, well, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, there's a few I'm Easter sorry. eggs I put yeah, in there. I am sorry. Uh, so, at, I had a. I, got with the game a spare neon tube and a transformer mm-hmm. and the spare transformer was bad which honestly I, I thought it was a 50 50 i was able everybody that has the modern replacement for that transformer the the company still exists and they actually have a transformer that's in the exact same form factor but it's it's been superseded maybe once maybe twice at this point so the part number is different yeah they're still out there they're not very common from that company. I think Ventex was the name of the company They're from reading stuff online. It's not used that often. So even their distributors, the Ventex distributors hardly ever stock that transformer. Yeah. But everybody out there, except for planetary pinball, even non arcade pinball suppliers, everybody was out of them, but planetary to the rescue and they got, they got it to me. So put a transformer in it, Got it all reassembled and she's back in business and I've got a green lightsaber now and I'm, I'm thrilled. I was playing, I actually was playing it today. Oh, that's cool. Um, so she's running again. Hydro Thunder needed a little tune up, got that taken care of, throttle calibrated, needed to dial the monitor in, adjust it for where it's located in the game room. And I, that's a little modern game for my general tastes video wise, but I love it and it's not going anywhere. And if you, it's fun to play, there's no doubt. And if you have a different opinion, you can fight me. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it where it's set in kind of the L shape of the game room. It's in the shorter part of the L in the left corner. And I've got a pole position cockpit. What I would like to do is because I've got games on that, the back side of that wall, you know, so you can't, you can't go down one wall, make the curve, you know, it just doesn't work, you know, cause it's, it's squared off. So the, the hydro thunder works great because in that dead space, that's where the seat is. All right. You can't have another game on the left wall because then you couldn't get to that, that back corner game on the right wall. That's the trade-off. So that's where the seat is. Yeah. But I've got, I see what dead, I see what you're saying. I've got yeah. dead space on the right side where my pole position is. Yeah. And what I want to do is put my, my cockpit in that hole. Yeah. Yeah. Have them on either side and then take advantage of the space and have those set down games. Yeah. So that's, that's a longer term. Um, and then asteroids and battle zone, they had, they've had this chronic coin mech issue and it's just, it's, Whitney, I just, I just actually wheeled them right outside and burned them with the ground. Yeah, I was just, that, was that's, just what made, that's what made me oh, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just burned them. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the, I did, I got them unjammed and hopefully they're going to be okay for my gathering. And for, for folks that are maybe new to the show, you know, I've talked about the, the PC 10 and, and you know sense of urgency with a coin drop and the coin mechs. And I've actually got a RDAC change machine down here it's very narrow mm-hmm. so it works out really good i have it up against a pole like a support beam down here in the basement and 
it has, uh, I've basically wired it for free play. Yeah. There was a test vend capability in it where you pulled a couple wires out of the harness and you jumpered them. I wired that into a switch into the bill acceptor slide in drawer. And what I used to do is just leave a bucket of quarters down here. I got tired of trying to put buttons on stuff. Not everything yeah. has free play yeah. and yep. the classic stuff. It has free play. You don't get into tract and yeah. Yeah. No, they're not on long enough to burn in, but I still like the attract screen. I do too. So I just started putting a bucket of quarters down here and you got that coin drop experience. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always tell people you can leave quarters, but you can't take any. Yeah. You know, and it's worked out well for years. Eventually I got this change machine. So I just poured all the quarters in the hopper and now you, you get the full experience yeah. other than you don't have to put a, a buck in it. Yeah, you just fair, push fair. the drawer in just, and get quarters out and get quarters out and just play. Yeah. Play your heart's content. All right. So a couple other quick things that are not arcade related per se, but I, I wanted to close the loop on a couple of things since the stuff I've talked about, uh, I have actually worked on some RC car stuff, Whitney. I was had told the listeners I was working on a Tamiya wild one and I, I've got it back on the road again. It's a fun little buggy. Didn't have one as a youth, so I don't have a real tight tie to it. But it just has a, a classic Tamiya or Tamiya. You'll hear me say it both ways. I've, I always said Tamiya, but I watch enough videos out of the UK and they say Tamiya that I'll say it both ways. But it's it's just got its own charm. All the, the classic Tamiya and even, I guess, the modern Tamiya stuff to a degree has its own charm. And I love it. So <laughs> it's, it's on display. And speaking of on display, I know I've talked about the Billy bookshelves before. Yeah. On a prior. Oh, yep. Yep. And I, I could, it just didn't work for the space I wanted to put them in my office. That, that's a shame because oh, cause they're, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. And they're so sturdy and trust me, man, dude, uh, you think that Ikea furniture can't, can't hold up and bear weight i i will beg to differ because i've got billy bookcases that i have got loaded with books <laughs> and the in the shelves don't even sag i mean they however they have engineered those bookcases they they will bear some weight they're good bookcases good <coughs> pardon me um well that's what i wanted and where that comes from seeing them in action other than your pictures, uh -huh. there's a YouTube channel I watch called RC Kicks. And Gavin does a lot of Tamiya. And <laughs> when he redid his studio, he got the Billy bookcases in black. Uh -huh. And when he put the shelves in, he put the back like a peg up from the front. So yeah. they had a very slight rake yep. to them. Yep. And then that's where he has his cars behind him, his shelf queen cars. Oh, that's cool. To, to for the back of his shots in yeah. the studio. Yeah. And he also has the Billy Bookshelf series has a corner unit that's kind of triangular. That it does, yes. You know, talking about the dead space. So yeah. you could you could round a corner. Yeah, I've got we've got one of those downstairs in Grace's bedroom. And that's oh and <laughs> yeah. He's got like RC things like whatever motors or whatever displayed in that 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 space. And I so wanted that, but the just the dimensions were too big man that, I, that's a shame it, yeah that's a yeah. shame so yeah i was gonna custom build something and that was just i, I didn't want to get into that project so honestly what i ended up doing is i went to menards and if you don't have a menards it's 
uh, kind of, it's a big box type store that is like, um, a big hardware store, but they also have a lot of other stuff. They have automotive, they have some clothing. Menards is an, a, a, a unique experience. If you've got them and you've not been to it, go to it. Yeah. So I went into Menards, went back to shelving and I was going to basically piece together shelves and what they ended up having two wire rack shelves in black, not the Chrome, but in black that fit the space within about six inches on the long side of what I would have built and what I would have called optimal for that. So I just bought them, put them together, put them in that corner. And that's actually what I bought those halo lights to try to kind of light, to add a little accent light to it. But that it didn't work out. I'll try something different. Yeah. If I, if I do anything at all, but that's actually what's in the back corner of my office now. And I've got a lot of my RC cars on that just to, cause I'm in that space a lot. Yeah. And honestly, I probably should take a few arcade and retro things. I've got a closet upstairs, a smaller closet that still actually has a couple boxes in it. And they're actually good sized boxes in that closet. They pretty much dominate the closet. That's all of my childhood star Wars toys. Oh, my man. toys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I probably will, after the first of the year, pop that closet open, go through it and pull out some choice pieces and also put that, put it there just cause I'm in that space so much. Yeah, I get it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and car wise, um, I've not done anything. <laughs> my, my trans am is still setting. I think I mentioned last show, I got it out in my garage and it's, still, I did get the tank pumped out in it. And I think I'll have it ready for the next next year's show season, especially having a little heat in the garage. I can go out there, crank on it on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And, and I would love to take, I'd love to take a ride in that thing when you've got it ready to go. I, oh, I, I, I really I, yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen. Yes, we'll make that I've happen. Never ridden. I've never ridden in one in, in a turbo Trans Am. So I would it, love to do that. It is different i'm sure it is it I, is I, I want to experience that it um for a for a v6 uh-huh. i would just call it it's a raw experience yeah it it doesn't jolt you like a v8 uh-huh. where you've got some torque yeah it is like a logarithmic pull on your brain yeah yeah because yeah. it'll It'll, you can hear that turbo come up and you uh-huh. feel yourself starting to get planet. Yeah. And it just gets stronger and stronger. Oh, yeah. Whitney, it yeah. is. It's nice. Huh? Oh, my gosh. It is. I, I simultaneously hate and love that car. Yeah. I love the look of that car. That is, those were the hot cars when I was growing up. Uh-huh. I hate it because GM really wasn't building good cars at that time. Yeah. So it's got, it's, it's got. It's fair share of engineering and quality issues. Exactly. Yes. Yes. But, oh my God, that all that goes away when I'm sitting in it. Uh-huh. And it's just, it, I call it a burble. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. when you push it and you hear that turbo, sp- oh, Whitney, yeah, yeah. Whitney, 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 yeah. Whitney. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, did, I really want to compare it. I, I want to compare it to some other stuff. Do, do you yeah. re, do you remember in Caddyshack when Judge Smales pulls out that special putter with the Billy Barouche? <laughs> He's going Billy, 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 Billy. That's like I'm like, oh, <sighs> that's turbo, awesome. Turbo, turbo, turbo. Yeah. Well, I, I'll look. I'll look forward to taking a ride in it. When when you when you say it's ready, man, I'll I'll look forward to it. That'll that'll be awesome. You give me the word, I'll drive back over to take a ride yeah, in it. yeah. We, you'll definitely we'll take you for a ride in that, it that's that's sweet so i'm at wait i've had a lot going i've babbled i feel like i babbled and babbled and babbled and um the gatlinburg part was a lot of it and that arcade no, i just i mean that, i had a, had a fair bit happening yeah, and did a fair bit so that, that's you did you did and I, I think i was telling you uh before we started recording that you'll be carrying this show <laughs> because i i had i mean by way of arcade and pinball related uh, stuff, I guess, or activities throughout the course of this month, Brent, I've had like virtually next, I, I mean, virtually nothing. I mean, next to nothing. And uh, a couple things have, have gone, but, but I'll get into really, I guess, kind of what, what has uh, occupied my time, but just by way of uh, the downsize train, like we were talking about, I, I had a good run of game sales for about, I don't know, two and a half months or so but as the weather starts to change uh, it limits the amount of time that i'll that i can that i can spend up in my building because i don't have i don't have heat in that building and um and so now, now, i know some people it, well <laughs> you and i may need to talk okay. quite honestly we All may right. need, we may need to talk because uh you know what i i, I like your pair of shoes and they look like a good, comfortable set of shoes. <laughs> do you, I may need do you a have pair natural of shoes. gas out there, huh? Do you, can you get natural gas out there? I, I, I could put gas out there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tank. I could put a tank out there, All and right. then and then go that route. I could definitely do that. Um, so so anyway, that that's not the problem. I'm trying to spend Whitney's money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it it gets spent, but I, I've got a little girl to send to college first. But we'll we'll get we'll get all that sorted out. But I may need to talk to your guys. But anyway, the weather, the, the change in the weather starts to limit how much time I want to spend out in the building at any given, oh, any I, given I totally point. Understand. So, so that, that slowed me down, but you know, ultimately that, that'll, that'll get itself picked. Do you, you want, know, want me to make up. you cry? What's that? You want me to rub it in? What's that? Did you see that, that trim I had out there on the, Whitney was out in the building earlier. Yeah, I, yeah. I had painted, I had some trim work painted out there and. Before I painted it, I went out there a few minutes before and turned the heat on. <laughs> See, it's awesome, man. I would, I would love that. I would just love that. Um, it, by way of game updates, though, the the Super Pack and the Rally X Cabaret that I, that I've picked up over the past couple of episodes, uh, they're now down in the basement playing great. Uh, Brent, I, I've I've got four cabarets now, and I'm working on a fifth. But I got four cabarets downstairs, and they're all going to be they're all working good, and uh, they're they're going to be they're going to be a lot of fun to play over the holidays. I will say that. Sweet. Yeah, my my Blast City cabinets, my my two. So uh, what are the four cabarets? Super Pack Cabaret, Rally X, Mrs. Pack, and Centipede. Gotcha. Are, are the four that I've strong, got. Yeah, strong lineup. It, it's, it is. It, it's, a, it's a strong lineup. And um, I have I have come to the realization that I'm, I'm a big fan of the cabaret. <laughs> and I would easily, easily downsize, a, downsize an upright for cabaret. 
In fact, if I could find uh, a Tempest Cabaret, I would be more than willing to downsize my upright Tempest for one. Um, would love to find a Tron Cabaret, uh, maybe a Satan's Hollow Cabaret. I, I I don't know, man. I just love the form factor on them. I mm-hmm. re- I really do. I just I love them. And so anyway, that that, that may be something I dig some more, you know, dig into some more ne- next year. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. So what you're saying is, is if you're out there and you have a, ca- a cabaret that you might be considering selling, please let me know. And you're somewhat local to yeah, Louisville. I can, yep. I can drive. I'll drive for, let's put it this way. I'll drive for a cabaret. Okay. I, and we know, and we know people, you we, know, we, yeah, we, we could, we, might be able to get it picked up and stored in another city for yeah, a time, for, yeah. for a time, but I will drive for a cabaret and I will not drive for games any longer. I just won't, but for a cabaret, I'll drive. I, I, I will. And that, and that's it. But, um, but yeah, so so my blast cities have not come in. Uh, still still waiting on on getting those guys uh, those guys in in and going, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be something that I really really enjoy uh, kind of digging into next year. Um, I am going to purchase a couple of kits from High Score Saves. You know, we're talking about that before you hit the the big red record button. I'm going to get their four in one kit for for uh, either a pack or a miss pack. And then I'm also going to get their super pack. No, it's that's actually set. got five in it. It's got Pingo, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't got, think about Pingo, but yeah, yeah I it's said, got five. You probably pulled that for me because I said four and one earlier. Pack and miss pack and then speed ups of each. And then when I looked at it, it had Pingo in it. So. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. Well, and it actually has pack. It actually, what, pack plus in it as well? Doesn't it have that in it? So oh, I, I guess was, maybe it's a six and one. Actually. I thought it was just. I thought it was just. Now we're here. No, this is live googling with yeah, Whitney and Brent. I, yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to our show. Go ahead. I'll look it up. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think it. I think it has Pack Plus in it as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm also going to get the Super Pack High Score Save Kit because it it will allow for track modes and uh, and, and it just has a lot of options available to it. Um, uh, Pac Man, Miss Pac Man. Okay, so I'm. I'm completely wrong. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm I'm two fifths wrong. Well, it, it, pack it, miss pack it, pack plus miss pack plus miss, which I didn't I, I didn't even know that existed. And Pingo and Pingo. Okay, and then it has slow and fast variants of all the of those four packs as well. Oh, does it? Yes, okay. it does. Yeah, that, that's what I remember reading from like three days ago when I was when I was you know looking over it pretty pretty intently so I, st- I still haven't still haven't pulled the trigger but i'm going to when you buy this it looks like they've got z they he can he or she i just say he generically they, yeah they can include a z80 for 450 that feels like that's a good price for a z80 I, i'm gonna get one yeah just, just i mean i've got z80s but, but it's like that because it's tossed in the box you don't have to pay separate yeah. shipping on it it's like yeah why not just go ahead and get one i just ordered a bunch of stuff from jameco and they had some i got some z80s from them just for convenience yeah i already had some how much were they oh they were that's a Z80B. They were four ninety five. Okay, from Jameco. Okay, so yeah, four fifty. So four fifty and no additional shipping is yeah. is is a no brainer in in my yeah. in my book. So I'm going to do that. Um, 
it, like I say, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. Uh, I am going to be working on my my first Mister setup over the uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend if everything holds true on time wise. And I did receive finally. It it took months to get it, but I did finally receive between this episode and, and the last that we recorded my D3F mod Ironclad Plus, which is the mini uh, the mini ITX. Uh, motherboard for the for the mister as well so you can so you can build your mister up in like a, a small computer case which is which is something that i'm that i'm definitely looking forward to doing um i've not been really 3 3d printing anything i i hate to say it i just haven't had the need and uh and you know i here here's what i love about 3d printing it is it's there for you when you need it but i'm just not running the printer just for the sake of running yeah. the printer i just don't that's another thing i've i've literally been clearing decks i mean yeah oh yeah I, yeah i i've just i've gotten in that we're just i'm doing too much yep not not just game related and i look at my 3d printer i'm like that's this thing set here for over well over a year probably close to two at this point i've yeah. not touched it yeah i, I get and, it trust me I get and it. it's still a viable printer oh yeah i can still buy no, a cr10s not, there is not a thing in the world wrong with that printer um but I, I just, that's another thing I need to actually spread it out on my kitchen table yeah where I've got some room yep. and then go through and order all the parts. And yep. then just the, the one thing I'd have a hard time with now is Octoprint because you can't get raspberry Pis. This much is true. So, I mean, this much is true. I've got a raspberry Pi in my cartoon theater and I've got a spare one in there. Well, you could run one Octoprint then and is what you could do. I think. I think they're Raspberry Pi threes. That that'll work. That'll work for Octoprint. I, now I, now Octoprint they will they will say that a three B or a four is really recommended. But I mean Brent, let's face it, man. I mean, how often are you interfacing with that thing? Yeah. I, it, it's well, I've got a four in in my shop. I okay. bought a four long ago. I was going to do like a um, what are the what are the images you get that's got all the emulators on them? Pi Play. Pie play, and then there's also uh, retro, um, retro pie, uh, retro pie. Yes, thank so you. I retro was good. I experiment. That was my intention. I, I actually loaded one and played with it for a hot minute, and yeah. I got a couple SNES style USB controllers. Yeah, and I was going to set up just a little like emulation game yeah. rig. Yeah, yeah. And I it ended up in a box. Yeah, and so I've I've got that pie as well. Okay, it, well, I I could find a pie. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Um, the nice thing, here's what I'll say about, that's nice about Octoprint is once you get it up and going, then you can download an Octoprint app for your phone. It, there's ones for, there, there's, there's, uh, apps for either Android or iOS, either way. I've used them, I've used them both. And what's nice is you have Octoprint on your phone as you walk through the house or as you're somewhere within your own network coverage, and you can check the status of your print, you can pause it, you can restart it. And honestly, man, it doesn't, I don't really see that it takes a heavy duty four in order to do that. I, I think... I mean, I've got a four running my Octoprint, and honestly, it idles all the time. And it's like, man, that's really kind of a waste of a four, mm. if you want to know the truth of it. I probably ought to be running a three or three B because it just doesn't need to do that much. I think I, I think it's three Bs that I've got outside, and I think it's a four that I've got in the box in there. Okay, yeah. 
I'd save and, the four for the game stuff and the three and the three Bs for Octoprint, and I think you'd be A-OK. Well, uh, doing that, I'd probably go pull the spare that's still in the box uh-huh. out of my theater yeah. because if I ever had to use it in the theater, yeah. I'd just pull the card out and, and swap and it. swap the cards. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. what I, you know, exactly. and I'd be in business. Yeah. I always, I, I kept a spare when I was taking it to shows cause it would go to Louisville arcade expo. And just if I had a problem with it, yeah. like static, just something goofy happened. Yeah. I could just done. Yeah. Just quick swap. I had a, a spare image. I had, I had the image on my laptop. So, and I even had a spare monitor that would go in it. Yeah. So I could pretty much replace anything electronic in it that would fail yeah. at the show in minutes. No, well, okay. Well, so, that, that's handy. That's handy. But I, I'd say just based on this conversation, I think you could maneuver your inventory around and use the least powerful or the next least powerful for your Octoprint and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. It's, okay. it's not like you're going to be stressing it, you know, for what you're doing with and it. And who knows, maybe by the time I get to be, get to do something with it, Pies will become available again. I have read several articles that uh, that project that by middle of 2023, the supply the supply chain scenarios dr- around the Pi hardware are supposed to be let up. Now I don't know if that logistically will uh, will allow for ordering one and receiving it within two or three days. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I've read some articles that say that the the pro- the situation is forecasted to improve which let's hope that it does yeah yeah for sure um and and no no work on my zookeeper and i just i beat myself over the head with that every single time i see it but um i'm gonna get a zookeeper running but anyway <laughs> there's there's that but non-gaming wise um uh jackie and grace and i have been uh have been on the college train we've been doing college college applications uh over the past month we've done some campus visits and uh, that that has involved some travel and everything like that. Those are usually day trips, and uh, and so I've had had that going on. So, you know, man, I've I've got to I've got to I've got to take care of that because she's at the time of her life where she needs that support, and we've got to get that done for her because she graduates in May, and then she'll have her summer, and mm-hmm. then she goes to school. And so we're, we're getting close to being, being empty nesters. But uh, anyway, that's, that's, been, that's been something. But one thing I did want to talk about, man, and I, I wanted to do this as a little bit of a PSA. I had a health scare this past month, and it's not something that I have ever ran into. And uh, I'm just saying this in case anybody else has ever experienced this. Just, uh, just take care of yourself. But... Uh, Brent, I, I don't know how much we've talked about this on the show over the course of 108 episodes, but I am uh, I'm a very diligent, uh, very diligent blood donator. And I, I knew that you were. Yes. I don't know if we've brought it up on the show. I, I don't think we have. At least if we have, I don't recall spending a lot of time on it in, from a discussion standpoint. But I've been very diligent on this for years. What happened to me, though, is... Um, as far as my doctors have been able to tell me, that actually became an issue for me over time. It was, it was a bit of, let's call it a cascading effect. And what was happening is um, I was, over the course of the repeated blood donations, I was depleting my, uh, depleting my body 
from 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 an iron perspective that was not being replenished fast enough either through my diet or through a multivitamin. And Brent, this is something that I did not know, but many multivitamins do not contain iron. And one of the most critical elements for you to have to maintain overall health, and a lot of vitamins don't have it. And I did not even know that. So Whitney, usually like on the weekends when I'm in the garage, I'm just like chewing on a piece of rebar. Well, I was going to say, it, so, you know, <laughs> I don't I, know I need, what you do. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I used to joke that I would, uh, you know, that I put nails in my Cheerios and everything would be okay, <laughs> you know, but, but you, if, if you don't, if you're not looking at the label on your multivitamin, please do, because if it does not have iron in it, you need to make sure that you're supplementing properly from a dietary perspective because what I wound up having was an iron deficiency and it caused me to become anemic. And I did not realize this until after I had become anemic. And what was happening is as I was donating blood, my hemoglobin levels would just inch, would just go down just ever so slightly with every blood donation until it got into a danger category. So is it, how, how often do you donate monthly? Every 59 days. Okay. So, so no, so I do, I do a full blood donation and that's, and that's every 59 yeah, days. So it sounds like that, that's a very specific number. So I'm assuming that that's where, what, what your allowed window is. That's, that's, that's exactly so right. I just threw out monthly. I didn't. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's fine. It's fine. So, so I, I guess as, as we're getting older, cause you and I are right there in the same, you're it just, your body is changing and things yeah. are a little bit more difficult to catch back up. <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying I, to be, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm trying to say we're both old. Well, there's more gray in my beard than there's red and blonde. Unfor- unfortunately yeah. we're time, time, uh, time, time plays no favors with anyone. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And so ultimately what, what had happened is that, uh, over the repeated blood donations over the years and me keeping a very stringent schedule, uh, I had worked myself to a point to where I'd become iron deficient to the point to where I became anemic. And I did not realize just how bad I felt because I was having, uh, I was starting to develop chest pains. Oh, wow. And starting to develop shortness of breath. And I thought I was having a cardiovascular issue. I thought I was having a heart problem is what I thought I was having. And I wound up, uh, wound up going through some tests and wasn't any of that at all. Uh, I wound up having what was, which is good news. Oh, it's great yeah. news. It's great it's a, news. It's a simple fix for what you thought could have been a very complex, a very, problem. A very complex problem. And so I wound up, uh, having, it, it, it okay i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself but it's because there's so much there's so much kind of data thrown you know kind of swirling around in my head you you want to talk about it all but ultimately uh, i had i had scared myself to the point to where i i'd gone in to the gone into the doctor talked to my doctor about this and the the issue is is that it would come and go so it wasn't anything that was that was emergency emergency room qualifying, I guess like, Oh, he's, he's, you know, he's fibbing out and, you know, and he, he needs to, he needs to go in stat, but it was something that would, I'd have a pain every now and again, and then I'd be fine for two days. And then I'd have a pain every day and a half. 
And then it got to be every day. And then it got to be multiple times a day. And then, and then it got to the point where I was, I was starting to get scared. Like you start thinking about the more your own mortality scared. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, so went to, went to the ER, couldn't find a thing in the world wrong with me at all. Like nothing. Like you're, you're good. Well, that's good. And it's bad. It's good. It's, it's good. bad. It's good. Cause there's nothing that's like pegging the needles. Yeah. Yeah. It's good bad because you still don't know. Yeah. It's good because I get to walk out of there. Yeah. It's bad because I, I have no, an, no, no answers to the questions that took me into the ER. And, um, ultimately through all of this, Brent, I, I was, I was still exercising and, I didn't realize that my stamina was was off and was kind of kind of going a, a bit downhill and everything. And so I talked to my doctor and he said, well, let's make sure that that there's nothing wrong from, uh, you know, from like a vascular perspective. So I went and had uh, the essentially what is what we call them here in, in, in our locality. I don't know what, what they're called, what they may be called in, in other areas of the country, but it's like a lifeline screening where they, they go in and, and they, they, they ultrasound the main, your, the main arteries in your body to make sure that there's no blockage. So they go, they, they ultrasound your legs, they ultrasound your chest, they ultrasound your neck, your arms and everything like that to make sure that that your that your main arteries and all the blood passage in your body are, is okay and mine came back like fine. I went through what was called a calcium score and Brent I don't know if you've ever heard mm. of that or or I have not. Okay. So any person who is in their 40s to 50s I would highly recommend that you talk to your doctor and get a calcium score because ultimately what that does is if you have blockage in, around your heart or in any of the arteries around your heart, the the calcium score it's it's done via an MRI machine, but it but it's 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 a bit of a different take on it as I understand it. The calcium score is able to give you a number anywhere from zero all the way up to five hundred that determine you're on a scale in that wherever you land let's say if you, you say if your calcium score is a 72 then you fall within a certain range that tells you how blocked the arteries are in your heart okay okay and and it it tells you how predisposed you are to either a stroke a heart attack or some type of vascular event that could be life altering. And this is through this thing called a calcium, a calcium score. Never heard of that. Yes. Okay. You need to go have one done. All right. I was fortunate. I've had two of them done uh, several, several months apart. And uh, I was, I was so pleased because on a score of zero to 500, I came back a zero, which lower the better. It's perfect. Oh, okay. I mean, a zero, a zero is, is it's perfect. perfect. Okay. It's absolutely perfect. So, so I, so the, you know, the, the doctor or the cardiologist said, whatever you're doing, you just keep doing it because, because <laughs> whatever, whatever, in whatever debauchery you do yeah, in your life, yeah. continue with it. Yeah. Because he said, you're 51 and you have no blockage whatsoever. So whatever your diet, exercise, all of that, just keep doing it. And I was like, sweet. It's <laughs> awesome. I am I am so happy. But what's wrong with me? You yeah. know, that that was there's still the question. And You're getting a lot of good news, but a lot of good news. A, a lot of good news, but no, but not the answer to the question that that I that I'm 
searching for, I guess, uh, the answer I'm searching for. And so we got all that back, go back and, and talk with my doctor. And he, and he said, okay, so let's, let's now do essentially an iron panel on your blood and see, see where you sit because most blood tests that doctors would order, they don't, they don't do an iron panel that See, your iron numbers are never included you're in, in a normal blood here. test. Cause I, I have recently had a extensive workup, uh-huh. um, but I don't recall. I, I I've had one with my doctor. Uh-huh. Just, uh, I mean, they pulled a gallon of blood out of and tested it, you <laughs> yeah. know, and then I also had a work related thing, which this year was a little bit more expanded than normal years because yeah. of the way we were able to do it. Yeah. And I don't recall anywhere on any of that getting, getting a, a, an, an iron, iron, an iron yeah. number. That's right. And, and here's the thing I have learned. You won't unless you know to ask for it. Got it. And you ask your doctor to do it. Now, fortunately, my doctor is good. And he w- he was helping me work through things, but he said, "Okay, Whitney, we're at a point where now we need to do an elective iron panel, and that's where. And once they did that, then that's where he found that I was anemic. And he goes, here's what's going on. Now we have to find out why you're anemic. And so then I went through this whole process where, uh, Brent, since uh, since we've recorded, I, I've had to go uh, had to go to a hospital and have an upper endoscopy done and or endoscopy endoscopy endoscopy. Any, anyway, uh, I'm so, not sure which it is either. I'm yeah. not really sure you, which, you've which heard one me it pronounce, is. Pronounce words. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, don't. I, yeah. Go so so they so essentially they put me to sleep. They run a tube down and then they they look in my upper my stomach my upper GI tract to see if I'm bleeding. I was going to say, are they looking for like ulcers or another path for blood to leave? Another path for blood to leave, which would explain why your iron is so low. And uh, I'm fine in that regard. There's, there's really, there's really no reason for me to, he was aware of your blood donation. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But he's like, we need to rule this stuff out because he goes, if we assume something and we don't, check you to make sure that you're okay then 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 i haven't i haven't done my job and so again like i say my, my doctor he he's been he's been absolutely wonderful and uh and so we're at the point where everything has come back and what he wound up doing is putting me on it on a specific iron supplement and and i will say this over the course of about three weeks or so after going on that iron supplement it has made all the difference in the world in how I feel. And I've had blood work done since, you know, after giving the iron supplement time to work itself, it work itself in my system and get saturated and everything like that. And all my levels are back, back to a hundred percent normal. And so, and you so, think this is something you're going to have to continue with the supplement? Probably so. Especially, if, especially if I continue to give blood, I'm I'm going to have to have an iron supplement to keep me out of. Well, when you start writing anemic. those college tuition checks, you're going to be giving a lot of blood. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, buddy. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Because let me tell you, I I now know what these tuition numbers are going to be, and it's like. Woo! Uh, oh yeah! So now's the time, and uh, no new pinball for Whitney. But <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, which is a okay. But anyway, so I, I say all of this is a public service announcement. If you're if you're getting into our age bracket, if you're in that forty to fifty range, and, uh, and we're a little north of that, but anyway, that forty to fifty range, you you should oh, male or female, it doesn't matter. You owe it to yourself to get these screenings, 
to get a calcium score, understand what your risk factors are, and then make sure that your blood work is being done in in a very, very... um, a a very, very exhaustive manner and just know where you sit because there's things that you just don't know to ask for until you start to experience some problems. And, uh, so most of us are going to be in for the, you, you hit the nail on the head. We're being real here. We're, we're of that age. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. If you're in for a regular tune up, they're going to put you on the rack, check you out, make sure your alignment's good, <laughs> maybe an oil change. Yeah. You read into that what you want. That's it. Men over 50. Yes. Um, yeah. It's something worth asking for. Hey, yeah. let's just check this out. No, no, know about it. Go do yeah. it. And uh, and I, I can I can only say that. Uh, Why do I feel like we should be in a like a commercial with like heart music and walking I, down the I, beach? I, you know, I, I really don't know. I mean, you know, we started getting uncomfortable. We, we, we've covered so many topics on the show over the years. And, you know, if we can touch on if we can touch on health for a bit and, and it helps somebody out, then I am I am all the better for it. And everybody hopefully would be the better for it. But all I can say is uh, don't do not ignore your health. It is the number one asset you will have for the balance of your life. And uh, I'll say this, when I'm not feeling good, none of this matters. None of what we talk about here every month, none of it matters. Because if you don't feel like doing anything, if you don't feel like, like, like the rest of your life is in balance, then I, I I could care less about spending any time installing high score safe kits and, and doing this or doing that. So it's, it's just one of those things. Um, but anyway, got that sorted feeling good. Uh, you look yeah, good Whitney. Well, I appreciate You're that. You're handsome, handsome man. Fair enough. Well, it, no, no worse for the wear, <laughs> but the iron supplement made a big difference. I mean, it, it, it leveled me out. No more chest pains, no more shortness of breath. And a lot of, and come to find out a lot of the symptoms that I was experiencing are symptoms of anemia. And I just didn't know that, you know, I just, I, I just hadn't educated myself on anemia because I mean, I hate to say this, but it's like, I well, never I'm, had to. I'm going to, I'm not going to get too far into this comment because I'm definitely ignorant of the details, but anemia is something I have generally associated with women. Yes. And without getting, you know, we're an adult show, but we're also very family friendly. Sure. Without getting into the detail, I think if, that might spark some memories for uh, or thoughts from a a lot of guys out there, especially Uh if you had sisters Uh that, as things happen yeah. on a regular basis, yeah. a female will get anemic. Sure, yeah, so, uh, that's very, very much so. Very much so. In in males, uh, I, I mean, anything's possible, but just generically, yeah. in my life, that's something I've always associated with something the ladies have to yeah. look out for. Well, in my case, it was because I was I was removing blood. Yep, but I but what was being reprodu- what was being produced by my body my diet and my either via diet or supplement of course i was taking a multivitamin and didn't think that iron yeah. would be a problem yeah when you even when you said that earlier whitney i was mentally going through like my multivitamin i'm like yeah i don't believe it covers pretty sure it doesn't cover iron it doesn't cover iron yeah and uh and so i was over time i was taking one lego out of the set and you know, it was it, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I was just continually lowering myself faster than my body could replenish, 
you know, replenish the, uh, you know, the iron levels and in, in the hemoglobin levels uh, naturally. So it's like, I've, I've got to have some help now. So I'm sure I'll be on an iron supplement because I'm not going to stop donating blood as long as I'm able to do it because I'm a firm believer in it. But, um, but yeah, I've got to have some help now. And so, but you know, Hey, that's okay. I, I'm, I'm good. I feel great. And I'm thankful for that. So any, anywho, um, I wasn't as this is this has been about well see Brent we did not record in October because of the Music City Multicon mm-hmm. going to that so here we are sitting you know like I guess you know two thirds of the way through November I mean I've been dealing with this for about uh, a little over eight weeks now and so it, it's it's been a it's it's been a bit of a, a process a, a process yep. yeah yeah so anywho I, well, i'm glad you're feeling better yeah yeah so i come out the other side i'm feeling a lot better i think I've, i think i've got everything squared away and uh that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell so cool. yeah well tell you what whitney here's here's what we're gonna do so let, let the listeners know so the next we're gonna take a little break here the next segment we're gonna give our recap of uh, of the Music City Multicon, talk a, l- a little bit about our experience, the guests. Uh, maybe Hartley will chime in a little bit more and let us know what she thought about it. <laughs> um, then we're gonna have uh, a a segment from the Music City Multicon. We're gonna have a panel rather from Music City Multicon. It's Podcasters Unhinged Episode Six, and it was uh, Whitney and I. Uh, Dave Corrigan, uh, organizer of the, oh, Hartley, are you okay? I don't know, I don't know if the mics picked that up and I'm not editing it out. This, no, no, no. We're doing it live. We're yeah, doing no, it live. It's all good. I was just wondering if, Shoot. a, if a boot was going to fall out of there or not. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, podcasters unhinged episode six, it was Whitney and I, and then sitting in with us was David Corrigan of the music city multicon and, uh, Mike, Vinicor? I just went Mike Vinicor. Why yeah. did I, he, he doesn't text me anymore. We don't talk. <laughs> you, 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 that'll make more sense there, later. There, there was yeah. a whole thread on that. The people from the audience were giving me grief, Whitney. It was, it was. Yeah, that's true. Simul, it was terrible and wonderful all at the same time. It was, it was, it yeah. was hilarious. As long as you didn't take it personally, it oh, was no. absolutely hilarious. No. And, yeah. It, 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 I, the, the, Brent, the classic Brent was pulled on me. Yeah. It kept coming up yeah, the most yeah. un, inopportune, <laughs> inopportune times, times out of nowhere through the weekend actually yeah. because mike would walk up and then and then dig right back yeah, in it was you hilarious know? it was it was pretty funny so yeah we'll run that and then um uh we'll be back at the end of the show so yeah, there's another segment with us here where we'll give our wrap up but so yeah we're gonna give a, a wrap up of the show discuss what we saw we're gonna run the the podcasters unhinged episode six panel Uh, also from the show and then we'll be back with you for a few parting words sounds good Brent, so if we're going to review the Music City Multicon, I have to go ahead and state that looking here through the show notes I love how you have summed it up in one sentence (laughs) okay, go ahead (laughs) yeah you called the Music City Multicon awesome because at least it wasn't Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, as a backstory for everybody listening, we David and Brent and I, uh, we talk amongst ourselves quite often throughout the course of a day. And uh, we have a really good time. And uh, David and I will get into the Marvel movie dig. And uh, Brent did not like 
Spider-Man No Way, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, and he has uh, he has no qualms of letting us know each and <laughs> Const- every time, constantly, constantly reminding us that he he just pretty much despised that movie. <laughs> I think you've even said it, it's turned you off on all oh, Marvel yeah, I content. Have, I have not watched, nor do I care to watch, anything Marvel ah. since I've seen that movie. Oh, see, that I've just watched nothing. It pains me. It just pains me. nothing. But, but we, I mean, we've gone down that road, and uh, you know, you and I never. Well, we did talk about No Way Home. We did talk about No Way Home here on the show, and uh, I, it's I'd have to go back and find out which episode that it was in. But you and I did. We didn't do like super super in depth, but we did talk about it a bit. It. Um, it's just funny because Spider-Man has become so central to some of the discussions <laughs> that we have, and he's in poor Spider-Man. He's used as this like barometer for how bad something is despised and hated versus how much it's liked. You know, because it's either. Full Spider-Man or no Spider-Man, you know, it, uh, it's crazy. But anyway, it hasn't changed my love for the Marvel content, even though I do get where you're coming from. But uh, yeah, so you're saying that the show is awesome because it wasn't Spider-Man. Correct. Okay, yes. fair enough. Okay, we got So with that, oh I'm not going to put any more words in your mouth. Let, let's uh, let's hear your take on it because I, I'll have some to add in as we go. It's a shame that, uh, well, no, it's probably good. It's definitely good, hundred percent good. That we don't share you know, it's this that our the, the aforementioned text conversations between us. Because yeah. the funny thing is, is no matter what's going on, I can generally find a Spider-Man related meme <laughs> that, that sums a lot of yeah. what we're talking about up. Yeah. And before we got into that whole that, that whole subgenre of memes being Spider-Man memes, I had no idea that that many Spider-Man <laughs> memes actually existed, and that they were as funny as they. were were oh my god the internet does not disappoint that's all i know to say the funny the one that i, I gotta say this one that i love the most is spider-man it a lot of them are from the the spider-man cartoon yeah the animated the, like, series the animated yeah. series from yeah. i guess what the 80s late 80s early 90s oh no 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 i think you you might be thinking about like spider-man and his friends i'm thinking this is the Spider-Man and his amazing friends that, that had like Firestar and Iceman. I, I, I didn't. I think see, it's I didn't before wa- that. What's there was a Saturday morning cartoon, and and it, it's I think it's the one that the van meme comes from, where he's in front. They're like they're in front of a police van. There's two Spider-Mans oh, that are pointing at each other. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it, it that could be from it. An, like an eighty Saturday morning cartoon? It, it could be. I was thinking it might actually be older than that. Though. Okay, I'm it gonna, could I'm be. Have to look it, it could up. be. Yeah, but there's there's. A lot of the memes, Spider-Man memes, comes from that cartoon series. Yes. And if you see the artwork, you'll recognize it. Oh, it's instantly recognizable. But the funniest one, and I look at it, I still look at it and giggle. He's laying on the floor, and there's like a classic criminal with like a trench coat and like a bowler hat staring over him with his hands out. And it's, it's, you've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal. You know the lines from Smooth Criminal? Yeah. And it's just... (laughs) And it's like he's like looking over him going, yeah, (laughs) poor Spider-Man, poor Spider-Man is right. So I want to give a little PSA here about cons in general. Yeah. Talk about the Music City Multicon. So I'm fortunate in that in my life, I can go down and and help with the show. So I go in a little early and. And I'm not making this about me. That's not the point. No, no, I get it. Um, Never is the point. It's not about me, (laughs) but I I, I can go down. And so in doing this and then in working with other showrunners and shows that we've had a part of, Uh um, we're fortunate to have a pretty good size part 
in helping with Music City Multicon. So I really see it there. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't know as a show attendee, you don't really realize what a showrunner what they go through to put these shows on. Yeah. All the work. And all the, the planning. Work. It's crazy. So if you're here's here's my suggestion. If you're in a locale um where a show is occurring, and I, and I say that because if you're if you're already there, it's a lot easier to help than it is to come in early and and have the extra expense of additional hotel, however that all works out. Yeah. But if you if you have the ability to to come early, reach out to the show the showrunners. I'm sure all the shows I've been to, there's there's contact information, general mailboxes, stuff like that on their websites, on their Facebook page. Hey, I'm such and such. I'm in your area. I planned on coming to the show. Is there anything I can do to help you on Friday morning or Thursday night? You know, or I'm off Thursday. Can I help you? Is there something I can you you wouldn't you wouldn't comprehend how thankful I'm sure many, many showrunners would be for an additional set of hands. And if you've got a if you've got an area of expertise, like if they've got a console section, I'm a big console fan. I enjoy arcades and pinballs, but I'm a big console fan. Hey, can I come? Do you need help hooking your consoles up? Yeah. And we did a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. That's my suggestion. So in a lot of shows too, they'll offer free tickets. If you volunteer so many hours during the show, do that. Mm -hmm. You would be surprised what there is to be done in shows. If they're asking for that, whether it's set at a door for two hours and make sure whoever walks through that door has a pass. That's important stuff. Okay. You, you'd be surprised how many people try to slide their way in to get free admission into, into a show. <laughs> yeah. And th that's theft to me because the showrunners have spent time, effort, and money mm -hmm. to put that show on mm -hmm. and they have to recoup and they have to recoup. You know, I don't know of a showrunner and all the showrunners that I know that are doing this because they're trying to make a million dollars that they, they want it to be successful. They'd like to make some money out of it, but all the showrunners I know, and I bet you'd say the same Whitney, the money they make goes back into the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not like they're clearing massive amounts of cash, piles of cash. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So they, they've got to make a balance of making it affordable, paying their bills and making it affordable and attractive for people to come in. They can't yeah. overprice it because then they won't get anybody to come to the show. Yeah. It's, it's that balance that that you find that you face in any most any financial situation. There's yeah. a there's a, a balance there yes. to, to be had to be yeah. found. So, yeah, if you can do it, volunteer. Even if you're going to just say, I'm going to be there for the weekend. I, I'm not coming in early. Do you need somebody to watch a door? That you Anything cannot helps. imagine yeah. how much that helps. Anything helps. So there's my, there's my PSA. Uh, and if you say you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Music City Multicon. Um, quick recap. It's at the Farm Bureau Expo Center, actually in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is right like a stone's throw from Nashville. Yeah. And I, what is it, Whitney? It's like 79,000 square feet mm -hmm. exposition center. Yeah, it's it's extremely big. It's Oh, it's very big. Yeah. So this year, the, the main hall was divided, not maybe necessarily in half, but close to in half. And what I feel was the, the larger side by just a smidge 
was the the main stage, the arcade, the pinball area, and console area, console yeah. area, and then there was also the kit, and I don't mm-hmm. know what kit stands for. It's K I T. They are uh, a a gaming league organization mm-hmm. based there in Tennessee. Yes. And what I what I lovingly refer to is modern games. <laughs> you know, I don't know any other way to put it because it's not my genre. Yeah. Watching these people, I talked about this last year, Whitney. Watching these people play, that it, it electrifies the room. Oh, it's, it is. It's so much fun. It is. It it's is so much fun. I, I don't. I don't know the personalities. I don't really know the game. I know that it's. You know, they're doing fighting games. They're doing different types of fighting games. They had a huge, basically open play area as well, and I think it was used uh, through the course of the weekend initially, probably to bracket down people. And then, as they didn't need the stations, they were available for for open play. But it it is something to behold. It is. It is. And, it's so it's so neat. And then the other section of the the I guess what you would call the main space, the main exposition space was vendors and boy howdy Whitney did the vendors turn out this year uh, there was a there was a lot yes it, it it definitely grew from last year no doubt about it so you had you had a lot of what I would say is is your kind of your comic-con fair you had toy vendors you had um what are the funk I was gonna say bobblehead you had Funko pop vendors and I'm not downplaying it because that's a big that's a big thing I mean I've I've divested myself of the Funko's pops that I've had for the most part because I didn't want to get into another kind of a thing to collect. But my gosh, those things are alluring just to see what they've got. Do they have one of something, you know, something that is something that I remember that's important to me or that is, you know, was something from my childhood. And it's just it amazes me the diversity of Funko Pops. You know, there's something for literally everybody. So you've got those. You had some um, uh, comic vendors. There was a gentleman, I think he had three or four booth space booth spaces, and it was primarily console games, cartridges, uh, CDs, the games themselves. There was um, uh, actually a couple vendors like that in the show hall. There was uh, vendors that had things that were more centered on like cosplayers and specialty jewelry that that fit the 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 kind of the arcade and the console and the cosplay genres. And uh, I just Whitney, there was just I, I I could go on and on and on. It was amazing. Yeah. Yep, it, it was the. I mean, you had, yeah, you, you had vendors selling game cartridge, you know, retro gaming cartridges, retro gaming systems. I mean, you could go in there and buy Vectrex if you wanted. And you had to pay, but you could you buy Vectrex if you wanted. You could buy, you know, just Super Nintendo, Nintendo, just gaming consoles. I mean, a gentleman was selling Atari and Activision cartridges. I mean, Lego displays. I, it just cosplay, you know, cosplay alley and cosplay row. And then a lot of the, the session presenters had their own tables. It was what I love about it. It's an eclectic mix of fandom and retro is what it is. And I, I like that. So you, you spoke of the, the other folks that were in that space. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time. Well, I know you spent a lot of time with David Crane, uh, Gary and Dan Kitchen. Mm-hmm. They they had 
tables, you know, to, to, to meet and greet folks and, and just, you know, speak with, with, with show attendees. Yeah. Uh, John Yassi was there. He had a table. Now he was actually over by the pinball area and he had a, um, he, he really didn't have anything to sell per se, but he had, he brought along some stuff to display and, you know, he was there to speak with people. And John is, I was fortunate enough to get to do a session with John, a panel session. And it was an amazing, amazing session. So that'll be something that's more, we'll talk about it when it, when it comes out of the, the show. It'll be more YouTube based because it was being an artist. There's a lot, there's a visual aspect to it. Uh, John Pomeroy was there. He was a, a, an artist worked with Don Bluth and uh, there's one other gentleman, I can't recall his name, but they're the force behind Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. And I didn't know John Pomeroy. You always think of Don Bluth. Okay. The presentation he gave, the things that he has animated, his backstory, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I know I know a lot of this this man's work. I just yeah. didn't know he did it. Yeah, I mean, and he even drew during his session. He, I mean, he had a, an easel and paper and everything up there, and he he drew characters as he was, uh, you know, as yeah. he was giving his talk. It was it was pretty impressive. I I had gone to it with the intention of introducing him, and there was kind of a um, a, a sizzle reel that he had that was pieces of his animation to, to kind of show his work. And my, I was going to go in there. I was going to set it up for him, uh, introduce him, kick that off. And then basically I was going to pull the wheel on the top and let the top run. And yeah. I, I was going to go and take care of some other things. Whitney, I got pulled into it. I set, I sat down, planted my backside and Beth and I sat there and watched his entire presentation. And yeah. it was, we were sad when it was over Yeah, because yeah. his time was up. Yeah. You know, he, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So, um, so uh, like I said, I got to spend a little time with, uh, in, in John in uh, Pomeroy session. Um, there was, and, and I'm really outside of my league here, but there was, a, a quite a few pinball artists. I know Billy Martinez was there. Tyler, Tyler Kirkham was there and, and several other, uh, other folks. So if you're into pinball or excuse me, if you're into comic art, Definitely keep an eye on Music City Multicon in, in for, for next year. You know, we're, we're he's coming back in twenty three for sure, um, and he's gonna he's gonna keep going after you know the the, the top shelf guests. Whitney, talk a little bit about your time with David and and Gary and Dan. Okay, um, yeah, no no problem at all. Uh, so I was. I was fortunate, fortunate, and I, I want to make sure that I that I use that word properly because I, I still even now think back on that whole weekend, and it was it was very very uh, it was humbling, and it, it was just so so gratifying to be able to spend some time with uh, David Crane and Gary Kitchen and his brother Dan Kitchen. Of course, uh, all three of them uh, alumni of Activision from uh, you know, from from the very get-go of that company, and I, I conducted three panel discussions with all three of those gentlemen. Uh, it was it they was, were sick of seeing you. They they were probably they were probably <laughs> pretty tired of seeing me, quite honestly, because 
uh, over the course of that of those three panel discussions, uh, and, and this was it was cut up on purpose this way. Uh, we we delved into different time periods in their career and the uh, I guess the the history and lineage of of Activision. Uh, then transforming uh, or I guess kind of yielding to absolute entertainment and then fast forwarding over the course of another 30 years and then we have Audacity Games. So we spent the first session talking about the activ- the years uh, the, the years that they spent at Activision. We spent the uh, the second session talking about the, the the demise of Activision as we know and love it from you know from the Atari twenty six hundred and uh, you know fifty two hundred era the Commodore sixty four era and all of that um, and then uh, we spent the third session talking about. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, the, the demise of Activision as we know it, and then the birth of Absolute Entertainment, and then their involvement with Absolute, and uh, and then moving forward from from that time as well, and, and then the games that they published with Absolute, and then the third session was all about their their newest venture with Audacity Games. I thought the sessions went went really really well because they were each slated for an hour. And the first session wound up going right at two, two hours. The second session wound up going uh, right at an hour and a half. And then the third session wound up going uh, just a little over an hour. And we were we were up against a, a hard stop on, on that last session. So we couldn't really go any longer. But uh, the, it was it was just absolutely unbelievable. I, you know, I got to sit sit right there with the guys uh, on, on the couch with them and ask them questions, talk through just the, the history, uh, their, their careers, their involvement, uh, you know, the industry as they remember it, some, in, some just very, very insightful and funny stories around the, the development of some of the, the just Hallmark, Hallmark games and, you know, from Activision, uh, you know, back in the day. And I'll, I'll never forget it. I was afforded just uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity and I'm just so glad that I was able to, uh, you know, able to hold those panel sessions with those guys. And uh, it, it was something I spent a lot of time preparing for. I wanted to make sure that I was uh, that I was well read and that that we could uh, we could carry a conversation throughout the you know, throughout the entirety of it, of the time spent with them. Um, I, I think they were I think I think and hope that they were pleased with how the sessions turned out. And uh, I'll just say this, I, I can't wait for the audience to, uh, to hear those three panels it, again. I, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to repeat that. So I was going to add that note, Whitney, we should be carrying those oh, on, yes. the pod, on, on the podcast here in yes. the, in the coming months. Yes, definitely. Um, but don't, don't take that as, well, I don't have to go to the show oh, no, oh, no. because the no. things that, that I might be, because if you're, okay, if you're listening to this show, yeah. you're, you're interested in classic arcade pinball, modern pinball and console stuff. Yep. Yep. Retro, and, retro gaming as a whole. So yes. if those individuals go to a show that Brent and Whitney are at, chances are they're going to carry the audio and I, I don't do that. Go to go, the show, go to the show because the audio will be great. Okay. Don't, don't get me wrong. It'll be great because you'll be able to listen to it while you're in your car, you know, while you're doing other work, it, 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 the audio will be fantastic, but th- 
that's no substitute for being there. And hopefully we'll get the video. And once we have that, then we'll put it on our YouTube channel. We'll link to it on our website. We'll talk about it here. You owe it to yourself to go watch the video. But even then being there and being able to ask the questions and the the questions that you wanted to ask and listen to how they talk, listen to how they respond and, and, and where that goes. I mean, the, the, the interaction of the audience feeds the direction of the session and being able to steer that from the audience is it's priceless. So there's no substitute for being there, but we're going to try our, try our darndest for Mm -hmm. you. Uh, you also got to spend some time with Warren Davis, oh, the yes. designer of Cubert. Yes, yes, and I certainly don't want that to be undersold. Uh, See, now, in this, um, th- this, this case in point, I've got I, I had FOMO and I missed out. I had fear of missing out, and I did miss out because of doing other things in the show. Yeah, I wanted to go to that session. Yeah, and even though I know I'll get the audio and I can watch the YouTube, I also know what it's like. To be, to be setting to it. be setting and there. I wanted to have sat in yeah it. And, so and it was it was good wound up going about an hour and 15 minutes with Warren he was he was an absolute gentleman we we went through uh we went through the early part of his career and here's here's the thing with Warren it is it is inescapable that Kubert comes up it has to okay it, it has to but I tried really hard um to focus on other areas of his career and not have that session just rat hole on Kubert and then run out of things to talk about if you're just talking about Kubert. And the, the stories around Kubert and his involvement there, it is fascinating. Don't get me wrong, but he's a multi talented individual and he did a lot more than Kubert. And some of it saw the light of day. Other part, uh, other part, let's say pieces and parts of work he did did not see light of day or surfaced in another way, and I wanted to make sure that we covered that as well. So I, I think we, I think we did a good job. So there. did he talk anything about uh, magic during not that not the card game? Because at his table, uh-huh. uh, people our age would come up and engage with him. Yeah, but he is, and, and I, I don't want to do him a disservice. Uh, I guess I, the first words that wanted to come out of my mouth was an amateur magician. And okay. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, he enjoyed the art of magic. Okay. Let's, that's, I think that's more fair. Yeah. Much, more, much more fair. Yeah. So he would, he would perform illusions and tricks for kids of the parents. <laughs> I saw him doing it, some. It's yeah. like, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, I saw, I saw him doing some tricks and no, that did not come up because kept it kept it focused on his his professional career in the video game industry uh and oddly enough you you do wonder when you sit down with somebody that you don't know okay and and i'll i'll be as transparent about this as i possibly can be i don't i don't know warren i don't know david and dan and Mm -hmm. gary I, i know of their work i know of their stories i know of their resume and i know of their legacy but but that's not the same as knowing them as a person. And you always wonder, it's like, am I going to be able to carry this conversation? And with and in every scenario, Warren included, I mean, we burned up an hour and 15 minutes and it felt like 10 minutes. 
So two notes. One, uh, when I said magic and I said not the card game, yeah. that reminded me there was also a large tabletop gaming and uh, card gaming the, boy, section. That's, that's a very good point. Yes. So you know you had the, the main hall that was divided with the vendors and the rest of the, the pinball arcade console main stage. We'll touch on even more of that here in a minute. But then you went out, I guess, into the atrium, if you will, where there was food. And I mean, good food. Oh, good this, food. Yes. I, I have, I've said I mean, this, food, food truck level restaurant quality Restaurant food. quality food. Yes. yes. Good stuff. They, it, you're not talking like, you know, uh, just hot dogs and chicken tenders. I no, mean, there no. was good food on site. Yeah. So that was kind of in the atrium. And then as you cross through the atrium, you worked your way back to the rooms where the panel session was. Pinball tournament was in in that space as well in a, in a, another room. But as you left the atrium going down this pretty wide hallway, you had your card gaming and your big table space for that. And then you had your board gaming kind of right there split off. Yeah. They're just like opposite sides of the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. So there, that, that, if, if that is what you enjoy, we've got you covered or they've got you covered there yeah. music city multicon as well. Yeah. Um, and I forgot what my second point was. <laughs> I was going to talk cause in your, I had two things that come to mind, the gaming, the card gaming and the board gaming was one. You're talking about Warren Davis. Oh, Oh, I've really liked, and hopefully this will continue. Uh, you mentioned the sessions ran over. Yeah. And, I've, I know what it's like to be in a session when you're bumping up against another session. Yeah. You've got the presenter for that session at the door. You've got people that want to come to the next session waiting. Yeah. And it's difficult when, especially when you've got a lot of audience engagement and you're, you know, Pete, you're not, you don't want to push people out. No, you don't. And the way that the, the timing was for the, for the weekend there was a lot of space. There, there was. So you could have that happen. Yeah. And what was so wonderful about that is that it kept everything so organic and, and everything felt natural, meaning that in, in every situation, um, except for the last crane kitchen panel where we, we did, we just, we just ran up against a hard stop. Uh, but it, it was it was fine. It was no problem at all because we we were able to we were able to end it on a on an absolutely fantastic note and everything like that. But uh, but yeah, in every situation uh, throughout the weekend, the the guests, you know, the the panelists, they, they they just kept on going. They didn't they weren't looking at their watch and saying, "Oh man, this we're fifty five minutes." I, I hope this guy winds this up right about now. You know, I I never got that feeling from any of you know any of the uh, the Kitchen Brothers or David Crane or Warren. We went until we couldn't go any longer in the sense of, okay, it's, we, we've got to leave. You yeah. know? So, <laughs> you know, we know we have to leave. And fortunately we were able to use every single minute that was afforded us. And I think the, the audience appreciated that is, and I know I appreciated that. And I certainly did not feel that we were, uh, we were encumbering on, on the panelists or, or the guests or anything like that. I think they had, a, I think they had a really good time. At least that's what I was told that they really enjoyed it. So, um, let's talk about the 800 pound grill in the room in terms of guests and arcade royalty. 
Oh, yes, yes. We had, uh, and I'll even say say it, I'll use the word surprise, because he was not advertised. He It wasn't known that he was going to come to the show. Yeah. He was a last minute, like day before the show open ad, <laughs> Mr. Billy Mitchell yeah. made another appearance at the Music City Multicon. Yep, yep. Picked him up at the airport and dropped him off. And, <laughs> and, uh, did you slow him, down? Or did you just... <laughs> no, it didn't even slow down. Parked, it parked and rolled. And... Uh, and put put him to work, and he was he was very helpful. Yeah, it was great to see him uh, as well again this year. And uh, you talk about you talk about some other, I guess, kind of big ticket guests because yeah, Billy was there, but David pulled he pulled a lot of other like highline like A tier YouTubers oh, there I, as well, and that completely left my mind. Whitney, thank you for bringing that up because I do I do watch YouTube. Yeah. But it, I really don't watch anything gaming. <laughs> well, and, and I think we talked, we talked about that a couple yep. of episodes back as well, or I, I think one episode back as well or around, you know, how, what we watch and what we don't and how it's related to the hobby that we love. And, and some is, and some isn't, but yeah, I mean, well, it, before you get into that, I'm yeah. going to make this statement Yeah, and I, I've made it before or something akin to it. And I'm going to make it again and okay. I will stick by it. Okay. No matter what people say, yep. no matter what they think, Billy is one of the nicest, most gracious uh-huh. people. I will agree. I have met uh-huh. in this hobby. In this hobby, yeah, a hundred and ten percent. I will agree with that. There's no doubt about it. Period. Yes. yes, I will say that. Yep, genuine as well. And um, and this isn't to throw off on anybody else. He, uh, I know this year he had a little spare time. And he was uh, at the show, I think, earlier Friday morning. He'd set his stuff up, and he he was done. Yeah. Um, because I know he wrote a lot with you. Yeah. He had an opportunity to kind of, and he he seems. I mean, I don't I don't know if the man sleeps. I don't. <laughs> you know, the the one thing that might be the 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 negative thing I'd ever have to say about Billy is the day I find out he's actually a vampire. <laughs> I don't know if the man sleeps. <laughs> yeah. There is that. Yeah. Um, but so he he was in early. I think it was Friday. He, he'd set up his stuff. He was ready to go, and uh, I turn around. He's helping. He's helping. David tape cables down. Yeah. Like, what do you need? I mean, he, like I said, I don't, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think you've read. To, and I, and I don't, to, to know him and experience him is, yeah. is completely, and, is completely different. And I feel that anybody that's met him at a show uh-huh. that's called his name, Billy, I've seen this happen across a show floor uh-huh. and him turn around yeah. and walk over to you and engage with you and yeah. take it. They'll agree with me. Yeah, so a hundred and ten percent. Okay, there's, so there's no doubt about that. Uh, and, and Billy, you know who to write the check to. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal me, Bill. No. Yeah. Um, All right. So you, the YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. It, because I, I want to make sure that 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 we recognize that as well. Because David worked very very diligently to to really pull in some top tier talent, some YouTube talent for the Music City Multicon this year. Uh, he had uh, Metal Jesus Rocks and John Riggs, and both of those guys are very, very uh, highly regarded and uh, easily recognized and popular on the console gaming side uh, of the hobby. And Nintendrew. And Nintendrew, thank you. Yes. I, oh, man, I almost forgot about Nintendrew. See, I didn't get to go see him, and that, and that right there is, that's a miss, you know, because it's... 
I, I'll listen to the panel at some point, but it won't be the, it won't be the same as being there, you know. But yeah, and Nintendo as well. Thank you very much. But yeah, top tier YouTube talent, and uh, right there in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Nutter. He made an mm-hmm. appearance. I know he's been at prior shows. Um, Steve is like a, a CRT guru. Uh huh. Yes. And um, that's a that's a panel that I unfortunately missed, and I would have because monitors are a love hate passion uh, of mine as dispassion well. of mine yeah yeah mine but as well steve was there and then it, it, i'm gonna i'm gonna walk i'm just gonna read some names here yeah and i i truly don't know who i'm talking about yeah. because this is well outside of my genre but this is what makes the show so great because this the show will pull and support all of these areas and then what's really cool is you the people that come there for one or two things get to experience the other things. Yes. And, um, I know there's a lot of comic artists that are here. I got to see some of their work, like on their posters and to someone that's not a comic fan, I don't read comics. I can't draw a straight line. Whitney, if you gave me a pencil, a piece of paper and a ruler. (laughs) So I can appreciate somebody that in, in whatever way I can, someone that can draw. Yeah. And, and and I'm downplaying what these what these people do. I know that because I, I don't even I can't fathom what they do. But it was eye opening to me to to see this stuff firsthand and spotlight it. But uh, Billy Martinez was there. Uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Sam Payne there. Hopefully, this means some stuff to people that that are comic artists uh, and comic book fans. Let me scroll back up here to the top. Oh yeah. Um, David Finch was there. David Finch. Yeah. And Tyler Kirkham was there. Yep. Uh, a gentleman named Ian e. Gist was there. Yep. If you look, still the, the stuff from 2022 from Music City Multicon is out on their page. Oh, yeah. It's, if you it's want all to go out there. and it's take, a, take a yeah. peek at these at the, the bios of these people, Matt Banning was there. Uh, Larry Stucker was there. Yeah. Uh, Dan Fraga was there. Yeah. Uh, and then, then we start getting into most of the folks that we've talked about, Dave Crane, Dave, uh, Dan and Gary Kitchen, of course, Warren, John Yassi, John Pomeroy, um, uh, Metal Jesus, John Riggs, Nintendo, some couple goofy looking dudes yeah. from some podcast. Yeah, from some podcast. They were there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the 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 you mentioned earlier the cosplay alley. So yeah. some of the cosplayers are listed here: Ginger O Snap and Mutant Glue. And to see them over the weekend in their 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 costumes, you want to talk about a sight to behold? Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's impressive. And I, I just what I love about this show is the multi-discipline approach that David takes to this. From David and Julia, it, I, thank you. That David and Julia take with this, yes, uh, yes, yes, earn, earn, earn correction right there. Thank you. Uh, that David and Julia take with this because this this expo is about fandom. It's not about arcade games or pinball or or console games or uh, Guitar Hero up on a stage or you know, or the, the eSports. It's about all of it together. I mean, I walked through the vendor area. I bought my, I bought my daughter a couple of anime, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a couple of manga volumes that she, that she did not have, books that she did not have. And then you could walk right over two tables and buy Pokemon cards. Was you know? that the vendor that had all the flats and it looked like 
uh, with books in them wrapped and that looked yes. like a library. I mean, yes. it was, it was thousands, it was thousands upon thousands of manga. I, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. I, I took a picture of it all and sent it to grace and I said, what do you, what are you looking for? What do you want? And she, she took like 20 minutes and then she texted me back and, and I could tell she was going through her bookcase is what she was doing, looking at what she had. Mm-hmm. She texted me back and she was like, okay, if they have this, please get it for me. And then as soon as I, as soon as I got the text, I walked over to the guy and I'm like, do you have this? And just showed him the, <laughs> and just showed him my phone. And he's like, oh yeah, that's right. Right there under, underneath the table, right over by your right leg, pull that one box out. It's all alphabetized <laughs> and went to the K's and I'm rifling through it and boom, he had exactly what she was looking for. And I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. Okay. It, it, but in a good way, yeah. but I, I was floored that this dude, this dude wheeled in a library. Oh, is it what was, he did. it was, he, he came ready. He, he came ready. Yes, he came he ready. And I hope he sold and made so much money and it was worth him showing up because it was, it was, it was cool. So you talked about main stage and guitar hero. So let's touch on that for a minute. Cause I, that sprung right out of me talking about the cosplayers. Yeah. Uh, on the main stage, through the course of the weekend, you could get up and play rock band. It was rock, rock band. band. Rock band, yes. And uh, it it was fun. It was fun and funny. Yeah. And uh, there were some people that were pretty good. Uh-huh. And there were some people that were pretty bad. And but having it. But having, oh, a, and having a ball. They, I was saying, they, they owned were, it. They're they like, were, oh. They were pretty bad, but they were having a pretty oh, good yeah. time. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. They, they, they were bad in a good way. Yes, very it, much so. So, so that, was a, that was an option. It was a... So you, you got to remember, we're right here on the outskirts of Nashville. Um, David and Julia has some family with stage equipment and lighting this this stage was this was over the top in a good way in a good way it yeah. had it had sound reactive lighting it had I, Whitney it had so much stuff I don't even know what all it had it, <laughs> I was like is Metallica playing yeah. what are we doing yeah and you could get up in the middle of that and play rock band yeah it was amazing it really was on yeah. that stage they also had the cosplay contests uh-huh. and the people turned out and there was some unbelievably intricate costumes. Yeah. Some people that put a lot of effort into what they did. And they, they also had a cosplay contest for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I'll, I look at that. Like I look at that modern gaming section and I've, I've made this parallel. I think I made it last year. I remember a, a car show that was the, the big car show here in Louisville every year. It was called Carl Casper. Oh Yeah. And Carl was, um, he was known to have a, a massive collection, a lot of highly customized cars. We're talking stuff from the 60s, 70s, and 80s that went out of fashion and then came back in fashion because they were so gaudy and beautiful, uh-huh. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Car people know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. They, they were so ugly, they were pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he had a big car show here every year. And he, uh, um, it was part of a, I can't even remember the organization, but it was part of a circuit. So you would, people that were in that hobby, they could tour and go to these shows and then try to point 
and then the person with the most their their car with the most points at the end of the year won best car and other awards. I'm sure. Yeah. Gentleman at the show that was a local. They also had a, an area that was low riders and and import cars and tuner cars, and he kind of chastised the old guard, you know. And I'm in that squishy middle spot. He was older than me, uh-huh. and then the, the these this the the tuners are the younger crowd, younger than me. Yeah, and I'm in that squishy middle spot that kind of favors the older guard. Because some of my likes are on the tail end of that muscle car era, yeah, yeah. but not the 50s hot rod era. Yeah. Anyway, he chastised the older guard. He said, look, that's the next generation. Mm-hmm. You were that uh-huh. 30 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I look at when I see the, the modern gamers. Yeah. And, hey, there's a pinball machine. Well, I'm not playing it. Let me go. And I'd see a lot of them over playing pinball or a lot of them over playing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or uh, a Space Invaders. Yeah. That's the next generation. Just like yeah. those kids in the kid cosplay contest, that's the next generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, so, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And it's all there. There's yeah. something for everybody. Yeah, and we didn't even touch on yet the the arcade games. I mean, the, the free play arcade. Oh, they had that too? Yeah. <laughs> that was there with, I, I don't know, I was into what, 30, I was, 35 games? I was, in, I was intimately familiar with those games, yeah. Whitney, because by the time it was all done, huh? I think there was, I think it was about 50, honestly. Oh, wow, okay. Because okay. I want to say we were about 10 to a row. We had two islands, which were two, which were two rows back to back and then plus in caps. Okay. You know, and there was four player, like, like blitz, yeah. uh, turtles, Simpsons. That's where those were the in caps. Yeah, got it. Got it. And then last but not least, you had, uh, tilt amusements and Troy, was, Troy brought the hardware. Yeah, he did. He brought a lot of games and then there was another, um, oh, there was another vendor there. I, it's, I'm blanking on I'm blanking on the name, but uh, another it, pinball vendor. Yeah, another pinball vendor that was there, a, a distributor that was there, and I apologize, I'm blanking on the name. Let me see but, if I can find it real quick. Um, but anyway, they, I mean, they they brought games, and uh, yeah, Tilt especially brought a lot of games, and they had Troy the, kept Troy and his crew. They mm-hmm. kept bringing in games. They did and bringing in games. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, they unboxed a lot of new Sterns for this. Uh, they also had James Bond 007 Pros and Premiums, which cannot quote unquote be bought by the public yet. End quote. Uh, but uh, but. They had them out there for play, and that that was really cool too. The so. pinball place, the pinball place. Thank you. Yeah. So Thank they've you. got Stern, Jersey Jack, and American. Yeah, got it. Okay. And I'm, then Tilt is uh, is Stern. Yes. And like I said, um, so I, the James Bond that in this. So I'm going to divert here real quick. All right. That was a curious. It was curious. I was. It was a curious thing for me. Okay. And. I'm assuming that it was probably licensing because I'm sure Stern, you know, they, they pretty much figure out what their line's going to be when there's probably some variation because if there's something hot, they want to be able to capitalize on it. But they, they probably have a good business model. I'm sure they do on what their run out is. But like you said, you couldn't sell them to the public yet. And the ones that they had, um, there were sections of the display where 
it would it would go black and it just had a message, uh-huh. pe- something to the effect of pending approval by copyright holder. Yeah, exactly. And so they they were roughing in their code. Oh, definitely because and they had placeholders in there. Yeah, and you would even see banners uh, on the on the LCD screen that would say, you know, pre production code. It, it's like this is pre production code. More features to come, or something mm-hmm. like that. It, it, essentially, they they had a tagline there that was very. Uh, that was very blatant about the fact that yes, you were playing the game, but you weren't playing nowhere near the full game. And I know Stern has taken, and I'll just say it, a few black eyes for having games out with pretty early code. What mm-hmm. was the what was, what's the Marvel property with Rocket and uh, um, Oh Guardians? Guardians. Yeah. Guardians was a perfect example. Yeah, that one seemed to be like at least in my mind, the pinnacle of the community kind of railing on them. Like, what is this you've released? Yeah, Batman 66 was that way too. Oh, though. was Batman 66 yeah. that bad? It, it was, yeah. So I've, I, I firmly feel, and I would make the argument that they've reversed that. Mm-hmm. But so you know, when I looked at, at 007, to me, I, I'm like, that has to be... A, it, not an issue, not a dispute, but I, I've I've been under the impression that that James Bond that license is there's 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 a lot of protection of that. Yeah, I was going to say it's like highly, led, pr- highly protected, highly yeah. protected. Yeah, and um, so I, I'm, I'm I I just have a feeling that when it finally hits, it's gonna there's going to be a lot there. I mean, it yeah. was fun to play, yeah. but I thought it was, I'd never seen that happen. And I, 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 I'm sure that the story on what's going on with that is, is pretty fun and funny. It'll be after the fact, I'm yeah. sure that the folks that are living in it, that are trying to get the licensing straightened out, they, they probably just want to get through it. And then in a year <laughs> they'll be like, you remember that time? Yes. But yeah. yeah so if you see one at a show, I, I know we're kind of finishing out the year. Um, I'm sure there's better things to come. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm yeah. sure there is. But it played well. I enjoyed it. I played. I, I mean, I played both the pro and the premium. I I thoroughly enjoyed the premium uh, compared to the pro. I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, the premium felt like so much more. Um, it, like, like it had so much more promise as the game would flesh itself out. And of course, I mean, a lot of that's just due to the what's in the play field by comparison with the pro, but, mm-hmm. but I am, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it, seeing it finished or, or I guess seeing it as it matures because I did enjoy playing it. I, I did. Whitney and I'm, I've kind of looked through my show notes, my show notes here, the show notes of my notes on there's, I've said show too many times. Oh, Whitney, you, we'll get used to podcasting one day. We'll figure <laughs> yeah, out how this about works. About the time we decide to quit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Could be any day. No, <laughs> no, let's not start that. Yeah. Uh, I had we, that we joke. Don't, we, don't, for, we don't need that. No, I had that joke for a while and it, I, a few people took it to heart and it, I was, I was genuinely touched that, yeah, that they were worried that they were worried. Yeah. So. Uh, Whitney, do you have anything else in the recap? I mean, no, I, I think, I, I think, and I think it's good that we covered stuff that's not what we normally cover. Yeah, because that's there. Yeah, it, in it mass, is. it is. No, but there's so much more to see and do. No, I, I think I wove, I wove pretty much my part of or my observations in as we went. Um, 
it's probably better that we talked about it together as we go rather than you just kind of do your blurb and I just kind of do mine and we call it we call it that. So no, I, I'm pretty happy with with where we landed on that. I, I, what I will say, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I absolutely adore David's show. I do. I think it's I think it is It's our home show that's it, not at home. Yes, a hundred percent. And I, I love his show. I love going to it. I, I, I love the time the time of it. I love the vibe that it has. I I just I I love David and Julia. They they try and they try so hard and they put their they put themselves out there and they do such good work. They do. They do. And uh it is just a quality quality show and uh i know we've talked about it uh we've talked about it i guess kind of in private but it's one of my top threes i there's there's no doubt about it it's one of my top threes i i just i do i love the show and it feels like our show you know even though even though it's not our show you know it's his show and it's julia's show but because we've been involved with it since day one every year, and I and I just so enjoy the the format and the content, it just it feels like my show. <laughs> it's you know? like our it's like our home show that's it's not a, at home. It's like our home yep, show. Exactly. That, it's like our home show that we have to drive to. And, and yeah. he uh, and he never in, injects uh, cherry vape into the air. <laughs> so <laughs> thank goodness, there's, like, there's, there's no cherry back. vape. Yeah, <laughs> no no doubt. One of these days, man, I'll have myself a van and I'll van right to his show oh, and it'll be oh, awesome. Oh, I vanned to the show, Whitney. Yeah, I, I loaded know. the van up. The van had Captain Fantastic in it, had all my travel tools in it. Um, uh, it, it we actually used the van to transport stuff back into storage. Yeah. I mean, it was a van weekend. <laughs> and at one point, because uh, my Ram van is is a white, it's a it's, it's a Dodge Caravan. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it on the show before, yeah. but it's. Ram badged and it with work van trim work work van trim. Yeah. Well, Julia and David have a white Dodge Caravan. So at one point they're actually parked together. Uh-huh. Out and so I've got pictures just just as a lark, like yeah. to send around. I've got pictures of them like together <laughs> out in the parking lot hanging out. <laughs> and then the, oh oh we didn't even talk about uh so they had a shuttle. That, oh yeah, and there is a local uh, rental company in Nashville, yeah. and they take uh, passenger vans and they wrap them to give them a very ret- retro seventies eighties look. Oh yeah, of, so that was the shuttle van that was available at the show. Yes, so I've got pictures of all the vans hanging out doing van things. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I I do I do need a van. <laughs> you'll never Whitney. All you, once you have a van, you'll be like, why Why did I not, not have a van? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to reswizzle some things, but uh, <laughs> you know, ho- hopefully a van could happen. But no, that that's it. I in I think in, in a nutshell, that's that's the the highlights that as I remember them of the 2022 Music City Multicon. But but with that though, Brent, I think we're at a point now where as you were talking a little bit earlier in the show before we did did the break uh we're going to run this uh podcasting unhinged panel what, what, what was that episode six episode at six this point yep. right okay good and then uh then i think after we after we run that then we'll be back just to close so out the show this is and, actually i guess technically the return of the jedi version <laughs> of the yes. podcasters panel yes at, it is at yeah the nashville show yes yeah. yes yeah so that that means you know we haven't got to the prequels yet and we haven't got to the 
to the, I, I guess the, whatever you call the last three. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we, we haven't peaked on this, but we'll see. <laughs> there were no Ewoks. Uh, there were no Ewoks hurt yes, <laughs> in the making of in the making Podcasters of Unhinged episode six. Exactly, so. exactly. But but we do. We hope you all enjoy it. It, it was a lot of fun as always. How long do you think it's going to be before I do something silly and rip this mic cable right out of this mic? <laughs> Countdown. Matt just bought these mics. Seven minutes, man. <laughs> seven these are nice microphones. Start a timer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've done so many Ooh. of these things with you guys that I don't even have to give you the ground rules of what you're not allowed to ask. We, like you guys already know. We already know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we are. We don't play those games. We're either well trained or well healed. Yeah. You, you call it. Okay? Are we already recording? Is the show on the road? That's how this works. That's awesome. Gonna have our yeah. power show. We always come in cold, yes. just like this. Don't be holding that mic sideways. You better. What, yeah. Hey, that thing. I've, I've speaking, got. <laughs> speaking of cold, it's way warmer on this stage than it was in the audience yes, when we were yes. watching John's panel. Yeah, was it was freezing. It was freezing down there yeah. in the chairs. At one point, well, temperature-wise, I was okay, but I thought I was gonna have to go get some shades. I was like, "Woo! Oh, the lights are nice. I'll get oh that. no, they're sweet. Yeah, they are. We're about to lose the two people that came in here. That's. <laughs> this is light talk with. This is a, <laughs> yeah, hey, that, you, that's you, in the that's one of the things that's one of the gets the rule kind of yeah. questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are the people that we escort out of the panel. <laughs> <laughs> that's a one way ticket yeah, out. That's, isn't a, it? that's a one way ticket to the band list. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't need to be there. I say that's one of the things I think we figured out, Whitney. To to me, it doesn't matter. We like to talk about what you're doing now, what's out now, and what you've done. We don't even. Even no. consider that topic. Don't no, because it, because all it does is turn into just speculation, yeah. and and then it, it just it just fuels a gossip tree. Is all it does. It's not even worth bringing up. Right, right. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I don't know. <laughs> That's what me and Whitney talk about half the time. It's just, like, <laughs> oh, oh, David and I do spend an inordinate amount of time talking about the next game. Oh, really? So, well, just what we think it's speculation all that well yeah. i do too but i get paid to do that well, you see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold, yeah. Hold on. We're, we're doing it wrong yeah. is, is what is what we're doing uh, hold on whitney do you and david have a sub chat that's not the chat that all three of us are in is oh that yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's been going on a long time yeah. has it oh yeah hate to hey, break it to you wait do you know You're, why do you know why this is because they both have iPhones. Is that, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> well, one day they'll get a real phone. They'll for the, rid- for one the day benefit of the people watching, it. watching and listening at home, um, on the stage, Brent is the only one without an iPhone, and we just discovered that he sent me a text message in June that I never got. <laughs> and he thought, like, I was. And first, I have texted you before. Yeah, yeah. he just thought I it was totally ghosting him. And I'm like, I, and I never got the thing. I was like, Mike, uh, did. Did you, th- this yeah. is that this is that slow ask. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, did you get a new number? Yeah, I know you went through my voice. <laughs> I know no. you went through some hard times. Did you get a new phone? <laughs> so he texts me, and it comes in with a one in front of it, and I'm like, a, I've texted you, I don't know how many times before. Yeah. He, he's international traveler. It's a country code, man. I just blame is whatever that. 
faulty phony. Yeah, hey, this, one day y'all grow up. It's bad enough I have to read the green text up. when I, you know, this is a testament to how much I like you as a friend because I'm willing to put up with the green text because you don't have an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I like the blue text like, on the it iMessage. Stands, it even stands yeah. out. Also, when oh, I'm on a plane, I can, different color it singles, yeah, it different singles us oh, totally. Android users it does. out. It does. Oh my gosh. Yes, it does. Also, just so you know, when I'm on the yes. plane and I get the free messaging gimmick on, you know, without having to pay for internet, I can text Whitney because he's got an iPhone and you can do the iMessaging for free. You'd have to wait till I land. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait for you to land yeah. and never yeah. respond to my text. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a tough deal because my entire family is on is is on iPhones and you you can't go. I mean. The biggest thing for me right now is with my mom, she's on an iPhone and we, I message and we FaceTime and she thinks that's the most brilliant thing in the world. And it's like, I can't go away. You know, yeah. I got, I got to stay there for my mom if nothing else. Yeah. My yeah. girlfriend and I FaceTime a lot because we're on opposite work schedules. So when she gets up, I'm in the middle of my work day, but I'll take a break yeah. to FaceTime her on the days that we don't get to spend in person. Yeah. That I actually made a call to my niece today. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a big Billy Mitchell fan. So, she, she, first, well, this is a whole other story, but she, she was shocked. Oh, that don't I, worry, we've got time. She was shocked <laughs> that I knew Billy Mitchell. Okay, so she had this, she had an instructor her senior year in high school who was a, like enamored with Billy Mitchell. And he did something in one of his courses, one of the segments of his courses, centered on something Billy had done, whether it was, I can't even remember if it was an econ course or what it was. But he threaded Billy into a, high, a senior high school class, all right? <laughs> and some, this, this came up after she graduated. And, she, and I said, Emma, did it ever occur to you that I might be able to get a hold of Billy Mitchell? And she, she sat there and looked at me. Then I looked, put, put his number up and held my phone up. Yeah. And I said, I'm pretty sure I could have had him. He's such a nice guy. I bet if I would have asked and we worked the scheduling out, I could have had him call into one of your presentations. Yeah. Now, you told her that after I, you make that call, the phone explodes, right? right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's a one-time favor. <laughs> that's all you got. So I, I'm going to surprise her. Yeah. He, we didn't know Billy was going to be at the show. Billy's at the show. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, he, yeah. Called, uh, he called you what, Dave? Thursday? He, yeah, Thursday. Why not? Hey, I'm, I'm Billy Mitchell. I'm going to show up. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what you do. You, you let him come on in. And yeah. I was glad <laughs> to see him because I haven't seen him in probably three or four years since the last time I did a show where he was yeah. at. So it was fun to catch up with him again after yeah. all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, it's always fun so, to see Billy. It yeah. is. It's always good. So what I ended up having to do... I was gonna have her download Signal so we could we because she's iPhone. Mm-hmm. And that way we can do a video call. And then it hit me. I was like, well, "Wait a minute, my girlfriend has one of those i thingies." <laughs> so, <laughs> so you did it by proxy. So I did it by proxy. I <laughs> yeah. had Billy call uh, my niece on my girlfriend's phone. Okay. It couldn't have gotten any more convoluted, but, but it, it worked, worked great. It, it, worked it did. Out. It worked yeah. great. All right, they yeah. do have that messaging yeah. down. Yeah, FaceTime for the win. Yeah. I'll say that. Yes. I have uh, some... Here's a fun, a little fun fact that's Billy Mitchell related. So I think it was in 1999, maybe, when I was working at Midway Games. Did you have the bed sheets, the Billy Mitchell bed sheets? No, no, no. No, it was uh, just me. Okay, go ahead. Uh, there's so Jill. Very yeah, high thread Jill. count sheets, I will uh, say so that. So I think it was in 99. It might have been 2000, but... Um, Billy Mitchell, Walter Day, and I refereed a Hydro Thunder contest at the Friar Tux Arcade. Oh, really? Yeah, the three of us were the judges or the referees or whatever you want to call it. 
And that's where I first met Walter and Billy, and then I've known him ever since. <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. But then I didn't it see him awesome. for like a, like 10 years after that before we ran into each other again. But, it, but that was where I first met both of those so guys. So now where was the arcade at? It was in Calumet City, Illinois. Okay. It was one of our test sites at Midway. The and, only uh, thing I know about Calumet City, Illinois, is it's referenced in the movie The Blues Brothers. Yeah. So. And really, like, no one goes to Calumet City. No. It's, not, <laughs> it's not a really good or safe city anymore. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Right. That's a shame. Yeah. It's, uh, it was sketchy even when we... Don't bring me down, arcade man. was there. <laughs> don't bring, but, don't bring yeah, us down. But, uh, but, you know, that arcade was awesome, though, Friar Tuck's Arcade. It's long gone, unfortunately, but... I, I have heard of, but just... just it, yeah, that place name. was around since the, hate, the, early, the, the golden years of the first wave of arcade games now. Mm. Like the early 80s, that guy opened that place up. How big was it? God, I don't remember. They had like... 50 or 60 games, maybe. That's, that's good size. Yeah. 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 It, was good a good, size. it was a good place. And it was run by a, really, like a guy named Tom Blankley. He was a wonderful guy. Him and his wife were total sweethearts. You know, I really liked them. I haven't seen them in 20 years almost. But, uh, yeah, they were, they were great folks. I, I bet Billy hasn't changed a bit since that time. He looks exactly it? the same. Like, that's it, somehow yes. he's like a vampire. He doesn't age. Yeah, I know. I'm jealous of it. Yeah. It's good conditioners. Yeah, what it is. but that was the first time I saw him play Pac-Man. I yeah. was like, I, I never saw anybody play Pac-Man that way. Where I play Pac-Man with a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And even Ms. Pac-Man, I figured out kind of like a basic pattern that works for me. Yep. But the way he plays, like he manipulates the ghosts, like he just knows how they behave. And then he and I never saw anybody play like that before or after. Like that, he was the only one to this day I've seen play like that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So He's speaking, got the skills. Speaking of Billy and Pac-Man, Dave, I know he. We moved a Pac-Man out, and he's going to, I guess, do something this weekend. Is he working on oh, man, another you're perfect? Set, you're setting up the internet to go ablaze again. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm, you're doing right there. So, so Brent, cue I'm, the hate because it's on the way. I might be. Yeah. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to work on a, another perfect game while he's here. That's I what believe. I heard. Yeah. That's what yeah. I heard. Is that tomorrow he's going to do that? Yeah, well, he's probably practicing right now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. That's the, that's the plan. So, I so, came to the right show. I want to watch this. Yeah. This will be cool yeah. to see. Yeah, from, from what he has told us so far this evening, it's on a ROM set that he doesn't have an established pattern for, and he, so he's, yeah, trying, he, he's working he that out right like now. The Atlantic City. That's what, that's what he called them. Yeah. yeah, which I'd never heard of before. So and if, as he's working this out live... And if it doesn't really work out tomorrow, what I'll do is I'll just edit this whole section out yeah, of this discussion. <laughs> never happened. And then I'll, it never and then happened. And, and never. then you can text me about it, and I'll find out about it six months later. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that, uh, this is my life. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the part in about the conditioner, though. Because I will. That will yeah. help people, you know, um, public service. Typical Broken Token podcast pa- uh, fashion. Now that we're a few minutes in, should we introduce everybody? Oh, there we go, yeah. I'm Brent. I'm Whitney. Hi, I'm Mike Vinicor from Stern Pinball. <laughs> right on. Wow, took it up a notch. Oh, I'm David. How about that? <laughs> he, <laughs> you're he, he's yourself over, David. This he's David, show. who's been cheating on me in text behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm David Corgan. I run Music City Multicon. Thank you for having us here, David. You're welcome. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, why you keep having us back, I have no clue. I mean, you help me move games and stuff. That's basically... <laughs> Was his other show the show that we all met, or did I meet you guys at Louisville first? I can't remember. I even mm-hmm. asked Dave. I can't remember. It was one of the two. How we met, um, mm. what even spurred you to invite Whitney and I to your first show? Because we've, we've come to every show that you've had. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to Louisville Arcade Expo uh, 
I mean, at least a couple times probably before my show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was Louisville that I met you guys at. It may, it may very well have been. In the, in the calendar year, that's the first show of the, of the tour for when the Marco folks were doing that show, too. Okay. I mean, the years kind of pile on. They do. Quick. Like, it's a blur. The, like, yeah, it, it does become a bit of a blur. There, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, year six of, of my shows. It's kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and it doesn't feel like six at all. You no, know? it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like, <laughs> feels like more, actually. It feels like more. <laughs> my, my knees. 13 and a half. My right now, yeah. It feels pretty, pretty yeah, damn tough. Are, are right? telling me it's like 14 <laughs> no, at this point. Well, this I get it. My, this is my third one of your shows. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, but you know, for in a serious point for a minute, the, the show, your show is always awesome. But this year, I, I, it's growing every year by leaps and bounds. And it's like, I can't say anything about how not, I feel like if I say something about how good the show is, it's going to make it sound like, sound like it was bad in prior years. And that's not the case. It's not reflective but, on, no, on, on no, the past. No, no, it's not yeah. reflective on the past at yeah. all. But man, it's out of the park now. The, the, the way that you've been able to accelerate the ball, so to speak. Yeah. The show has grown. The guest <clears throat> roster has grown. And it's, it's like... We're still allowed in the door. Yeah, yeah. we're still allowed. <laughs> it, it is really impressive. And like, it, when it I is. walked in yesterday, I'm like, wow. Because I didn't yeah. expect it to be at the scale. Yeah. And Because uh, my last basis was when you did it in, at the smaller place. So to see how you grew it to this was really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is over four times as big, yeah, just space-wise. Space-wise. Awesome. Space and, well, and then, you know, this banner is four times as big as anything I've printed before, so... <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I like the banner. Can, can I take that home in it's the van? It's a nice thread count. <laughs> in the van. Yeah, can, can I put that in a van? Well, I'm assuming he's going to need it for next year's show. Well, well, I'll bring it back uh, in the van. Is this in the van? <laughs> in the van. Yeah. It, we're, oh, Mike, have you heard we're going to start uh, like a, an offshoot podcast van talk? It's all about vans and van accessories. Yeah, you say that, but we still haven't done my whole Waffle House review segment on the well, like the, we the, talked about my it, fast just, food reviews or whatever we talked well, about. Although you, now, like, it's probably we shouldn't. Because probably I, should. I mean, like, for the you know, for those that don't know, like, I had a heart attack a year ago, so <laughs> like, I don't really eat the volume of. Shouldn't laugh at that. Oh, yeah. yeah, shouldn't laugh at that. The, uh, no, yeah, okay. we did kind of chuckle. We, if now, if you can't joke about it, it'll make it nuts, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to completely sidestep the fact that you've not returned my texts about that. Yeah. We'll just say that it was because a lot of shows had shut down since we discussed. That's but true. they're back. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveling is back. So, so but we now I don't eat the volume of fast food I used to, you know, so. It's, like, that's good. Yeah, I mean, don't tell my cardiologist, like, the frequency of my Waffle House visits, but, you know, I cut some corners on the. The I, I toppings, so I don't yeah. to try to stay more within my limits. Yeah, there you go. I, I won't tell him yeah. um, because while I'm not in a text private text conversation with Dave, I am with one with your cardiologist. So oh. <laughs> he and I chat on the regular. He, he's got yes. the green text phone too, probably. <laughs> yeah. like, so he gets your text messages. Okay. <laughs> so out of curiosity, how is the Lebanon Waffle House? How's the rate? It's fantastic. Okay, there we go. Yeah, like. Uh, went yeah, there twice okay yesterday Troy and I went there two days in a row five stars on Yelp oh for okay. sure yeah. five stars on Yelp <laughs> yeah like so we don't have Waffle House and, and, and I've talked this on their podcast before we don't have them in Chicago so when I get to travel places like this that's my favorite place to go because <laughs> you also don't have in and out burgers just like we don't yeah. in Chicago so here like I knew that I remember I asked you like where's the, you're like yeah, oh, yeah, asked, everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm coming to Nashville and by the way where is there a Waffle House close by <laughs> and, like, and you're like we're surrounded by 
by them. You don't yeah, have to go more than everywhere. about two miles. So I'm like, all right, I'll be there. Have you heard, I can't recall the term, is it the Waffle House Index or the Waffle House Indicator? And this is a real thing. Oh, I know, about, about, like, about like a disaster a or disaster something. Area. Yeah, I have, yeah. Yes. If what? The, the federal government, the U.S. federal government, will call Waffle Houses in locales of, of an, on, an oncoming natural disaster. And what was the most recent? Uh, was it, it was Ian, when Hurricane Ian was yeah, coming through. Yeah, just devastated That's, Florida. Yeah. I'd always kind of heard about it, but it was spotlighted as part of the Hurricane Ian coverage. Uh-huh. So to, to get a feel for what's going on in a locale on the ground, they will call and see if the Waffle Houses have, have made a decision and closed. Wow. A real thing. Real thing. Yeah. How so about Waffle it? House is much more key than people than just, realize. Yeah, yeah people yeah. laugh at my love for the Waffle House, but Brent just proved how important the Waffle House yeah, is. Yeah, if the Waffle to, House is closed, to modern society. To modern society, to yeah. modern society yeah. yeah. If it's and, closed, you need to go. And like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should get sponsored as like an, for the endorsements I've been giving them, but they will cook your food perfectly every single time at every single Waffle House. And oh, they are that consistent. Oh, yeah. That's better than and me. And they're the only place on earth that if you tell, you, tell them you want your hash browns like, well done and super crispy, that's what you get. Because like, if hash browns come out and they're white, they've already messed it up. Because their hash browns are not hash whites. So, <laughs> bam. <laughs> that is, the Waffle that, House that will get it right worth it. Every, yeah. every time. Yeah. And, and the people are super friendly. I, I swear they're like in a cult or something. Because, like, <laughs> how it, do you have that many friendly it employees like, throughout your whole chain? It's, not in one location. It's the southern version of Chick-fil-A. I was going to say, is it, it is. the 24-hour well, version I mean, of Chick-fil-A? I mean, I'm down on the Chick-fil-A because, you know, they got some uh, questionable y- yes, ethics. Yes, they did. Yes, they and, did. And, and, and uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But, uh. But the waffle, well, like, I swear. But I'm leave like, it to Mike I'm to like, take us down. I was yeah. just so IHOP can give us what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have IHOP and Denny's in Chicago, yeah, yeah. and they're both. Name. They're not. No, not at all. Because Denny's like they only serve hash whites, no matter how brown you want them. They're like, oh, no, this is how we cook them. I'm like. So you always hear about the you know Waffle House has kind of got the the trope of just being. Open 24 hours. It's where everyone goes after the bar closes. I mean, when you walk into a Waffle House, is there like an expected thing that you're going to see? There's going to be someone that just left a bar. There's going to be somebody that just. I don't is go. all of the. I, I, I don't go is all that during true? the. Oh, I don't know because I won't go at the time when all the weirdos okay. show up. Like I go there like for lo- like usually like breakfast or lunch you're or sometimes dinner. I'm getting there in a reasonable normal. Okay. Time. All right. I'm not getting there when all the drunks show up. Like, <laughs> that's like a whole different world I want nothing to do with, you know? We're past that. We don't need to relive yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> I have you know, no interest in that. Me, 30 years ago, would have been all about the 2 a.m. Waffle House. Yeah, you know, but that, that in the White Castle. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, White yeah. Castle. I, 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 won't, I won't do that area. anymore yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, White Castle was king on that. You guys must really be hungry right now. I mean, this I just, well, Waffle I House. Just, Troy and I just got back from just the Waffle back. House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still riding the Waffle House. You're still on high. high. You're yeah. riding still, that way. still on the Waffle High. I am, yes. yeah. He's, he's, he's got the carb sweats. He's ready I to totally go. have the carb sweats. <laughs> carb sweats. Since I had to, get, since I had to like almost eliminate red meat, like... I, you know, now I get the carb sweats instead of the meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just don't want to trade one problem for another. No, that, no, that's I have to be careful. Yeah. Yes. So back to Dave and his wonderful show. Dave. Hey, yes. Wonderful uh, show. Next topic. No, but in seriousness, the way the show's expanded, 
it's just it's phenomenal. I mean, you you've had some really awesome guests in the past, and it's like that's really been amped up. Mike's here, Troy's here. I don't know what else we can ask. You guys are here. We're here. Yeah. He's still. We, you keep us He got all the A-list celebrities. Yeah. Right here. All we of just them. Named them all right here. We're just yeah. rando shows, but yeah. everything else. Yes. You're so. probably leading in for me to say more, weren't you? Well, I'm just I'm giving you the opportunity, <laughs> and then I'm going to throw a mic to Troy so he can talk about Tilt Amusements because he's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy with the show this year. I mean, it's. The, the tense has been great. Um, like the showrunner's going to say, no, nah, I'm not happy with this. This is terrible. I mean, I've probably said that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But no, right. like the rock band stage, man, I'm so happy we got that set up. Um, it, well, it, it seems like it has been running the entire time they're the show's there, been over. They're going yeah, strong yeah, right yeah. now. I mean, it, it's, it's nonstop. Yeah. It just goes. Yeah, cosplay was great this afternoon. That that whole um, fighting game, like I told you earlier, that fighting game tournament was amazing. I had no idea like the enormity of that scene because yeah. I've been away from that for so long. Yeah, I think they had uh, over 700 players in the wow. tournaments this year. Whitney so. and I talked about that last year, Mike. Yeah. And it it electrifies the room. It does. They are all focused, it does. and it's just. Um, but out. The short version of the long story. Years ago, there was some car, a large car show that would come through town, and it was kind of the pinnacle of the year for the car people. And a lot of cars would travel. It was like a points thing. And end of the show, Sunday, award ceremony, the local organizers would do it. And the comment that was made when all of the import cars and the tuner cars started coming in is, hey, don't, don't turn your eye up at those. These, are, these kids are you... 30, 40, 50 years that's ago. Exactly right. They are the next generation. They're going to move this forward. Yeah. And that's what I see out there. I mean, it's but, a little different. No, but it's, but I, I saw, I had amazing. a very similar feeling. Like, you know, early in my career, I worked on those Mortal Kombat games, and I was one of those, those kids that was way into fighting games. And like I said, I'm so far gone from it, but it's neat to see, like, not only did it survive all these years, but it was thriving, like, yeah. well, probably bigger than ever. And, and it was just kind of neat to see. Wow, look at they're so passionate. And I remember when I was like that, you know? Yeah. And it was cool to see it carrying on. What, what I see so much of right now is you'll see some of the kids, they're walking around, and what are they holding? They're holding their own controller. Right, yeah. They, they, Almost they, all of them had their own controller. They, they have their own controller, like, yeah. like me having my own laptop, and that's my, that's my tool for what I do for work and everything like that. These kids, man, they, they're toting their own controller. Yeah. If I've walked around with a controller, it'd just be kind of weird, yeah. you know? Yeah, same, but, same with me. Like. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but them doing it, it's, it's like you can see that they're so totally into Whit- that. Whitney rolling around with a zookeeper control panel oh, that would arm. be pretty sweet, yeah. And, yeah. and then a food fight under the other arm. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But then it, but it also hit me, though, like, man, if, if my career path had taken a different turn at the fork in the road, like, I would be working in Mortal Kombat games at this point for 28 years. And I don't know if I could, I mean, as much as I loved it, it would, you know, I don't know that I could there's, do it. For, there's too much of a good thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel, I, you know, I have to think I would have got burned out long before now. Yeah. And, but my hat's off to all my former colleague, all my colleagues that, I work with that are still making those games. You know, I worked with all those the key guys that are still doing it, and they've been doing it for 30 years. Those guys, and I'm just like, wow, like it's amazing the longevity, like, of how good of a game that was. Yeah, you know? I mean, where, it, that's a testament you, to the where franchise. Where did you retire from? Uh, Boeing aircraft, uh, General Electric, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> exactly. A good forum. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that, Mortal that Kombat is yeah. going. Mortal Kombat was why we're sitting here because that was. I was so obsessed with it, you know, the second one, that it led to me getting a job, you know. 
And uh, if it wasn't for that, I don't know where my life would have gone. You'd be at Waffle House right now. Probably. Well. Yeah. yeah. I might have just discovered the Waffle House because, <laughs> yeah. like, we never had, we don't have them up north, so. I, you would have I never started, known. You could have yeah, I, never, I may have never known because I wouldn't have been traveling so yeah. much like I do now for Stern. Yeah, I mean, Brent just said, talking about a franchise, Mike, That's a that sounds like a business opportunity, man. For, a Waffle for you, House? To take them back to Chicago. Have, are they company-owned or are they franchised? I don't I really they're know. They're company-owned. They're company-owned. Are they? Are they? That's how they're so consistent. That's got to be, yeah. You fact-check me, anybody. <laughs> anybody out there know, like, are Waffle House's franchise or are they company-owned, like in and out burgers? Steven just walked in. He's yeah. like, wow, I'm getting quizzed. Like, I'm yeah. moving. <laughs> what have I just walked into? Yeah. <laughs> see, there we go. See, yeah. the, the room is full of fans yeah. right there. I think they're uh, uh, not franchise. They're company owned. They're company owned. Hamburger U, where they train the. Oh, right on. We've got a gentleman in the back that I can barely see because of the stage lights that is agreeing. So. I spent a lot of time in Alabama over the years and I've never seen an individually owned store. Yeah. Right. That's why. That's Fair why enough. they're good at. You can just pick one, and it will be the same everywhere, which I love. I, I live in Auburn, Alabama. There's five of them. Yeah. So, yeah. How many Cracker Barrels do you all have? Just, just we don't have any, but Oakleys are sitting one. Okay. We got I mean, Cracker Barrels all over. Yeah. Illinois. Well, yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. Like yeah. That. Cracker Barrels a good example of yeah. everything being the same. Yeah. That yeah, is. I mean, they're they're very yeah. consistent too. You know they start bearing mimosas now. A cracker, cracker barrel, barrel or Waffle mm, House? Yes. Yeah. No. A Waffle could, House. Oh, well, you know, I mean. Like, come get your waffle and beer. It, it, well, you know, I mean, depending upon the time of day, it could work. So, Dave, the show, before we get into the saturation of Cracker Barrel, <laughs> which I have opinions on, strong opinions. Yeah. But let's go. What, on Cracker Barrel? Uh, and the, sa- the oversaturation of Cracker Barrel. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> used, it used to be kind of a... Not, I wouldn't say a special place, but you had to travel to a Cracker Barrel. They were a little fewer and far between. Not too long ago, we're going to Cracker Barrel, and I'm like, where's the Cracker Barrel? And it, it's right in the middle of where I would have never expected it. You know, they got a postage stamp bit of land and stuck it right in the middle of a very populated area. And, and I'm like, well, this is the 13th one that I didn't know existed within a few miles of my house. Well, yeah, back, back by me, like, there's I'm, still... I'm, I'm a very opinionated on Carver. Back, back by me, fair. you still only see them on the inter, off the interstate, Joe, like, no, right next them. to there. Always, like I don't know of one that just randomly. We have Cracker Barrel Expresses in the front of Walmart's. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> what they do is they, they drop pieces of cornbread in your bag as you leave. I, I like yeah. I, one, my one of my favorite things about the Cracker Barrels on the way out buying all the overpriced like vintage candies. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody needs that. <laughs> oh, we don't need it, but you know, yeah. it's hey, part of the experience. The, so. the, one of the Cracker Barrels out by us had, uh, around Easter, had cinnamon tweets. Or uh, not tweets, what are they? Peeps. Peeps. Oh. So what, what uh, I do is I go in and I buy a bunch of boxes of cinnamon tweets and then I... Or peeps. S- peeps, thank They're you. Still peeps. Yeah, no problem. It's been a long week, <laughs> weekend. And then I slipped them into the kids' uh, Easter baskets. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Y'all would be interested to know the two things about Cracker We need to get you on a mic, Stephen. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying the two hey, interesting things about Cracker Barrel. I want to know now. I really want to know. If we're on, we're on, know. on Cracker Barrel yeah, trivia, yeah, I, I got to know now. We'll probably pick it up on the room mic. Whatever you say, I'm going to amplify and post, so go ahead. You being arcade people, that's like the best place to buy those mini arcade games. Oh. That they sell mm. a little mini. Are they cheaper there? No. Same 
price, but they, they end up having all the ones you can't find. Oh, right, because oh, nobody oh, thinks I got Oh, look you. there. Yeah. Interesting. I well, had no idea. Now they're going to know. Yeah. <laughs> Over in the kids section. Second thing, do y'all remember when you used to be able to get an audio tape and listen to it, and you get down the road, and you could trade it? For another one and not pay, they had like I a do trade. remember that. Okay. that I don't. I, do I did not know that. about that. Yeah, that, I did not know about that. I remember that in my days wow. of over the road trucking. <laughs> I don't like driving. <laughs> you mean over the like road driving? Vanning. So like I never over picked the road up vanning. Is yeah. what road you mean. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna correct that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Beth, why don't you just go and get his number and you all can text too? Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yo, you right. missed, you, you, Steven, you've missed the whole texting thing where they've left me out. Oh, you did, but, but, he, but he did bring it around full circle. Yeah, I did bring yeah. it around full we circle. Were smart, yeah. We were phone shaming Brent because he doesn't have an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you all together. Yeah. All right, you could join the Blue Text Club. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... How much did... Exactly. See? Were these mics expensive? Because when I break it, I'm going to feel guilty later and pay you for it. I'll put it on your tab. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. I got to see the name on it. So what about your show, Dave? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, after, after six years, the show has um, come a long way. It's about where I wanted it to be six years ago. Yeah. But just didn't get there. Yeah. It just takes you know, time. Yeah. It takes a while, you know, and I thought it would it would be here in the first year and then the second year and then the third year, but, you know, finally there about yeah. where I want it to be. Yeah. Hopefully it's, it's a good sign and, you know, we'll, we'll be doing it for many more years. So. I bet those first three years, they were awesome. Oh, they were yeah. fun. We, they we were did, fun. We did, too. They were, they yeah, were we awesome. We had a ball. We had an absolute blast. Well, every it, show has been fun, in yeah, my opinion. They, they all have been. One thing I will say is the, uh, the show poster has really uh, stepped up this year. And, and the hatches were awesome. I've got them all hanging downstairs in my game room, but this one, this one's pretty sweet. It's different, it's good. We had comic artists this year, so a really great one, Tyler Kirkham did the, uh, the poster, and I just kinda said, you know, maybe something with a giant robot and like some centipede looking monster and <laughs> just go with it, and it uh, looks amazing, Yeah. So. Yeah, Mike, you need to get one. If, if I look, haven't it, it, seen this poster. Oh, I'm yeah, sitting there yeah, like, nah, yeah, it's up at the front it, at the front table. It would look really good next to your Godzilla. It, it's it's oh, it's yeah. got kaiju themed and everything. I have no wall space next to my Godzilla because all the wall space is taken up with pinball machines. Oh, well, you can, you can move one over. Well, well hey, okay, I, 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 yeah, I touched <laughs> them in there just just right, like for anything to come in, something has to come out. Uh, well, do it opposite wall or something yeah. because it, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and after we saw the artwork, I was like, "Man, we got to do uh, the name of the show in Japanese because it just it fits that giant it, robot. It, it fits the genre, and it yeah. looks awesome." Yeah. So, so. Wait, so, do us like special guests of the show? Like, do we get a poster as part of our? Oh yeah, I'll hook you up. Our writer, because yeah, I mean, it I, wasn't I, in the writer, but I mean, yeah. I'm kind of on the spot now. <laughs> it so. wasn't in the writer. I'm not gonna wait, tell you wait. no. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I didn't make you separate out the M and M's. So. No, yeah, yeah, like, it's all good. So. Wait, Whitney, did you get a poster? Uh, I, I, well, I have one, but I paid for it. Okay, I was about ready. To Whitney's trap a real Dave. friend. <laughs> you about ready. To yeah, I was about ready. Uh, I, I was trying to trap I Dave. I oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Somewhere for sure. No, no. no I, I went up and I, I grabbed my shirts. I grabbed the poster and I looked at Julia and uh, I said, "So, how much is this?" And, and before she could even say anything, I just gave her my card yeah, and I said, "Just it. run the card." Yeah. So we're, we're we're good, man. How many shirts did you get? Uh, three. 
And a stage, apparently, because she just <laughs> ran the card. Yeah. He paid for the stage. Oh, and these banners. Yeah, yeah well. And maybe are, all the video work. You might banners, want to check huh? that. I, 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 bet, I bet they are, man. <laughs> this Dave, the, does, does this banner fit in a van? No, it, it, it falls down. It fits in the case, you know, about the size of this sofa. Okay. So, yeah, I'll go oh, in the van. Is this the same size, or is this smaller than the one on the main stage? Same size. Is it? Probably an optical illusion. The one on the main stage, just it, I feel like it's bigger. But it uses the space. It uses the space. Uses yeah. space. It it, tie, it really ties the whole it ties room the room together. together it for ties sure. the room together for sure, doesn't it? <laughs> I tried like you would not believe, and I, I, other than finally maybe thinking I would push a line to have him put a Christmas tree up here on this stage, and I found the Christmas trees in the back. Talk about tying the room together. Yeah. And I, I just didn't want him to come in here and there be a Christmas tree sitting here, and then just finally kick me out. Well, like that next, was next door. There's a whole Christmas like gimmick going. Like it's not even Halloween yet. Oh yeah, they set yeah. it up early. Yeah, yeah. Get it, this, going. It, it was here last year. Was it? Yep. It was. Oh it yeah. Was, like the light shows were awesome. But oh I'm yeah, like, the it's light too shows. Too soon. Like, it's, it's no, like, it's don't turn a, that on until November 1st. <laughs> <laughs> it's not open to the public. They're just, like, testing it at night because they're oh, setting really? it up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so they actually have, like, a public drive-thru or something? Yeah, you drive through it. Oh, yep. okay, okay. I thought it was just you could come to the fairgrounds and see it. I get it. No, nah, it's like, you know, it's cued to the music, so it's all in sync. You turn your radio uh, on a certain we, channel and... It's like the expression oh, nice. lights on a much grander scale. It's, yeah, we, a very grand yeah, scale. Yeah, we, yeah. we do that in Louisville, but you have to go in a cave. True story. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is there an official name for that cave that's by the, under uh, the zoo? It's, I think it's the Louisville Mega Caverns. Louisville Mega Caverns. Yeah. Louisville yep. Mega Caverns. Look it up. Yep. So for years, they've whoever. I'm not looking that up. No. But yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask my friend Bobo who lives out I there. I bet Billy Mitchell will look it up. Okay. <laughs> Billy. Billy. Might look it up for since I suggested it. You, I don't care. No. <laughs> so yeah, Louisville, Louisville Mega Caverns. I can't recall what what they had actually quarried out of it, but whoever has the rights to it, I wonder how that kind of works out because it's under multiple properties, including the Louisville Zoo. Uh, underneath the Louisville Zoo. So they've got a huge zip line experience in it. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a big section of it that. They use for underground storage, yeah. so you can store boats, and it's you know it's the same temperature. It's basically climate controlled all year. This time of year, they set up this grand drive-through light show, similar to what you've got over here. Yeah, Man, you guys are weird, in Kentucky. And data centers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's underground like data centers, like, so I can like see cold that. storage. Yeah, yeah. yeah for for sure. all disaster recovery and stuff like that. Yeah. We also have a park that is lined completely with jack-o'-lanterns that are carved with all with guaranteed to be unique across every jack-o'-lantern you can drive through the thousands, park and yeah. thousands thousands of jack-o'-lanterns i might have to come visit you guys it's it's it's, it's, like, really, it's, it's other really than, neat. you know other than in march when i come out there for the louisville arcade Expo. yeah yeah but the, the whole jack-o'-lantern experience is amazing i bet the pumpkins don't last till march no but. that's why i have to come out there in october <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I think they probably rotate them around they because do. they have literally Thousands of them. I've got uh, I've got a yeah. friend of mine, and that's her and her husband. They work on that crew because the, the sheer number. That's what they do. They are through that event. They are carving jack o' lanterns. Just yeah, like mad. Just they're like they're, mad. they're very artistic. So they'll they'll someone will draw, and the next one will cut. That's that's wild. I can't really get out by you guys in October. It's a busy month for me. This is the third of you know of three back to back shows how I many mean, more shows do you have for this year two it two? was one and then troy 
and Trent talked me into doing another one. So, so where, where are you going? Next after this is Houston Arcade Expo. That's in two weeks. Okay. And then two weeks after that, I'm doing Cincinnati with these guys. Oh, oh, you're doing Cincinnati? Yeah, I've never oh, been nice. to that show before. So, you'll be there too. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be my first time there. But I did, I did Portland, and then we had Expo in Chicago last week, and then I came here for this weekend. So, so I haven't had a day off since the beginning of the month. So, so Cincinnati's in four weeks. Then is that is that right? First weekend in December. So first like first weekend weeks. in yeah. December. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm home two weeks before I leave for Houston, then I'm home two weeks and I leave for. Okay. Hey, Whitney, have you ever gone to Cincinnati? I have I not. Have not either. No. And it's just, well, I you mean, guys should go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's close enough. Well, usually the first weekend of December, I've got a, a family function. What? Close. You go to any show. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and Troy will have a lot of candy in our booth. Well, no, oh, that, okay. that, that does help. <laughs> I think he just texted you. I got it. All right. Yeah, you're right, Troy. We can, but, you know, we, we, tra we travel on a pauper's budget is what we do. That's the issue. So. Oh, so there's actually a website for the, it's called Lights Under Louisville. So they oh, have a specific yeah. website. Yeah. Other than a couple pieces that were probably early on that are like, yeah, if I squint, I can see that C-3PO and R2-D2. Mm -hmm. It is actually pretty amazing. It, it's, it's pretty neat. Lights Under Louisville. I have to check that out. Yeah, you've never been? No, I've never been. Never been to Pincinnati either. <laughs> maybe never you should have. Make, maybe you should wait, make a weekend of it. <laughs> yeah. Get, get in your van. I I oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but I don't have a van. That's the issue. Like the next year, Pincinnati's going to be a current major. Oh, I thought you, say, I thought you were going to say Pincinnati will be in Louisville. <laughs> wait, that way really, we don't have to travel. Wait, it's going to be a what? Oh, is it really? It, it most likely. It's on the list, but I'm pretty sure next week. Oh, that's cool. So how many years has that show been going? I think it's like two or three. Four? Okay. Four or five. Okay. Gonna, if it's going to get elevated that, then I absolutely need to start going to this thing. We're going to put Steven up here. Why did we not get Steven? <laughs> <laughs> he came in late. That's the problem. From, from now on, whenever we do this, what, what number is this? This is number six. This number is number six. six. Number seven, it, we're, there's going to be a hot seat for Steven. I don't know if, you know, we, we got to step it up, man. If you want a number seven, you know, it's... Oh wow! So now, so now we <laughs> now have the heat's to prove on. We have to prove ourselves. What what have on. we done for him lately? Yeah, yeah. I think this is this is my eleventh show this year. Like this, this year will be the most shows I've done for Stern in a calendar year. Wow, are are you shows. seeing the crowds really coming back? Oh yeah, big awesome. time. Yeah, it's been awesome to see. I missed it. Like I love this is one of my favorite parts of my job, and uh, it was taken away from all of us for two years. Yeah. You know, when uh, my first foray back into traveling was Houston Arcade Expo last, you know, year ago. And that was, you know, I was still a little nervous about traveling. That's the first time I hopped on a plane in two years. But man, once I got there and like I was around all the people again, I'm like, oh yeah, I missed this. I didn't realize, I missed it, but I didn't realize the extent of how much mm -hmm. until I had a taste of it again. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to go just full on back into, on tour again, you know? So it was a long wait between November and March, you know, there was a long, the long cold winter yeah. of no shows <laughs> yeah, to yeah. go to. So does Stern let you pick the shows that you want to go to, Mike, or do you have input on Typ that? Well, typically that I will do, all, I, I'm like tasked to do all the Marco ones, so okay. that's always a given, but this yeah. year I was told I can do other ones too at like anyone, basically almost anyone I want to go to as long as I'm partnering up with one of our dealers, like Troy, mm -hmm. that has a booth full of our games. Mm -hmm. Then they will. Then Stern will send me. Okay. So, got how, it. how's the uh, Hawaii pin open looking? Uh, this you year? know what? I 
I pray that somebody does one in Hawaii. I've never been there, and I've never been in New York City either, and I would love for somebody to do something like this in New York. And strangely enough, there's not one in Los Angeles either, which is a place I've been to a million times, and I have a lot of friends there, and I'd love to get back to L.A., but like, there's no pinball shows in Los Angeles. Well, it's really? because nobody wants to fly through that airport. That's the it's reason It's not why. so bad, and there's an In-N-Out Burger right across the street. So like, <laughs> Why would what? you not? There's an In-N-Out Burger right across the street from LAX. Like, why would you not want to fly through there? It's, it's a tough, man. It's a but tough It's airport. weird, I mean, because got like there's a show in Lodi, California. There's one in Santa Clara. But there isn't one in Los Angeles. So that's strange to me. But also, again, New York's huge, but maybe it's the real estate cost. I don't know. Like, rent's too high? You're a, you're a show booker. Like, the rent's too high. Yeah, I'm not doing one in L.A. Right. Nah, it's too it's far. Just, it's just, like, way too much money. I'm not even doing I mean, it in Nashville. That's why I'm in Lebanon. You're almost yeah. on so. this coast. You can do the New York show. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> on the show circuit. Just yeah. add it as a stop. But, no, I absolutely love doing this. Like... It's a real treat for me. Like, it doesn't feel like work, you know, even though it's exhausting and I'm, I don't get days off when I do these things. These are all on the weekends and, like, I come back and I go right back to my regular part of my job helping design stuff, you know. So, uh, but it's a testament to how fun this is for me because it's worth the exhaustion. So you said helping design stuff. I think last time we talked, you were at Louisville. You and Dwight talked a lot about your work doing... The lighting is it the lighting. What's the official name here? I'm gonna oh, say for, so I did the expression light. Expression light. Like I Thank did the you. light shows for both Rush and Led Zeppelin, and on other games, like I help design rules, and the amount of design work I do on rules varies from team to team. Like on Keith Elwin's games, I do none unless he asks me for some input. Like, hey, help me fit, help me brainstorm on a mode. That's only happened twice in four games, and for and that's one rule a game. So. It was a it's huge. You're, build, you're building trust. Well, no, no, it was a yeah. huge honor. Like he's just got it all figured out. He doesn't really need my help. But it was really a, a huge honor when he did ask for like, hey, give me, this, you know, help me bounce ideas back and forth. That was hugely flattering to me. But you know, some teams I have a lot, and some teams I do a little. So I do what I'm needed. But it's grown so much between helping with rule design and doing expression light shows. Like I don't really do software testing anymore. Like I've now graduated past it. And now we're like, you know, we've hired somebody part time to fill in the gap, and uh, my ro- you know my role just keeps changing. It's turn. It's awesome. If we could text, he would probably let me know the availability of that job. Because if I was considering a career shift, but here I sit still, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm I mean, not letting I, go of it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like on Mandalorian, I helped Dwight and Brian with some rules. But like on Stranger Things, was my largest design role for rules. James Bond is another huge. You know, a huge. I have a huge contribution to that one. Like, that will be as large as Stranger Things. That one, if not larger. That game kind of came out of, for me, kind of came came out of nowhere. I mean, James James Bond is a loved IP, and regardless of whoever air quotes your Bond is, but that just seemed like a an interesting shift. It seemed like. To me, the the later, the most recent run of Stern Games have been, well, I guess Rush and Led Zeppelin kind of fit into the James Bond mold. Mold, mold from a t- that, from a time perspective. From a time, yeah, it's yeah. not something in the now, like yeah. Stranger Things. Right, if right. That makes sense. Or like our Marvel universe properties. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. like yeah. Deadpool's much, you know, certainly yeah. current. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've just that. talked Avengers, myself yeah. into understanding the appeal of it when I consider <laughs> Led Zeppelin and Rush because right. that's something that. To, to a degree, falls into that category. 
you know, it's not of the now, but it's still a very, very key thing in American culture. Yeah, very right. American culture yeah, very in marketable. Yeah. 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 Not just American in culture. You know, one thing about the James Bond is that I don't associate the, the Sean Connery ones with like modern high action, like pinball theming. So it's, it's like they're classic movies, but to me it was like, man, that's really a curveball for a pinball theme to, to put out right now. I, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking outside of my, my mouth here or not, but I'm sure the licensing had to be, was so strict on that property. That I don't it, really, it probably dictated I, don't do, I don't deal with that. You know, like the, you know, I'm privy to awesome. some, to yeah, some of it as helping when I help design stuff, you know, everything, yeah. everything on every title has to get approved by your licensor, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and everybody does it. Every licensor works differently, you know. So, but I don't know the ins and outs of like the relationships or, like, or all, you know what the deals were. Like, I don't even want to know that stuff. It's like, yeah, it's not in my wheelhouse. Like, I stay out of the business side of the business. Like, I just want to help my the teams I work with make the most fun games we can. Yeah. So, so I leave the business to the businessman, <laughs> and I just try to help make the fun. Yeah, Steve. They gave me a mic. Steve got a mic. All right. Oh, but so I have a question. Sure. So I can't tell you what the next game is, but <laughs> no, that's ask not, away. No, yeah. I'll preface it with, I've, earned, I've owned a lot of games. I've only ever bought two new inbox. The first one was Aerosmith because it was the very first LCD game. I helped so. with the rules on that game, by the way, so thank you. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> that was my first one. And then my next one was my all-time favorite band, Rush. Yeah. So I bought an LE. Right. I had, to oh, sell okay. three, I had to sell three games to fund it, but I, I still bought it. But my question is, uh, you said the expression lighting. Right. And we have, a, we have a Led Zeppelin on our location, too. But when they update the code, does that mean you also update the expression lighting? I'm just curious because I'm not getting rid of that game. All right. So when we were, before we got to 1.0, I was doing pretty much every code release. You got updated light shows or more light shows for the expression lights. Once we got 1.0, I was done. Because I completed them on, and you get like two per. There's like two f for each song, like so. Yeah, there's two variations of the each of one of those light shows, you know, for every song. So they keep you, yeah, they keep so you involved the whole time. I was involved the whole time until I said, "Okay, I'm done." And we spec'd out ahead of time, like what I was gonna do. Like, you know, they wanted how, you know, I think they really only asked for one per song, and I gave them two. And I did that on Led Zeppelin too. They only, I would, you know, we worked out that I would do one light show for every song and when I was done I'm like I could either polish these things forever or you let me do another round of light shows and I'll give you two if you can support it and uh, thankfully I had the time to do it but you know both times you got basically two variations per song well the, the funny thing the funny thing is you know you have the jukebox mode yeah I find myself turning it on and like not even playing it and just watching the light show and yeah, it's right. craziest thing it's the first time I've ever done that I'm like why am I not playing this if it's so cool? <laughs> when I was when I was developing those, I would I do it all on the computer, and then I got like a thing like so I could see like a mock-up of it, the game. So I design all the light shows that way. But then when I send it to my development cabinet, and the, I just leave the ball in the shooter lane, and I watch it. I watch the light shows in the game, and then eventually I'll play the game. But the first couple of times until I get it where I'm pretty happy with it, I'll just leave the ball in the shooter lane and watch it. And, uh, and, and I, if I had the, you know, the thing running, I would do the same thing you do. Like, I'd play the music and just watch the lights. <laughs> and I've heard those songs a million times. But yeah. it made it, like, brand new. Yeah. Awesome. Do you know what's funny? Like, people ask me, like, do you get burned out because you heard that same song a billion times when you're developing it? I didn't. But when I hear those songs, 
I think of the light shows I designed for them in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, this is where I did this effect and I did this color and I can see the patterns. But it does, the songs are not ruined for me. I still love the songs as much as I ever did. But now the visual that goes in my head is now different than it used to be. <laughs> this, this is the pinball version of the song that was playing during a bad breakup. Um, and then when we were doing Aerosmith, I woke up every morning with those songs stuck in my head. <laughs> From like, you know, when I was helping with rules on that thing, and like, I couldn't get them out of my head for months. I, I like Aerosmith, but I was a little burned out for a while. Like, I don't really need to hear same old song and dance for like the next six years and I'll be okay, you know? Well, and I'll let y'all move on from this, but the funny thing is when I'm watching those, I'm like, I'm, I'm watching, oh my gosh, sorry. I'm watching the lights to go, what's different? What happened there? Well, I mean, it's like, I'm not even playing pinball. So, yeah. congrats. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm glad that. I'm really glad that people liked them. I got tasked with that. I didn't ask for that part of the job. When we were doing Led Zeppelin, they, they didn't have anybody to do the light shows. You know, like all the other programmers were stretched thin. And I'm not a programmer. So they came to me and they said, would you want to take a stab at doing these expression light shows? You're a concert photographer part-time and you're a huge music nerd. Like, you seem like you're the best fit of anybody in this company to do them. And I told them, like, well, I would love to, but... The deal, I'll do it only if, if they suck, tell me. I won't, you won't hurt my feelings, and then you, we'll figure out who else can do them. I don't want to let anybody down, and, and I want the game to be good. So don't worry about my feelings. I want what's best for the game. And they're like, no, you'll be fine. They had more faith in me than I did, right? So they had to talk me into it. And then I turned in the first one, like when I was trying to learn how to use this tool. And, uh, and I thought, and they're like, yeah, this will work. And like, you'll get better at it, but like, this is totally good for your first pass. And then the only tip I got was like, well, just play it in the game to make sure you're not blinding yourself. And I was totally blinding myself. So <laughs> I, I, I learned that, I figured that out pretty fast. And then I got good with the tool. And then I really enjoyed the process. So I'm like, wow, this is fun. I was, I was glad they took a chance on me and they believed in me like more than I believed in myself. So I did hats off to Tim Sexton and Mark Guidarelli and Tanya Kleist. Those were the three guys that came to me and said like, we think you should do this. So, so did so did they develop that internally within Stern, or yeah. are you talking right. about the tool? Yeah, the, yeah, the all, yeah. Idea? All of it was like done. Like those guys figured it all out. And oh like, wow! Here's a, here's a tool that you can use to do this. You don't need to learn like how to write code. Yeah, and uh, and it worked out perfectly. And then Tim was you know he was the lead on that game. He was hugely supportive of. Uh, he really liked it, and he was which helped like. He encouraged me to keep going. Yeah, no, that, and I that's really, good. But I really enjoyed the process. And then when they did Rush, they're like, you know, we want you to do them again because you did such a great job on Led Zeppelin. And then I feel like my Rush ones were so much better because I got even more comfortable with the tool. And I was able to experiment more. I had a little bit more time. And uh, I was even happier with that stuff. So, yeah. you know, if we ever do a game with those again, you know, I'm sure I'll be tasked with doing yeah. it. And I'll happily do it, you know. Yeah, I, I, hope, I hope Stern does do more games with that because I, I would... I would like to see it expand beyond music pins because I think it, it could just add a lot to just yeah. overall gameplay. I, uh, it's weird for me to see a game without, like, mm-hmm. let's see a Rush or Led Zeppelin without them. Feel, those games look naked to me. Yeah. Like, they probably feel incomplete, don't yeah, they? Yeah, to me they do because, like, when I have play those games in my basement, the play field's in my cabinet with the expression lights. Yeah. And that's the only way I ever played it during the development of those games was because yeah. I was doing those lights. But, yeah. But yeah, I really like that. And it just really means a lot to me that so many people, like, I see the comments people make online, and they're so complimentary of that. It's like, it makes me feel like a million bucks, you know? Well, that's good. Yeah. And, and it should. I mean, because that's, 
I mean, that's a value add that you just sneak right into the side of the cabinet, but it adds so much. That was my first, those were both of those games, the first time I did something like, I've helped contribute rule design for a ton of our games, you know, in different capacities, but that was the first time I did something visual in a game. You know, like, that's not a rule, it's like actual content, like visual content. So that was a new, new avenue for me, and I really liked it. Yeah. So Dave, is any of the games sitting out there? Are you considering? I'm putting him under the spotlight. Oh, <laughs> see, my 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 job here is to set up tension. That's yeah. that's my piece of the show. That's my appreciate that. So I, mean, I, I love a lot of the. <laughs> so, oh yes, yeah, I got you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll ca- well, hey, you and I'll get we'll get a text thread going. Hey, wait, and, I'll, and I'll sign those games for no action and no extra money included in the sale price will be my signature. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that's true. A free poster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's several titles I love. I still love Guardians, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is on its final run. Right, he's got one left. I, I know he does. Yeah, it's right out there. Fit right in my van, too. And, I, and, I, <laughs> um, and, and Lonnie and I did the rules for that game together, and I'll be happy to sign it for you. <laughs> and then, you know, Godzilla, I mean, is amazing. It's one of my favorite games. I love Rush, too. Rush is a great title. So, Led Zeppelin... You know, every time I play it, I can't really hear it in a, in a venue. So I've never really got got it's, into it like it, I would it's, like. It's always know. difficult for shh, for me to play shh, Elizabeth to, to play at expos shh, and stuff shh, because I, I just like to hear I Elizabeth like to hear the, in. the game. Yeah. you know, and it, that is it's tougher. It's tougher here. Shh, There's no doubt. Shh, Elizabeth just walked in. Shh. Oh, excellent. <laughs> From the oh, she's been on the show. She's she's burned out on the show. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could, we could, we yeah, could yeah, get uh, one of each, one of each. So we're good. One of yes. each. Is he filling try, out a try, order? Is he filling out a purchase order? Yeah, yeah right. Tighten up the invoice right now. Speak. Yeah. So to circle back to the show, Dave, give us the high level. We talked about how it's expanded. We know that you've got tilt here. What else are, do you have going on? We've we've mentioned cosplay. There's there's stuff going on outside. I mean, the other stuff room, in the show. The so. Yeah, the, I mean, the pinball tournament was right over there. Um, still going, we, right? We might have still to... going right now. Who, hey, ladies, Did it finish? Who, who's winning the tournament currently? Uh, Scott Woods. Scott Woods won, so they finished. No, no they're still trying to like, win the tournament, right? I don't know. There's a tiebreaker. Are they arm wrestling? I don't know. There might be a winner. There might not be a winner yeah, yet. We're not. We're getting mixed signals yeah. here. It remains to be seen. Yeah. And no one give them a mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then right, right behind us, we got the tabletop gaming. We got that um, really expanded this year. Magic the Gathering card, you know, tournaments and Pokemon, and uh, yeah, we 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 doubled that space this year. So hopefully, you know, it keeps growing. I know this is an often overlooked but a very important topic. We talked about it in a recap of the show last year. The food vendors here on site are amazing. Yeah. You're not just getting like fried uh, fair uh, chicken food. tender fair, fair food. type food. <laughs> yeah, fair food I was trying to think food. of the word. It's been a long. Chicken tender was the word I was trying to think of. The food vendors are amazing. No, you're getting high quality stuff like slices of pizza, so, not just. Oh, they had like barbecue. No, they're, they're great. Barbecue. They're, yeah, they're yeah. the food looked and smelled delicious. Yeah, it's the barbecue not, is it's very good. It's not just fairgrounds food. Yeah. Like you're 100% right, Whitney. Yeah. It's local vendors that have come in and, and brought in their specialties. Yeah, so the the barbecue place that's here, they have a restaurant. Um, the other 
the Smiths Catering, they do events and all kinds of stuff too. So yeah, it's not concession stand stuff. It's a little bit better, you know. Yeah, and it, it definitely it, is. It's it's good enough that um, you eat it. You're happy it. to stay here and, and eat that, and you don't necessarily have to go drive, leave the venue, go to a yeah. restaurant. You know. Yeah. He's underselling this. I'm I'm trying to help him here, Whitney. Yeah. I you, mean, it's good. I can mean, you talk to him? It's not Waffle House. I mean, if there was a Waffle House inside here, you need we to land have a Waffle House contract. Man, well, it's not food related, but I like that you had those a couple of those original Activision guys here. Oh yeah, like David Crane and the uh, Gary Kitchen. Yeah, David yeah. Crane and Dan Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. because uh, I I didn't know those guys were still making games, let alone they made a new Atari Twenty Six Hundred game. So I bought it from them yesterday. So I'm like, yeah. these guys oh, made some you're, games. You're in, for, it, you're in for a treat. Is it good? Like, oh, I, yes. those guys like were telling me about it and the cool features that they put in. I'm it's, like, well, based on what you guys just described to me and the fact that you guys made some games that were huge to me when I was young, like I bought the game. You know. It's one of the probably one of the most complex 2600 games you'll play. And I said, I'm like, if you tell me that you're going to give out a patch, if I make it, and they like, go, oh, we do give out the patches. Yeah, they do. And the, and the thing puts up a QR code, so when I make that mm-hmm. thing, I scan it, and then I can get the patch. Yes. I'm like, sold. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. And some of my old work colleagues you brought, yeah, you had like uh, Warren Davis, John Yossi, like, I don't get to see those guys much. So yeah. uh, I was I appreciated that it was like a reunion for me. Yeah, and I mean, Billy Mitchell, I haven't seen Billy in a few years, and then uh, so I was glad that he was here too. So this has been a really fun time. Yeah, for it's, me. yeah. I mean, the, the, I, I love the guests this year, and um, just because I'm a fan of all their work, yeah. I have a whole stack of stuff. You know, David Crane and Dan and Gary to sign. Uh, John Yowsey signed my NASCAR. Was out there signed the the apron on it, and uh, I've. I've Got a Cubert marquee for Warren Davis to sign. Just gonna pimp out my game room with all this stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, it just, you know, it's great. Love it. So. Yeah, I, I think the the panel discussions have really have really come a long way because you've you've had what Friday Friday afternoon, Friday evening, all day today, and then we've got some Sunday as well. And I love this setup, kind of in the round right here. It's way better than just tables. Yeah, with just mics, you know, mics yeah. on a stand and stuff like that. It's just, it, it feels needs, better. It needs more Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, there's, all, there's always <laughs> no, next year. No, it's way too early. <laughs> it needs more jack-o'-lanterns. Well, the, the other panels we did, it's like you see this, because the, the mics are up in here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. we, we try to make it a little bit better every time. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the setup's awesome, too. Y- yes. Whitney, yeah. when he was telling me that this, we're thinking about the catches, pull the catches out, and I was like, dude, this is, this, I said exactly what you said. This is perfect it is yeah, no, yeah. i do a lot of panels now and this yeah at first i'm like i, I don't have a table yeah. to hide behind but yeah. now after doing the one last time I'm like oh no now i want all the panels i ever do to be like this yeah yeah everyone's awesome next year everyone's gonna be doing this you yeah. know just watch yeah you um, just yeah. you started training man <laughs> we need sofas all the shows need sofas, sofas. sofa panels we know where it started yeah right here in <laughs> lebanon tennessee wait troy's <laughs> handing out money what? Troy just, he's handing out cash. He just sold another Hand game. Some over here. He just, he just sold another game. <laughs> he's going to sell all those pinball machines during this panel. That's what's going to happen. The, Guardi- the Guardians is now gone. Three. I already bought three, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't By the know way, what... if you buy three pinball machines, we'll give you a free Stern banner. If I buy three ball, <laughs> pinball machines, I better just get in the van and keep driving because <laughs> Julia's not going to have that. <laughs> just, she will not be happy. No. Wait, it's credit card. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. You may have two to three pinball machines right now. It's possible. It could be. Yeah, it's possible. Amex has no upper limit, or at least not one that you need to worry about, so just keep on riding. I mean, what's great about the Stern Games the past few years is 
there's three titles I would totally own. Not every manufacturer has that, you know. It's, it's pretty rare. So. They, they didn't make a Spider-Man in the past few games, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're 70 minutes in, and Spider-Man just now comes up. <laughs> That's actually been a win. We're going to cut the whole beginning of Wait, it and go right question. to Spider-Man. Go straight so to Spider-Man. Question. Yeah. Yes, oh, Debra. Question. Oh. Oh, my goodness. There's a, there's a microphone. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so this year has been spectacular. We have had two tournaments, and the vendor hall is incredible, and there's, like, uh, the stage where people are playing, what's it called? Rock, Rock band. band. Rock, Rock band. band. Rock band. All I could think of in that moment was DDR, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Speaking of which, where is the DDR? Well, I don't have a DDR. Don't you know people? Do you think I want to move a DDR machine during the show? I mean, come okay. on. Okay, just get those like cheap little pads that'll break yeah. by the end. Well, just dances over there so there's, with the connect. You do so. DDR, I'm out right now. Shh. Telling you. So here's my question. This this is my question. How, what are you going to do to top this next year? Log flume. <laughs> Jack Jack O'Lanterns on the stage. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm thinking Falcons and uh, bumper cars and, and Ferris wheel. And, and, a, and a, a, waffle house, a Waffle House right in the lobby. Built-in Waffle House. Built waffle house. Yes. The log flume is only for you to use to spend time waiting to get on the Ferris wheel. So that's slight distraction for the Ferris wheel wait. This is cute, but I want a real answer you from him. You want a him. real answer? <laughs> she put me on, she's not letting wow. me go. <laughs> I mean, show up with a Ferris wheel. Do it, but... Also, what besides the flume and the Ferris? I mean, there's the a, there's spot. a lot more a lot more guests I like to have in in gaming and uh, comic artists and stuff. Name one. Well, if I don't get them, it's gonna. No, bad. no. Like we know people, we could start, like, hey. start calling them and saying, "Hey, we want to see you in Nashville next year." I was about to pull. I was about to pull. We don't ask the next game. You can't ask the next guest. No, I can't go for the next guest. She put the we know people. I was trying to figure out how to work that as my. So I actually already have two guests booked for next year. I can get you Mike Vinicor. I I can get him on the phone like that. (laughs) I can get him here. (laughs) She can. (laughs) That's good. That's good. She's got the hotline. I'm on her speed dial. But yeah, she does. She a, <laughs> now, now Troy is on me. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I can say, Troy is. <laughs> I'll try to answer. So next year, KIT is not going to be here because they decided this is their finale. They're wait, going wait. out with a bang. David used the word allegedly because you never know. Allegedly. Allegedly, like they're yeah, not going to be here the, next The Stones said that once or 18 times. Yeah. That's true. I, I, sort of kiss. I've tried to talk them into to, uh, continuing it, and hopefully they do. But they've said this this could be their last. Okay, could be their last year. And uh, I have a lot of plans to, to do other stuff in the space. You know, more guests and... You know, a lot more arcade machines, some cool stuff. So we'll see. Someone's gonna have to help I'm help getting, me move those. I'm getting the side eye. Ski ball. <laughs> Lanes of ski ball everywhere. Lanes of ski ball. That would be fun. I'd that really would be ball. fun. It's fun until he, you have to move it. Yeah, he, yeah. He it's offered, great. He offered, offered to let me move his ski balls again. <laughs> That's very generous of him. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's very generous. So would ne- would never do it, but yes. Probably at least two shows we moved ice balls there. And uh, those things are heavy. No, I think yes, last bro. year was the first time we didn't move ice balls. This is my last un- unrequested comment. I oh, think Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, between, between you and me, I think that one of the things that should definitely happen next year is that Mike Vinicor should challenge Billy Mitchell to a duel. 
Well, he would destroy me in every video game ever. Well, it depends. Maybe you just, maybe it's pinball. Maybe you each pick a game. Oh, yes, yes. Then, you know, it's like, I, it'll, it'll be I, like a four-parter. I, two arcades, yeah. two pinballs. I would be totally up to do anything with Billy. <laughs> like, that would be fun. Mike, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is not Billy. Oh, I'm betting on Billy. <laughs> I don't make bad bets. I'll bet on Billy, and I'm gonna even. I'll still try to win. But oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Bet right. a penny. A penny a point. A penny a point. <laughs> I'm gonna need a second job. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. You need a Mike Vinicore hot sauce. I don't even need hot sauce, though. Or well, I, don't, I, or I would eat his, but I, I don't like spicy stuff. Like, I can't do hot sauce. No, I'm do, well, it's, all, it's marketing, Mike. Yeah, I'm not yeah. suggesting you eat it. It's because spicy. years of Waffle House, you got no lining left. You can't, oh. can't take the hot sauce. Man. Yeah. A Mike Vinicore signed hot sauce line. Really, more appropriate would be like my own line of ketchup. You know, or like something really plain. You know, like I got like my own bread. Li- like I just Syrup make my own bread. Waffles. Yeah, <laughs> or a pizza. <laughs> just peanut butter or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Do we have any other questions? Any other questions? No. Anything about Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. We we can we can work on that all night long. Spider-Man. No. 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 <laughs> Out. <laughs> Out. What's up with this Spider-Man business? There we go. There's a question that needs to be answered. <laughs> we kind of want to know. That's exactly like the abridged version. Yeah. We don't want to leave you here all no, night. No longer a fan. Don't care. Haven't haven't even considered any other MCU content. I was out. Brent, Brent's got it, it, no more uh, MCU or, uh, fatigue. What's it? No way. Far from home. Something about home. I haven't seen. Them. I haven't seen the most recent one. I want to, but you don't know. I'll get around to it at no. some point. But I still have to catch up on. The, I'm like I'm watching that Andor series on Disney right now. I watched two episodes <laughs> on the plane right down here. So Spider-Man is not in that series. I hate the rig. No, no, I know. But I'm trying to. What I'm saying is. When I finally get through all the Star Wars stuff, then I'll try to figure out where I have time to catch up with the Marvel stuff I'm not current with. <laughs> let, me, let me save you some time. You'll never get those two hours back. Don't watch Spider-Man. <laughs> That's <laughs> not worth it. Whitney, Whitney, Quit come now. On. You're yep. ahead. You are, of the, the four of us, you are ahead, sir. Stay ahead. I like the other ones, though. It's because they're good. Yeah, they're yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, I liked a good. lot of Fords, and then, you know, they produced the Pinto. I mean, come I, on. I they're mean, not I, all winners. I will say I've liked most of the Marvel movies that I've watched. As with, have I. With yeah. few exceptions. I will say, what was that one Avengers movie? or uh, Age of Ultron. That's the one that tends to get panned pretty hard. The one that was just two and a half hours of heel heat, and there was, like, no babyface comeback or anything. Where he snapped, and every, like, all this, all this stuff turned into dust. Oh, yeah. are, you talking, are you talking about Endgame? Was that the one? No, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Infinity War, yeah. yeah. That movie was two hours of heel heat. There was like, it was a squash match from start to finish. Like, talk about a dark film. So I wasn't was, really, I wasn't really big Whitney, on that. I don't one. know if I can time. be on this panel anymore, man. There's a lot of, a lot of MCU hate over here. Uh, I like it as a whole, tough. but that movie was rough because it was like, give me some hope spots. There was like just. It was just two hours of all the baby faces getting squashed. Yeah, I, I think you have to take Infinity War and Endgame as one movie yeah, that they exactly. just sliced in half. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the way that's the way I have to think about that. Yeah, yep. That's that, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Two words. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm. Man, do you're that, missing ladies, out on so people, much. Do the people that just walked in, do you guys have any questions about anything except what the next turn game is? <laughs> well, I've been here for a while, but since we're talking about Spider-Man, if you need Spider-Man questions. This, yeah. He's a plant. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite Spider-Man. There's a few of them out there now. What? I couldn't hear what you said. Favorite Spider-Man. Favorite Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Since there's a few of them running around. Favorite Spider-Man movie or game? Favorite Spider-Man person. Character. Oh, 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 character. Person. Favorite man. Favorite person that is Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's very fair. I would have to say, at least for me, it... It's probably a toss-up between Peter Parker and Miles Morales because, uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah, Miles Morales is absolutely great. I, Who is Miles Morales? Man, oh, you dude, need to watch the, the Spider Verse. We don't have time yeah, to yeah, explain. Yeah, have you seen Into the Spider Verse? No, I will. Okay, the best Spider-Man man. movie. Oh yeah, yeah I have it's not fantastic. seen that. That I've... movie is so good. The best Spider-Man movie. So are we only you talking you movies, think so? or are we talking comic books too? Well, just the character. So it would be comics for movie. Okay, okay. Yeah, it would be comics for movie. So, I, I was just going to say, I will admit, I haven't seen that. I have heard universally. It's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. It is. So I, I do need to see that. I do need to see yeah. that. I mean, yeah. the only thing that would keep me from seeing that is the two of them like No Way Home. And I, so the recommendation kind of spoils it for me. Go I'm ahead. You're not I, listening to them. You're uh, listening so to me. I'll go, I'll go comic books and... Black Suit Spider-Man was my favorite thing in Spider-Man. I, I, that's when I got into like, collecting comics when I was in high school and that oh, came so. out. And uh, my favorite Spider-Man story was that uh, the Craven the Hunter one. It was like a six-part series where like Craven kidnapped Spider-Man and I think he like he buried him alive or something. It was messed up. It was dark. Did some, <laughs> but like, it was really good. Type stuff. What? Did some like most dangerous game type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they, it's been collected as a graphic stuff. novel, yeah, yeah. you know, the, and it was, uh, it was fantastic. That was one of my favorite comic book stories. Um, so I think I'll go with that. And then the movie is like, the first two Sam Raimi ones I really liked, but the third one was terrible. And, I will uh, totally, it, it, it's not good, I'll and then say the, that. And then the two mo- most recent, I didn't see the, what's the, the most recent Spider-Man? Uh, no Way Home. Okay, I haven't seen that, but the two before that, uh-huh. I thought were quite good. They, they were. Yeah, yeah they so were. I, Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. And, I wish I had. And I, I think from, from a movie perspective, <laughs> I wish I had. From, from a movie perspective, though, I, I really, I really like the, the two amazing Spider-Man movies where Andrew Garfield played, played Spider-Man. I, I really enjoyed those. Those as well. were all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were. That, that and and you're one of the few people that do. What's that? And you're one of the few people that do. Well, you know, I mean, I, I stand by it though because I really did enjoy it. I even now I go back and I and I rewatch those, and I think one of the one of the parts that that gets me the most is at the very end of the second one, where where the little kid is standing out there in the street, and you know, and he talks to the kid and. Of course, Rhino's out there and doing all that kinds. Of, it's it's just neat. I can cool. tell you what the one thing that really bugged me about those Sam Raimi ones was that the webs came out of Peter Parker's body. That they were did, organic. Yeah, shooters. they were organic. It's just wrong. Yeah, no, yeah, he had to make his web shooters. Man, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. The one thing I did take from No Way Home is I haven't seen the uh, who, who did you just mention Andrew Garfield? The Andrew Garfield movies. Yeah. and his story from what they got to touch on to kind of catch you up. Oh yeah, compelling well, it, enough it, to make me re- want to go back and watch. Yeah, him. it really redeemed him, and, and it, it that like, was the shining it, it, light it, it, I was trying to take out of that yeah it completed pile. that story arc because he was such a troubled 
version of Spider-Man because of what transpired. You know, and they they pulled parts from the comics and then they they extended that that movie storyline a bit. I, I just thought it was great. I, I I'm just all Spider-Man all the time. Yeah. Well, when I collect the comic books, the two things that got me into collecting comics was Spider-Man. You know, when when he had the black suit mm-hmm. and the Punisher. Like the, oh, the Punisher miniseries, yeah. you know that original miniseries. Like he, that's what got me into collecting comics. A kid I was at the high school, you know, I was in English class or something. He was a big comic book collector, and he brought these things in and showed them to me. And uh, I'm like, well, this is awesome. So he kept bringing comics for me to read. Then I just started buying my own. Yeah, I was like 16. You know, I got into comics. I mean, I got comics when I was a kid, but I wasn't like a collector. I would just sometimes get them and read them. Like I would get the Star Wars comics. Yeah. And stuff. I, I, I started reading comics in grade school because I had problems reading, uh-huh. and comics helped me get over some reading disabilities. Oh, nice. So, so I read them for years and years and years. My brother and I collected, and... Uh, Dave, this is where he ties... I wish I could have kept them. This is where he ties it back to Spider-Man and makes me feel horrible. <laughs> this is what's coming. Uh, no, it happens no, every show. Yeah. As I should. As you should. <laughs> so, David, what about your favorite Spider-Man? I mean, I'll just go with the actors. I'll say Tobey Maguire. Okay. Out of the out of the three we've gotten on on film. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Garfield. I really enjoyed the first movie. The second one just ruined the whole character. They me, they tried to do mess. too much with that movie. They yes. where they were going with in the first one was really intriguing though because they had taken Oscorp down this whole deep dark mm-hmm. sinister route and and you really wanted to see where that went. Yeah. At least I did. Yeah, and then. Um, is it, it's Tom Holland. Tom right? Holland, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's kid Spider Man, and he needs to grow up. I'm getting, I, I'm tired of the kid Spider Man. Yeah, I got three movies of kid Spider Man, and then ma- some he, Avenger stuff. He makes so many Those mistakes. Kids Stranger Things grew up faster way too many than, than Spider Man yeah, did. Totally, the kids in <laughs> Stranger Things are now like adults, yeah. and, and he's still acting like a, a some yeah. kid Spider Man. Well, just I was telling Brent, Tom Holland Spider Man, he just makes way too many mistakes for Spider Man. Yeah. Tom yeah. Holland himself isn't he kind of known for just running on and on and on about what's going on in the movie like when he's doing the press junkets oh yeah all yeah the, yeah, he, yeah he definitely just to, yeah he just all the strangling he's just a stream of spoilers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They, wow. they used to give him fake scripts yeah so that when he inevitably blabbed about something it would be wrong anyway and they would still be able to maintain the surprise when you watch the movie <laughs> nice. well yeah now that we've gone through Spider-Man talk, and this has been close to the worst 10 minutes of my life, where else do we want to go? Let's circle up, we could circle it back and talk about some games since I'm that's why we're all here. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Games are good. Yeah, somebody throw <laughs> games. Are good. We all like games, right? Games are yeah. good. Games are good. Right across the level, games are good. So you good. do have some ideas. There's a whole year to formulate, but you've got ideas, you've got thoughts for how to expand and Rodeo. put in the kit I am so on board with that. <laughs> Van Polo. Van Polo. Van, Van are, we, Polo. are we south enough for a mechanical bowl, or are we still too? Oh yeah, you're you're oh, totally 100%. mechanical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, can't do that. Like we're that actually on a fairgrounds, so I mean, we just go out there and rent the cattle barn and the whatever, and we're good to go. Just run the extension cord, yeah, and, just, and, then, <laughs> and then it's good. Huh? I feel like, in fact, they have one in the building where we had dinner last night. <laughs> so. We yeah. can do a trampoline park. We can do that. Ooh, laser yeah. tag. Laser tag. Laser tag. I would be in the laser tag. You know, yeah. that's totally possible because there's there's mobile laser tags that where you that you can rent the equipment, come in, set up a space, put up partitions, and have at it. It's possible, but it's not going to happen. But it is possible. Okay. Well, that would be a lot of crowd management. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, that seems like a, just a big liability, man. People just start throwing the guns and everything else. So have it, more. We can have a bigger podcaster booth. Then we have to man it. You know, we cannot have a bigger podcaster booth. We're just yeah, fine. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We don't want any more. I so. mean, you brought the Panther. The Panthers in the booth. Yeah, you got a couple banners. I mean, what else you need? Panthers, it's all good. Panthers overseeing. Yes, the the, the 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 booth and keeping everything straight. So so it's good. I mean, what I really like, I like the game room to be fuller. You know, I, I'd love for people to to bring games, more games to the show. Like we we had that in the past, kind of when we were doing. In the hotels, we had more participation. We did some best in show awards for people who had restored games, stuff like that. Love to see some of that come back. So uh, is the community amicable to that in Nashville? The Louisville show, the organizers bring games. It's community supported. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon for someone to bring five, six, seven, eight games, or if they've got a game that is their one game, they'll bring that for the for the public to play. It's, is there a similar appetite for that here in Nashville? I mean, well, Jason Wilson's been, uh, you know, supporting us for years. He brought all the machines for the tournament this time, and, you know, just more people need to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, moving games is, is a pain. I mean, who likes to move them, you know? And so it's yeah. it's tough to to say, hey. Troy's, uh, <laughs> Well, especially when you you got them in your, like, your house. You know, it's like one in your basement or one in your bonus room or something, and. Man, who wants to move that? You know, nobody, to nobody take it to does. a show. So uh, yeah. it's tough. You know, yeah. it's, is there enough of an audience to do like a vi- classic video game, arcade game tournament, like you do? You know, you got a pinball tournament. Why not a classic arcade game t- sort of tournament? Yeah, we we tried that a couple years, and you know, as the numbers of of attendees get up, it you know it makes sense again. And then we we've even done like some classic console tournaments, like Golden Eye on Nintendo sixty four and stuff like that. And people were asking me this weekend about GoldenEye, so you know we might do some stuff like that again. Were, were they really? They yeah. were asking about GoldenEye, mm-hmm. like in so much as like playing in a tournament. Yeah, they were wanting tournament. that. Yep. Yeah. They, isn't Come that coming on. out for the Switch? It like, is. Yes. Yeah, remastered so version yeah. of that. Yes. It's, it's a. Oh, I was going to ask if it was a port of what is yeah. this on sixty four. It was yeah. originally on N sixty four. Yeah. But you know the fun part is playing on the original Nintendo right, sixty four yeah, with. Yeah. With the thumbstick and the the bad aiming, and <laughs> if you're good with that, then that's that's one where of, skill is. Yeah. One of the things that I've seen work well for just like the general attendee is uh, a surprise tournament in that, hey, you sign up, it's going to be on a console game. You don't know what it is, pull it from a hat. Mr. That way, game. you kind of in it, you kind of level the playing field. Yeah. Everybody has an opportunity. You're not you're not pulling. Time pilot to pull an arcade game out of the area, yeah. and mm-hmm. you've got a really good time pilot player. Random game, and then you play That's against Billy Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it. I think it'd be neat. You know how they do the. There's certain pinball tournaments where you have to play a bank of games, and it's like five or ten games, or whatever. It'd be cool to do that with like you know ten classic arcade games, and like all right, you have to play one of each of these, and then you put up. You know, and then how put up your score. Put up yeah. your scores. Put yeah. up your scores, and then how will they oh, track you, that? And think, do something similar with the video games. You've got to do that, but with a hook. Four classic arcade games, and then maybe a classic console game. Just something out of left field. Yeah. There we go. Next yeah. year. It would be there good it because then it then it turns it a bit more like sca- scavenger hunt ish yeah. like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yes. while yes. riding mechanical you're on oh, riding the wild. Yes. Two two people in a team, one person has to one person from the opposite team has to control the bull. 
Ooh, I like that. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah. I can. We can make that happen. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were going to say like two people have to share the controller like on a video game. Oh no, no. We're if we're going to involve a mechanical bull, there's going to be. Yeah. Because because I had a flashback to so when I worked at Midway Games, Eddie Ferrier and I were the two game testers, you know, for a number of years. Neil Nicastro was the CEO of Midway Games. He used to come down like whenever we would have games to play, you know, new games for him to look at. And he'd watch us play, and he'd always would challenge us to, and he always wanted to bet a dollar a game. Like, all right, I'm gonna bet you guys a dollar that you can't beat me. And we beat him every time. <laughs> but one time, he told it. He thought he was. He thought he had us. Like, all right, I got you guys now. He goes, Vinicor, you're gonna be the joystick, and Eddie is gonna be the. You're gonna do the buttons, and he wanted us to play in Killer Instinct too. And we, we still killed him, like, where I was a stick and Eddie was the buttons, you know. And Neil thought for sure he was going to win that dollar, and he did. So I took a lot of dollars from Neil over the year, both of us. He had to give us each a dollar, you know. So, um, but uh, I, just thinking now, I thought you were going to, that's where I thought you were going. We're like, one person controls one thing and one controls the other. That's that. I mean, it's, it's got legs. That's, it's got legs. Yeah. yeah that's, you know, like, split. It was like the video game equivalent of like playing a split flipper game. Yeah, you know? yeah. So was he kind of just coming down to see the game, to spend some time with everybody? To, he would he'd come down all the time and look personable. at it. And he would make us like show off the game to him and then tell him what we liked and what we didn't like. And then, um, and he always wanted to play and like you know, try to beat us. He beat me once. He called me to his office to play. Do you remember Ready to Rumble Boxing? It was a Dreamcast game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I had never seen the game before, and Neil called me up to his office. And he goes, I want, he goes, I got to show you this new game that we're putting out. The home guys are doing it. And he goes, you're going to play, and you're going to play me for a dollar. And, <laughs> and I never played the game. I didn't even know what, he didn't even tell me what the buttons did. So I'm trying to figure this thing out, and he's just beating the crap out of me. And then he went, and I had to give him the dollar. And for the rest of my time working there, which was like probably another three years, every time I saw him, he held up the dollar. And he goes, I got you, Vinicor, finally. And this guy made like more money than God, you know? Like, yeah. like he, could, he could have bought and sold my entire town, and he was gloating over a dollar for three years. It was fun. I really enjoyed working around him. He, was, he always treated me great, but... It was hilarious that, like, this super rich dude, right, that, like, <laughs> signed all of our checks, like, was gloating over taking $1 from me when I'd probably taken 100 from him in all the years leading up to that, you know? Whitney, I've got another idea. It's Mike Vinicor, the Midway Years. We're going to have to have a whole subset of interviews yeah. and podcasts. That would work out. Yeah, you know, I have a bunch of stories from, from when I worked is, there. Is the and statute of limitations passed? I think the statute of limitations <laughs> expired, and my NDA certainly isn't valid anymore because the company doesn't exist. Exist, but you ought to be good to go, I would think. Well, gentlemen, well, I can tell you something. You know, I can, yeah, we wouldn't even have to bleep anything I've, out. Yeah, I've shared a bunch of tidbits here and there. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of secrets I'll take to the grave with me, but I got a bunch well, of stories. We'll, you know? we'll just we won't do off mic. We'll it'll talk be, about that. Yeah, it'll yeah, yeah. be. Nameless stories with Ike Inacor. It'll be okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll put no, one a, will, we'll, no one will figure it out. No, no, I'll, no. I'll edit this part out of the final. No one will. There you go. Yeah. These people can't leave this room. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put you on a Vox box and then yeah. it won't even sound like you at that point. Yeah. And we'll put you it's in just, a dark room with blur a Blur this room. out right here. Yeah, but just blur this out just right here in a dark yeah. room. You're good. Well, gentlemen, we have covered a lot of topics tonight, and I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the show. Dave, I know we got another another solid day. Woo. 
Man, we've been at it. Oh, we've been at it. Yes. The time always goes by fast when I get on these things with you guys. It's, it's fun. It, it, it we spent at least two good. hours on Waffle House. So that's I mean, true, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> I always put over my my the places I like to eat every time I go on the on these guys' podcasts. So <laughs> no, we appreciate it though, gentlemen. I appreciate it, Dave. Awesome show. As Thank you. you. Thank, as you. As Thank usual. you, sir. I was about to say I can't wait for next year, but I can because I'm tired. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, you get over that soon. It only yeah, lasts you a couple weeks. You do. Or yeah. you a couple like of weeks. Me, I, I just learned to live with the fatigue. I don't really ever. I'm never not tired it's, at this point. Yeah. You like a, the whole. It's a fun tired. It's. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it. Again. This morning I, actually, I don't want to commit to something. Uh, I just me. heard it. You committed. This, this morning, this is the first time in a while that I woke up and I couldn't remember what city I was in. Ser- oh, yeah, seriously? Yeah, like that usually seriously. doesn't happen to me. And I woke up, I'm like, wait, where am I again? Like, <laughs> that's a good convention right there when you don't know where you're at. <laughs> I, 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 let me, for the people that don't know, like, I don't drink. I don't do any drugs. Like, I was just tired and I was asleep and I've been traveling so much. I woke up, I'm like, I couldn't remember. It took me five minutes to remember what city I was in. I, Mike, I'm just happy that I've made it to Saturday night before my voice has finally start, it started to give out. Because usually it's... Friday night. Yeah, mine's usually uh, blown. Out. Mine's usually bad, blown out after the end of the first night too, and mine's holding up pretty good. That's that's my level. I, I've now I've forgotten which day it has. But it is yeah. several times, but yeah. I know where I'm at. Yeah, I did give my voice a break for a couple hours, and I went record shopping into lunch. So that I gave none me. of this surprises me. Yeah, I know. Just stop me if you've heard this gave, one before. I gave <laughs> my air quotes voice a rest. Yeah. Shopping. The doctor said it's good important for my voice to take a couple hours away, and apparently that the air quality in a record store is really good for healing. Oh, is it? Cords. Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. really? oh, so you know this for a fact. I do, right? yeah. Okay. This, this, is, medic, this, this is science, boys. Yes, you can't argue with this. You, you cannot outrun Wait, science. Well, Deborah yeah. has a question. As, as is the air quality right after a Meekum uh, showcase in the Chicago Expo. A, a what showcase? A Meekum. After the Meekum Expo uh, showcase, like when we were at Chicago Expo and how dry the air was. It was super dry in there, yeah. They reduced it because of all the cars. I was going to say Meekum, the, like the auto auction? Yeah. Meekum? Yeah, my, I was so dehydrated from that Chicago Expo this year. Is that why? It was, cra- it was crazy. Like, oh, yeah. I'd never been, my voice was gone like before dinner time on, on the first night. And then like I had to buy chapstick because like my lips were all chapped. I felt I'm like, it's not even, it's not winter. Like, why am I like this? <laughs> it's because you're trying to protect the cars. Really? That's terrible. So, so, so were they have? So, was Meekum having an auction at that same location? Yeah, right before we were there. Right before. Okay. And then somebody messed up and didn't put it back to correct. So, ten percent humidity or something. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible in there. It was so yeah. dry. Now that explains it. Cause I'm like, this didn't happen to me the year before. I don't know. I've I've been to a Meekum auction before. I didn't realize that they did that. I I didn't experience that at the auction that I was well, at. Well, if you're not in the building for if you're visiting, if you're there for a few hours or the day. Yeah, I was there for the day. Yeah, and I they're there all during setup. Yeah, the, the only show. time I left was to go get some pizza. Other than that, like now I know that I need to take a record shopping break during Expo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the lesson that's learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did because it's like, well, I'm in my hometown. Like, yeah. 
I can do this anytime. I don't need to leave. Like, you just seen special. the look at, or just drive to Nashville and hit a Waffle House. Yeah, yeah there you I go. Don't, yeah. That's, listen, Nashville's farther than two hours. That's my cap. Oh, fair Being enough. In the car. Yeah. Fair Dave, enough. if you'd have yeah. seen the look in his eyes in March in, in Louisville, someone had taken him to some of the local record stores. He's like, he's holding these bags and they're bursting. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to get these on the plane. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> he had like seven, was it? I, what, did did you buy in, another suitcase? So, so when I was in, uh, when I went to the the Tacoma show, I took a week's vacation and stayed up there in Seattle and in Spokane. I went to 15 record stores in a week. <laughs> wow. and, uh, Was that wow. because there wasn't 16 there? You went to 15? No, there, <laughs> actually, okay. like, at that point, I had run out of money. So, and also, I, I was like, I had never been more unsure how I was going to get these things home. Yeah. So I had two giant, like two big tote bags overflowing with records. So I put one in the suitcase, surrounded by clothes. I'm like, I've done this before. Yeah. But the weight limit it was like a pound and a half over of, of, of the 50 pound limit you know and i didn't have the silver status because you get 70 pounds if you so i'm at 50 I, it's so it's 51 and a half and uh so you I, wore three pairs of pants and 14 shirts no, no, so, to, to offload the so weight the, so the, the, <laughs> three lady, pairs of pants. the lady's like you need to you know you need to lighten that i'm like you really gonna ding me for a pound and a half I'm like, isn't it close enough? You could just let it slide. Like, who's going to know? She goes, if I do that for you, I have to do that for everybody else. I'm like, only if you tell them, because I'm not going to tell them. (laughs) So then she's like, well, you got to do something. I'm like, all right, look, I have a tote bag full of records in here. And she's like, what's that? You know, I'm like, do you see this bag in this hand? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, I have another one in the suitcase. That's why it's so heavy. I'm like, if you let me bring on both of these bags and my backpack, like, then we got no problem. She looks at the bag. She goes, well, all that stuff is smaller than a roller bag. You could do that. I'm like, so I could have three carry-ons? And she goes, yeah. And if they stop you, tell them that we said it was okay. I'm like, all right, nobody stopped It's me. all the same weight. Yeah, exactly. It's, all, it's yeah. still on the same plane. I'm like, You're, so what's the difference? Yeah. One's over your head. That's Math. It doesn't count if it's up here, right? <laughs> Math. So, so Math. I put the two, the two toe bags yes. records in the bin over my head, you know, and it does take up less space than a roller bag does, so I guess I could see their point, but a pound the and a half. The weight's all the same. Yeah, the weight's all the same. It's like a, your plane's not getting, it's not overbearing. And it's not any lighter. So. No, it was just yeah. they, like, well, we could charge you $100. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. We could charge you $100 to leave it there, or you can just carry it on. I, and in not. fact, I think I told her if I had $100, I'd have a third bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full, full, of full of records. Yeah. Full of records. Yeah. I'm like, I stopped there because I ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. well, gentlemen, again, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you for setting in with us, Dave. I know you're busy trying to run a show. Thanks for coming to the show. Thank you, Once everyone again. in the Thanks audience, for, for the yeah. questions yeah, and for yeah, putting yeah. up with you. us. And thank you for wasting your time with us. Yeah, we yeah, really yeah. appreciate it. We we doubled the audience over last year. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Maybe our audience. Maybe we're, we're we've we've quadrupled the audience for this panel during the panel. That's and, true. Yeah. And Billy, I'm going to start saving my pennies now for the next full year, so we can have that challenge <laughs> one year from now, my friend. Awesome. Everybody. Well, we hope everybody had a good time, and uh, yeah, thank you all. Everybody, give the panel a, a hand. Thank you for your time. Woo! You had to ask for it, man. Come on. If you listen to our show, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, Podcasters Unhinged Revenge Return of the Jedi Episode <laughs> 6, uh, the Ewok Adventure. <laughs> I tell you, Whitney... 
I had a ball when we recorded that, and I, I feel that phrases like that might be a little overused, but I mean, I genuinely mean it. I, I had folks from the audience come up and say, I, I didn't know what to expect, and this this was this was just a, a, a great. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Say, I was going to say amazing. That's overused too. I've had so you know I've had people come. Up and say, I had so much fun in yeah. this. Just yeah. listening to you all, and then we got a lot of audience participation yeah. involved. Yeah. Hopefully that comes out in the edit. I hope. Uh, I we'll, hope so. Yes. But um, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it. I know we had a f- we had a phenomenal time recording it. It's always yeah. great to sit down with Mike, and you know Dave's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to throw you off a loading dock. You know that, right? It had to have been hot sitting there that entire time in that that Spider-Man spandex suit. (laughs) I don't know why Dave did it. I mean, he had the hood on and everything. The hood on and everything, man. I I mean, he was committed. He was committed. I think he was just trying to anger me. He was, and he wanted to prove a point. I'm not... Whitney, I'm pretty... in my older age, I'm pretty even keeled, and <laughs> I just, I just sat there and looked at him and let him sweat it out. <laughs> it's like, hey man, it's it's his fun. Let him have it, you know. <laughs> All right, so I want we want to close out the show with a little bit of news. Uh, Louisville Arcade Expo, our actual home show, yeah, not our home away from home show. Our actual home show has released their dates. It's going to be March 10th through the 12th, uh, 2023. So check out their website. Uh, I hope that we'll have the uh, the, the guys on again, mm-hmm. uh, and we can get a rundown of the show. Uh, maybe sometime February. Uh, we want to do it plenty of time. Yeah, it sounds about right for the show. Yeah, but as we know more, we'll continue to talk about it. Um, it's it's always a banger of a show. You need to come. Always, and always fun. Yes, you you need to experience it. Uh, you have to experience it. Yeah, it's, so. it's it's a good show. I and uh, I mean, uh, Corey and Joe, uh, the showrunners for for the show now. I mean, they they just they put on uh, just a really really great show, and and I think everybody uh, everybody will certainly enjoy it. They it, it's it's interesting in the fact that they mix it up so much every year. Uh, to be in the same place, the floor layout changes and, and the mix changes, and so I'm I'm always uh, I'm always you know super super interested to see how the show is going to be different, but still the same. So it, they they do such a good job. They do. We'll have a link in the show notes, but check them out if you want the latest. Mm-hmm. LouisvilleArcade.com. Yep. I, I don't know what else to say. I. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I can wait because I got a couple of things I want to knock out. And yeah. I've got an idea of a couple of things I want to take to the show that I am almost a hundred percent sure, uh, has never been to the show. Okay. Awesome. So I, I got a little work ahead of me, Yeah, but, uh, I'm excited to do it. So I can't wait, but I can wait if that makes any I, sense. I get it. It, it. The thing is, is March rolls around really quick. Yep. And it's it's almost like, wow, we're, I mean, if it, it, it doesn't feel like that long ago when we were breaking down. And now it's like, whoa, we're three months out. Yeah, we're three you months know, out. We're yep. three months out. Wow. That's, that's, that's quick. Uh, <laughs> Whitney's got a new best friend. Oh yeah, Hartley is over loving on Whitney. Oh yeah, and uh, Whitney's had to hold on to the microphone stand because she's oh, numerous times she's wedged herself up yes. against him. Yeah, and she just what's that when she looks up at you, Whitney? What's that look say? Oh, it just it's it's like it says 
love me with me. Yeah, it's just like, I love you. <laughs> yeah, so if you've heard any micro, uh, microphone shenanigans going on here tonight uh, with this episode over here on my side, it's because I've ca- I've caught the stand before it trips, before it tips and falls over. So that, that's it. But Just keep it yeah. from going through my high speed. I don't care about your laptop. Fair enough. Yeah, well, it, I'm doing another one anyway, so it's all good. It's it, What would Bob Ross say? It would have been a happy little accident. Happy little accident. That's exactly right. A happy little accident. All right, so uh, Whitney, I think that's been a great show. I say we call that a wrap. Yes. Where can, where can people find us? Oh yeah, we're we're all over the place, man. We're we're spread everywhere, all over the internet. We're we're on Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play. Uh, I mean, you name it. I mean, good gosh, iHeartMedia. I, I mean, Amazon Music. I've Pandora, said it before. I mean, I've, I've gone it's to, everywhere. I've gone to the iHeart app on yeah. my Roku device and yeah. listened to our show Fair enough. on my television. There you go. Yeah. We are everywhere. We are. Yeah. It's, it's so easy. We're so easy to find because we're published uh, practically in every aggregator possible. If your platform allows it, I'm going to make the the selfish appeal. Please go out and take a moment and leave us a review. Yep. Uh, the proper number, the only number of stars to leave is five. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, please leave us a review. If you listen to the show, you know, we do this for the love of it, for the fun of it. And, you know, but to, to get that reach out those reviews is what drives that as i understand yeah yeah it so really is. uh if to help bubble us up and then in turn that helps us advertise the shows that we go to and more people uh um can can learn about Louisville Arcade Expo, Nash, mm-hmm. uh, the Nashville show, the other shows that we attend, the news that we bring, the items that that we spotlight for uh, re- restorers and working in the hobby for new mods and all that fun stuff. That stuff comes into the show and we can communicate that if we can reach more people. That's so. that's exactly right. That's exactly you know, right. and Whitney, real quick, that makes me think of yeah. They're f- back from Nashville. I skipped over this. There was a gentleman named Brian Hall from Argon Modern Retro Gaming who has a really cool solution on Android and Amazon devices that you can play retro games on. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah, I, I forgot all about touching on that. I forgot about that. And this this is a vehicle where someone like Brian, you know, we can talk to Brian, and that's my intention here, is to interview Brian probably after the first year when schedules calm down and and, and talk about what he's got. But So I forgot this is a complete uh, uh, miss on my part. Let me touch on it real quick, Whitney, yeah. before we get out of here. Yeah. Argon Modern Retro Gaming. Check it out if you've got an Android device or if you have an Amazon device. It's not supported on iOS, and I'm sure Brian can get into why. He's explained a little bit at the show. But here's here's the neat thing about it. It allows you to play retro games on those devices. Okay, well, I can do that. Here's the here's the super cool thing. You don't have to go and sideload an app. You don't have to have 45 emulators that are that come from 47 sources. You don't have to be an IT person. If you're a lay person or if you're an IT person that just likes simplicity, this is what I would do. I would go get Argon Gaming and I would use that to run the games that they provide. Their games are licensed right out of the box. Well, metaphorically speaking, I believe Brian told me there's 300 games included in the free version of the, of, of the app. And then it gets into a subscription model. Mm-hmm. Ju- they write their own emulator. 
So they can tailor to the device, to the mobile experience. They're not just loading something that happens to run on Android, but it might be designed more for like an Android desktop type device. Um, And they're serious about it. Just to see if the concept would work, the first emulator they wrote was for a Vectrex. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're writing a vector game emulator. Yeah. So, I mean, they're committed to it. I've got to, to... interact with some of their demo devices it it really piqued my interest i was excited about it whitney knows i don't get excited about much no you don't actually so, no i do i get excited about all kinds of things but but yeah you you're you're a tougher one to please man it, i i i really like the offering so yeah brian and argon modern retro gaming the icon in the play store the google play store is like a little joystick because it, it's a couple from the top. There's a few of the things that show up uh, when you put Above an argon. And, yeah. If you get an opportunity to check them out, circle back. The five-star reviews gets the show out, and that allows us to get things like this to, to more people. Exactly. Yeah. So, and if there's, it, there's a way we can help, we'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if you have an opportunity in your platform please leave us a review. Well, Brent, I will say this. Uh, for, for a show that... Uh, we we were talking about it and it's like, man, I've me, Whitney, it's like, man, Brent, I've got like no content for this show because of, <laughs> because of what's been going on with me. Uh, and it was like, Brent, you're gonna have to carry this one. I mean, we wound up covering a lot of ground. So I, I appreciate that. But uh, <laughs> everybody check us out on, on Facebook, facebook.com slash broken token. Yep. Twitter at broken token. And of course our website. Yep brokentoken.com. Thank you, Whitney, for another great episode. Oh, thank you, Brent. And thank you, everyone, for listening and staying with us. And until next month, we'll say keep your quarters clean and game on. Oh, and happy Thanksgiving, too. Congratulations. You made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. Since Whitney is my dad, I'll be nice and get on to the closing business. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast.brokentoken.com or use the contact page on the podcast website. You can call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token, and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash broken token. Brett and Whitney are always posting up new content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and just about any other podcast directory you can think of. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review wherever you found the show as the reviews help us in search rankings and visibility. Once again, thanks for listening, and as my dad always says, keep your quarters clean and game on.
I'm also chugging coffee, so this should work out really well. <laughs> so I made her a Kong with um, some peanut butter and some treats in it. Would you like me to make you one? Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm fine. I appreciate it. Though. Okay. Although peanut butter is pretty high on my list. Okay. Right. I, I, I'm a big fan of peanut butter. Well, if you want me to, I'll go up. I'll make you one up. No, I, I, pr- I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Brent, I love. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I said I'm ready. <laughs> we have Cracker Barrel Expresses in the front of Walmarts. Really? No. <laughs> hey, Beth, why don't you just go and get his number and you all can text too, okay? <laughs> Speaking of which, where is the DDR? Well, I don't have a DDR. Don't you know people? <laughs> this is my question. What are you going to do to top this next year log flume 